Welcome to the Sesame Street. Today's <laughs> word is expiation. expiation. So we're starting. Here we go. It's another bonus episode, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> very, very special uh, situation going on tonight. Um, Brandon is not here again. He will return next show. So that that's good news. In the meantime, we have another bonus episode. Very special guests. Two of Brandon's favorite podcasters. This is a fact. Well, I'm Dave Z. This is Exploding Heads. This guy over here, what's your name? I'm Christian Luciani. There you go. Dave and Christian, two of the three. And then we have our uh, a gentleman making his third appearance. Nobody's been on this show more than this guy. The fabulous Mr. Watson. What up? I be not Mr. Watson. I'm Norma Bates. <laughs> Lickety-clackety. Dave, come on. Clickety-clackety. Lickety-clackety. Yeah. Well, we, no, you put like a little accent on there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, had to, I had to get a little serious. Yeah, what's well, it's it's uh, good to be in the in the middle of uh, this well exploding heads and twenty two shots. Spoiler alert! Circle jerk, and I'm, I'm glad uh, glad to be in. Is this the first time Moods has been on our show? Yes, long, long, long fucking overdue. The M double O D to the Z. <laughs> what the fuck is up, Moods? That's right, man. It's the M double O D to the Dave Z. Yeah. Um, but you, you know what? Actually, oddly enough, I was supposed to be on a show a long time ago. I think it was probably of one of your guys' first shows. And JP ended up doing the show, but I I can't remember what happened. Something came up last minute. I was either sick. I, I don't know. Something came up, but I ended up not recording with you guys. And I, I've never been on since. <laughs> so, so I'm back for the first time. I yeah, guess. well, moods, moods. It's crazy too because you just did like your first legit guest spot re- very recently on uh, the Fresh Cuts. That's right, I did. And, yeah, and now you're here. I couldn't listen to that though because it was on us, right? And yes. And you guys, I know they spoil. Well, obviously, yeah. Because yeah, that, it's that, it's a two hour review of yeah. us, and I think probably the first fifteen minutes is just kind of generalization of you know talking about the film and kind of recommending it and then last like hour and a half is just strictly straight spoilers like yeah. venom goes he, he, you know basically tells the entire plot and we just go into everything in theories and it's uh it's pretty in-depth i have to say i was pretty impressed that it's a good show the way it came out it, it yeah so well, i mean I'm if you haven't seen us yet check it out man and you know even yep. if you have seen us and you're a little bit on the fence about it and stuff, maybe just check it out and maybe we'll, you know, maybe you'll hear some things that uh, make you change your mind or lean a different way because there was things that he pointed out even that we didn't, none of us even caught because 
he fortunately enough got to see it three times. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so. I know. This guy's <laughs> and he, said, he said the third machine. time he watched it, he watched the movie strictly for Easter eggs, like literally just watching everything around. And I was like, that's incredible to be able to do that and go into a review and do that. So it was kind of eye-opening for all of us too, but uh, incredible film. I mean- It's the review to beat. It's the review, it's the us review to beat right now. And and yeah. don't worry guys, I'm on it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not on it. <laughs> it's a war. <laughs> nice. Wars all over horror This is like, this is like a mm, great mm. mashup we've got. Two, two yeah. bonus episodes in a row. Mashup. That's what yeah, we should call great. these. Mashups? Yeah. We can't be Clash of the Titans because we're not fighting. Now, if you brought Jeremy on, then yeah, maybe. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and JP was supposed to be here. He just, uh, work ran late. He couldn't get the movie watched. Maybe he'll jump on later. I'm trying to coax him. So we'll see. But uh, initially, that was the plan. But we'll see. In the meantime, we're just going to do what we got to do and, and have some fun. So, Brandon, this is for you. Yeah, you man. know, we love you. We miss you. And we know you're going to enjoy listening to this. So. You know? Yeah. Chaz, buddy. Yeah. Fucking... Actually, to that. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Nice. It's official. <laughs> this guy. Very good. Drinking all his sodas. Did we mention oh, the movie we're doing? I know we talked about it when we were pre-gaming. No. no we didn't mention it. Go ahead. Well, talk we, about we've it? danced around it. We've kind of talked about it in previous episodes. I think even the episode that you were on, Mr. Watson, correct? Mm, incorrect. It no, wasn't no. the 2007 Correct. show, but we screwed up, right? We didn't. Include oh, we did. We it. did or, mention it. Yeah, we did mention it. See, you, you are correct. I did a show on it on Horror Corridor episode five. Yes, with with Lil Watt. Yep. See, and that's, we had to have you here. Yes. I got to tell you, I've always been a fan of this. As if anybody remembers, like I think we blew our wads even in, the, in that short format. There, man, this watch got me, even more so. Right. Oh, nice. Yes. Like I've always yes. rated it high. I, this this is the one that I like. I afterwards I'm like I told my wife I go you've got this is you should have watched this with me but because I did it because of my crazy schedule this week I I did it in two sittings and so it, it, she just wasn't around to watch it so well, you've but, been traveling yeah yeah and that's it and I like this was a, it was just a great view oh, that's man. so cool I'm I'm so glad to hear that man I haven't watched this movie in a long time and what what made you guys come up with the you know the mist for this I, I'll tell bonus. you. Why. Because of the conversation we're having later, which was started by a thread in a group page, and um, yep, yep. Oh, okay. Ending. Yeah. Okay. Yes, um, for a movie. I, I forgot, I'm going to read it in a second. You guys, uh, I'll figure it out. But I want to. I want to know the exact terminology. But makes total sense. Yeah. Because so when you when you mentioned the mist, I was like, why the mist? I'm like, but then it, you know, it kind of it kind of got me thinking a little bit, and I'm like, man, I haven't watched that movie since the U.S. was going through a recession. So. Really? <laughs> I, I don't think I've seen it since probably about the time Obama, you know, his presidency came to or came to, you know, start his presidency, you know, kind of thing. Right. So it's been a long time. It's been like 10 years since I've seen it. And I vaguely re I remembered the movie, you know, yeah. but of course I remember the ending. But it's interesting watching the film now, all these years later, how how relevant it all of a sudden became again on so many different levels. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. So, you know, I probably wasn't thinking of it like that back in those days. is like pre-YouTube, pre-podcasting you know, podcasting and things like that. So you kind of take it for face value. It's like, oh, it's got creatures, you know. But it's it's very, very political, you know, and it's very relevant today. It's actually quite interesting. So it should be an interesting conversation. 
And that's going to lead me to some, I'm going to say that concerns my wife in this movie. And that that's a whole other thing. But let, let me just tell you what the thread said. I yeah. put up a thread, I put up a, a little topic and it took off and everybody's like, wow, maybe this should be talked about on the show. I said, oh, well, okay, so now we're going to do it. It's a bonus episode. This is the perfect chance to do it. We're doing all these patron shows this year, so it's kind of hard to get into discussions like this because we have so many movies. But this is the perfect opportunity. But I just put up a post in the group page, and it says, how about a horror movie that you love but the ending disappointed you? That's all I said. It's got 251 comments. It blew up. I didn't think it was going to happen. I'm happy it did. And now we're going to look at those comments. We're going to talk about some of the shit people said. And somebody comes on and said, The Mist. I, and I was like, really? And I was like, and that, that did, led to this. Did they this is awesome. them? Or, or that they were really disappointed with it? Like, yes. obviously you said disappointed, but yeah. how could you be disappointed with this? Like, upset, I could totally understand. Totally yeah. get. Disappointed. That's shocking to me. No, to some people, it ruins the movie, like my wife. My well, a, lot wife of, oh. a lot of people love those happy endings and stuff, and this one generally you know, doesn't really have the happiest of all endings, and I think a lot of people can't accept that. Generally. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's definitely one of those moments where you're like, okay, and then, you know, as a viewer watching for the first time, everything just kind of sinks at that moment. I think a lot of people can't accept that. I get it. I get it. I mean, it's, it's kind of tough. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's an understatement. Well, did did any of you read the novella uh, from the yes. uh, from the skeleton crew? Well, the ending to that is yeah. really ambiguous and very kind of ho hum. It's it's just kind of like yeah. you know he's on a radio, he's writing the whole story of the mist on hotel stationery, and then he hears like on the ra- uh, like a radio the word Hartford and hope, and it's just like oh okay, so all right, so maybe there's a a glimpse of something uh, you know a little break of light here in this darkness in this mist but yeah they went all out on this ending and Stephen King was down he even said uh, he he was he was like really happy with what with what Durabon did i heard that he said that his the ending that Durabon did in this one was way better than his own yep he's yeah. like i wish i could have wrote that yeah mm-hmm. and like, i mean I but that's you know that's typical Stephen King though right i mean Stephen King's really good for 90% of his of his uh, of his writings and then he's known for not having the greatest sticking the landing yeah i just read the outsider his most recent book and it's a it's a stellar book until you get to that ending and you know Mm -hmm. i mean you know no hate stevie if you're listening buddy but you know i mean just it was very like expositiony yeah yeah he's listening to exploding heads he wants to hear chris see christian's sweet face uh well he's, <laughs> he, he he tuned he tuned in for B but since B's not here he's peaced out <laughs> but oh look at that <laughs> people watching people watching you see that beauty god look at how it highlights his face but uh no but like I mean you know Stephen King's you know in the, the Outsider which uh, the book that just came out you know what back in the winter or whenever it was or last summer was it, it, it yeah that ending didn't stick and he is notorious for that but yeah. uh you know this movie I think uh picks up where you know king left off and i think it, it does so rather well it's so hard to say what could have worked in replacement of this ending because i love it so much but if i had an alternate version and again remember this is like it's so hard because you can't separate yourself from what we actually get but yeah. it's when he says well let's see how far this gas will get us or something like that right. and then if they just drove off into the mist i thought that would be kind of like a the thing type ending where it's just kind of like that, it's just ambiguous and and, and that's and, really ambiguous because you don't know, right? Especially yeah. if it never clears up, you just you just missed <laughs> right? everything and just that's it. Yeah, that's uh, that's, that's the good only too. Thing I, could, I could have thought, and, and they have that line in there, and I I, I said this view, I'm like, wow, that could have been kind of cool too, and it just they drove off, but. That fucking ended. The pessimist in me. The pessimist <laughs> yeah. in me would have been like, man, yeah. those motherfuckers died five minutes after the credits were rolling. 
<laughs> yeah, you knew you knew your ending. Well, even in the in the novella, there is like a little scene where they're describing how they see it's either they see the monster itself or they see footprints of a monster that they speculate would have to be like the size of a, a skyscraper. And I remember it, having that in my head. I mean, I like back when I saw this in the theater, like I need to see this big monster. Show me that, and I will be okay with anything that happens after that. And they show it, and I was like, "Yo, yeah. all right, I'm in. Mm -hmm. Whatever happens after this, if it's that, you know, kind of ho hum, like, oh, Hartford Hope, maybe we'll get out of this. Maybe we won't. Who knows? Uh, maybe it was all just a dream. But no, it's like I, I, I was down. Like this, what an ending, guys. No, oh, I didn't derail you, Dave. Right? Because I think we weren't going to get into the. It was movie. about the thread. It was about the thread. <laughs> yeah, just, or, the, right? Well, so that's quite all right. That's what we're here for. No, it's fine. The thing is. Let me just tell everyone listening that this is going to be the most spoiler-heavy show we've ever done. We're going to discuss this movie with spoilers, and then, of course, the thread is all about endings to movies. So when we look at this thread and we look at people's responses and we comment, we're going to be talking about the endings of a bunch of different films later. So, um, yeah. you know, be prepared for that. That's all I'm going to say. We're having some fun. We're going to spoil. We're just going to do what we're going to do tonight. So... Yeah. <laughs> Be Christian, when you edit the show, just put that emergency horn right through that whole spiel. Just sample it the right out show. of the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, if I hear that air, ho air horn, I'll be thinking I'm up in the club. Right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. <laughs> if it was me, dude, I'd just put South Park samples in there. You dick. You dick. <laughs> that was some of the best editing. <laughs> that, that was gold. I'm not going to lie. Dave, I, I know we'll get into it a bit later when we maybe get into this movie more, but I think I, my wife would agree with your wife. I think she would have a problem with it as well. Let me but do... that's, why I wanted her, that's why I wanted her to see it. Quite... <laughs> my wife has seen this several times. Uh, the thing... This is the check it out. My wife, she will watch horror with me occasionally. It's not like she's not one of like one of those wives that will never watch it. And sometimes I'll watch a movie and I, and I can tell it's one that she'll like, and I'll show her to her. Ninety percent of the time, I'm accurate on, on what she'll like, and so it works. She's she's seen The Witch. She's seen Neon Demon. She's seen It Follows. She's seen plenty of things. If I see a movie that impresses me, she's seen Hereditary. You know, I'll show it to her. Now, Stephen King is the rare exception where. She will watch any Stephen King movie anytime. And I have all these Stephen Kings on blue and DVD here. And anytime she loves Stephen King, she will watch any Stephen King movie. Now, I, I'm, I, I love this movie and I love it more now. But last night before we went into it, she said the same thing she said after we watched the last time. She goes, eh. She goes, I don't know. I don't like the ending. This and she says it's. In, she goes, I, I'll watch any Stephen King, but this is like the bottom of of, of my Stephen King. She says, Whoa. Oh, she wow. fucking yes, she hates. This it. one she, is the bottom. Has, has she seen like the Tommy Knockers and stuff? <laughs> she, good point. The we haven't watched it. We haven't Sorry. watched those yet. No, you're right though. But I mean, she's seen all the major ones and the the ones yeah, that I yeah. haven't shown her. Like you know. Tommy Knockers, Langoliers, Needful Things, some other ones. Sh sure, she has not seen them yet, but she's so opposed to the ending. It it's like it, it makes her mad. It she thinks that the movie is too political. She says there's too much going on, this and that. She's saying she said it was all too much. And then when the end comes, you know, this is funny. She says what he should have done is right when he saw those those um those jeeps or whatever those army vehicles coming, he should have jumped in front of it and killed himself. And then I would have liked it more. <laughs> How fucked up is that? Wow! Wow! Go Irene! I, I, go Irene! I, I, double sucker punch, man! Yeah, going back, and, going no, back no. to that, going back to that wife thing. That's actually kind of interesting because, sorry, Watson, we're gonna have to kind of exclude you on this one, but uh, 
for Dave and Christian, wives, you guys ever had those cool moments where wife has been like just kind of randomly no. up a film like, hey, let's watch this. You know, yeah. it never happened to you, and you're just like, "Holy shit, man! That's kind of shocking right now." Sorry, watch. He's laughing. Yes. They're like, I "Don't have a fucking wife." God damn it. <laughs> it's always Stephen King. That's the answer for me. Anytime oh, my wife yeah. recommends a movie, it's Stephen King. Oh. Just like me, she, The Shining is her favorite. So th- about three times a year, she'll say, "Hey, want to watch The Shining?" So I can't hate on that. That's awesome, man. Christian, what about you? Yeah, same same thing for me. Nice. It's not often. But if she brings up, like, I mean, it's often if we're just talking general movies or shows, I'm, I'm just not into shows because she'll binge watch them and then I, I can't catch up. I, I'm one, two episodes and then I get sick of watching. Like, so you don't, show. you don't, your endurance level is a little bit uh, on the shaky side. <laughs> it's always been. <laughs> hey, those are the jokes, folks. <laughs> oh. Dude, I uh, had this incredibly, uh, oh, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. I'm, I, and I, I pretty much just repeated myself, but from a, from a movie standpoint, uh, yeah. yeah, she brings something up. I'm like, yep. Let's do it. Let's watch it. Of course. Done. Of course. <laughs> well, you got to take it. You got to, you know, grab those moments, right? Yeah. yeah, man. So I had this very odd moment one time <laughs> where the wife's like, randomly comes down. She's in a good mood and stuff. She's like, yeah, let's, let's watch a movie. I'm like, okay. Um, and I always, used, I always used to bug her. I'm like, well, you go pick. She's like, fuck you. Don't make me fucking pick because my movie room is massive and she yeah. just gets overwhelmed in there and it takes forever. And I, I always fuck with her too, right? She'll pull out a movie and I'm like, nah, just watch that one. Nah, just watch that one. <laughs> and so she won't do it, right? So this one specific time she comes down, she's like, let's watch a movie. And I'm like, okay, we'll go pick one. She's like, okay. And I'm like, what the fuck, right? She comes down. She's got necromantic. What? No <laughs> fucking word of a lie. No word of a lie. She comes down with necromantic. She's like, I heard you talking about this. And she would bought me a necromantic two shirt. And she's like, I've always wanted to check these out. I'm like, you do realize it's, it's about necrophilia, right? Yeah, course, she's like, yeah, check it out. Wow. <laughs> she, she did she watch it? it. She, she liked it. it. She liked it. She's like, it's wow. so, and like, it, it seems so out of character for her too. She's this. Moods, you put the romantic in necromantic, bro. Apparently I did. It's it's still a story that always sticks in my mind, and I'll, ne- I'll never let her. I don't know if I want my wife to like. She's that not movie. ashamed of it. She's not ashamed of it. But okay, you know, she's the same person that you know. I was watching August Underground one time down. I was down in my movie room, and she comes down, and I didn't realize she was standing there, and she started watching the screen for a few minutes, and she looks at me, and she goes, "The fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> and walks out of the room. You married me. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the funniest thing. So the that's necromantic awesome. thing was, wow, really? Yeah. That's I'm my, surprised that's though, because you story. have a you have a gag reflex that I think is very similar to mine. How can you watch Dude. that movie? I'm thinking of it right now that I the eye sucking. Dude. I, I, I know. <laughs> it's making me gag even thinking about it. I'm a glutton for punishment. I am a glutton for punishment. I don't know what it is. I will watch it knowing it's gonna make me gag and I will fuck. <laughs> Dude, I can fucking I know. Oh literally. I, a gag thinking about my eyes are watering. Yeah. I don't you know. Change me the subject, eyes. guys. <laughs> but I, again, you know, like it's coming back to certain things. Like Fulci is my favorite director, and he's got this fixation, like a lot of Italian directors, with with punishing eyes. You know. Yep. There, you know, there's so much eye punishment and shit. I'm just like, oh, and I, it kills me every time to see it because I have this phobia of eyes. Like anything comes near my eyes, I freak out. Like I'm one of those blessed people that doesn't wear glasses, and I don't think I could handle it. Because it's, you know, I can wear sunglasses and stuff to a point, but I, you know, I wouldn't be able to fuck with eye contacts and things like that. I would just be screwed. Well, I'd be blind my whole days. 
like I wear sunglasses for a purpose because I do have really sensitive eyes and like I squint a lot and stuff. So I, I deal with that. But man, having to wear glasses to see would fuck me up. Guaranteed. I think, I think I might have to go get glasses. I've noticed in the last two months that That's my all. vision is getting really bad. Clo- like reading stuff like, now out of the blue. That's it. I, I, I know it blue. I'm, old. I'm old. I'm an old fight. Well, same here, Christian. Your background <laughs> was blurred earlier to me. <laughs> it's, you, know, you know what? It's really the jokes. You're, you're, just, you're 40, right? Just over 40? I'm, yeah, I'm actually going to be 45 this summer. Oh, so oh. you're getting lucky because they say Dave, right about Dave's forty when your eyesight starts to kind of fail itself, right? And I've if you have 40. good eyes, yeah. But it, here it is, forty-five. I guess forty-four was the magic number for me. But yeah, pretty good. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, but that worries me because I'm turning thirty-nine this year, and you know, it, you know, I can. I'm still. I'm not trying to convince myself my eyes. It's actually good. Like I'm not squinting because I just I'm very sensitive lights and shit. So. That's why I couldn't watch a Clockwork Orange, and and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre freaked me out because all these insane close-ups of her eyes, and wow. the 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 whole the whole sequence in Clockwork Orange, I it just that's what terrified me as a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I get a little misty-eyed sometimes. Oh. Ah. Uh, uh, sing, mist, mist. <laughs> Very good. No. You know what? I, that, that's the way to bring it in because we're not doing uh, we're not. <laughs> We're not reading the shit. We're not. We're not doing it in honor of in honor of Brandon. We're not reading the synopsis. So that, that's how we do it. That's how we did it last week. We're saying we're talking. Oh about yeah, this. yeah. Because Brandon has read it every single episode since he has one. Uh, it, so yeah, I can't do it. Let me say something about Brandon really quickly before we launch into this today. Because my son and I, he's never seen the Clerks movies. Because I can't. He's only fifteen. I can't let him watch that. I I just can't do it. Sucking thirty seven dicks. I can't. I can't do that to my in son. In a row. Uh, uh, hey, man, in a row, hey, man. I was four. I was fourteen when <laughs> no, the first no, I was, movie came out, and yeah, I watched it. Dude, I was a I was a kid when I saw it as a dad, and I'm like, I'm like, right. I'm doing a good job, and it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm gonna wait till he's like sixteen, seventeen. But we, I showed him the Clerks cartoon. And have you seen the Clerks cartoon? Yeah, that is it's that amazing. Is gold comedy. It's yep. it's it was yep. so ahead of its time. But the he, he, he loved Randall. He loved yeah. Randall. And then I was like, wait a minute, Brandon from Exploding Heads is Randall. And he's like, wait, so <laughs> Dave Z is Home Alone. Uh, Brandon is huh. Clerks. What's Christian? I was like, I, I don't know. He works at a fucking circus. I don't know what Christian is. <laughs> <laughs> Randall is a good description of Brandon, actually. That is it is. Really I've heard that before. Somebody has said They're that. They're both Jersey boys. Yeah. Jersey boys. Hey, yo, but check it out. Moods, you said you were 14 when you saw Clerks, right? Did it come out in 94? Uh, 90. Oh, am I? 90. Uh, no, I'll know. tell you when it came out. Or is it 90? 94 sounds it's 92 about right. or 94? Here, I'll check uh, it while we're recording. Yeah, I remember I, I the girl I took. Uh-oh. I'm trying to think the girl I was dating because I went on Christmas Day and I saw a clerk at the theater. 94. And I'm going to say that the, yeah, 94. 94, okay. Yeah. It did come out in 94, dying. yeah. Because Kevin Smith was, I know, he was either working on the idea that he did a little bit of student work at, you know, the Vancouver Film School yeah. and stuff. Dropped um, out, which is movie. <laughs> yeah, and went and did that shit and stuff. That's pretty cool. Actually, my buddy Nate actually graduated from that school too. So really, Kevin was still talked about, you know, from going there and stuff. Kind of a legend. Snooch to the nooch. Pretty interesting. So so 94. Yeah, I would have been 14. And I'll never forget it. Actually, it was actually my best friend at the time. He's still my best friend. He pops in. We pop it. He'd seen it. And he's like, dude, you got to come over and check out this fucking movie. And I'm like, okay. So he pops it in. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's in black and white. Remember, I'm 14. (laughs) Yeah. Right, I'm like, what the? Right. F-? I was just you still so have that beard. Shocked. <laughs> no, it's just stubble at that point. I couldn't grow facial. I swear, I couldn't grow facial hair until I was graduated. 
I probably didn't start till it was 1920. I was <laughs> taking over. But when I zoomed, I, you know, you made up. But I'll never forget it, though. I was like watching this thing going, what the hell is this? You're 14, seeing a black and white modern movie. That's a common. I was like, that's crazy. But which yeah. is total dialogue. But I was in film school really at the time or university taking a film course. That, that's more yeah. accurate. And this movie I loved. So Kevin Smith, I love the fact that he did it like uh, Robert Rodriguez style. They just, you know, 7,000 bucks, Al Mariachi, Clerks. He maxed out a, a, a Visa card to make the movie. I think the budget, I think it was more oh, than around 30,000 or whatever. And I just love that. Like a real wow. style, they just did it. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's what I want to do. And I never did. But that, that that's what I, I love about that stuff. And so they're very influential at that time. So I love mm-hmm. Clerks. I loved Mallrats. Uh, and I actually prefer the theatrical cut of Mallrats to the one that's the director's cut that has all this extra subplot. It's a totally different movie. Huh. If you ever do see the the uh, uh. director's cut version, it's a totally different film. But I yeah. like the cut of the theatrical more because I just it's funnier. It's a funnier film. Uh, and then Chasing Amy was a personal favorite for a long time. I've dated you know, some lesbians before. That's a hard one to watch. <laughs> <laughs> What's your opinions on, opinions on Dogma? Because I think Dogma is Ooh, brilliant. I, I do right? too. I've only seen it once, it's but I love it. Really, love it. really brilliant it. when it comes down to the screenplay. It's you're, you're impressive. Talking about, you're talking about wives. I don't mean to cut you off their moods, but when the, at this point I wasn't married, I actually hadn't even met my wife yet. My well, dad came to up town. to me. My dad came came up to me and said. I heard about this new movie called Dogma. I'm like, yeah, it's Kevin Smith's new film. He's like, want to go see it in the theater? I'm like, yeah. So my dad oh, and I went to see it. And I, when the shit monster came out, I'm just like, I what smoke that fool like it ain't no thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. He loved it though. He loved it. And like, I, I mean, that was a great, a good movie too. Like he, he was trying different shit. Jane Silent was. Bob was like, how, how did he manage to make a big in joke movie? Yeah, but for the masses, like I mean, that's really what it was. Like a big Brandon knows it's, him. <laughs> it's funny to you know to the majority of people, it's still a dick and fart joke. But if you actually break the core down, dude knows a lot about fucking religion, yeah. almost too fucking much. But if you if you know anything about Kevin Smith, he grew up like that. He understands and and just kind of use he, he puts it in there perfectly, and it's written so brilliant. I'm like, holy shit, dude, this is blowing my fucking mind. Like yeah. how you can make a dick and fart joke with that type of content in the middle of it. Blew my mind. Well, he still he mind. still impresses now. I mean, I, I got kind of got out of it maybe because even Clerks Two. The first time I saw Clerks Two, I kind of thought it was a misfire. Uh, but then I rewatched it and I liked it a lot more the second time. Like I laughed. Don't get me wrong, but I just thought like at the time I, I wasn't a big fan. I never saw Cop Out, but then Red State, well, I never and saw that, Tusk, yeah. and like pretty much everything since. I I think he's been on point. Like I've enjoyed everything. Well, Cop Out was just a director for hire thing, wasn't it? I, well, you guys so. did hear the the rap battle that he and Jason Mewes had. Jay and Silent Bob did a rap battle against one another. And you know what? Let me just – I'm, I'm going to take this because I know I started the Kevin Smith talk because of making fun of Brandon's voice. But, like, <laughs> JP, JP actually thinks he could win me in a rap battle. Like, if we put 16 bars against one another, that is some odd – of that young man to think that is something he could do. Uh, but then, trust me, he doesn't listen to Exploding Heads, so he's never going to hear this. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> nobody does. We know this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nobody does. What's my show? Shit. <laughs> Everybody loves it. You could have had a, the rap off tonight if he came on early. If, maybe he'll I show was up kind of, put him I on. I was kind of banking on it. I, 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 I didn't write anything. I should have done some pre- uh, uh, 
Pre- uh, some, some of that. So, we, yeah, <laughs> we could have we could have done it together, man. We could have done mm. it together. No, okay. man. Yeah, mood, moods. Yeah, we gotta collab on some rap stuff. But like, okay. So I, I know I, I, I'm the one who got us off the rails with with the Kevin Smith talk because it's <laughs> such a good topic. But you know what? I heard about Kevin Smith. Just one last fact is he loves the Mist 2007. <laughs> you know what's actually funny, man? If I if I just turn my camera right outside this room here, right outside my whole. Oops! Whole I hit the mic with my face. I literally have a framed Mallrats poster in my basement. <laughs> well, because that was I'm a cool ass poster. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> is it the, yes. is it, the, is it the, not the one that was like the videotape? Is it the really good like when they re, when they did the DVD, the collector's edition? The one good thing about it was it was the old school like art done poster. Yeah, that's what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, that's it's an good. awesome yeah. poster. Yeah. That's a good one. I'll say one thing. I've seen every Kevin Smith movie just one time only, except Clerks, which I've seen like six or seven times, and Mallrats, which I've seen three times. So anything else, I don't have an honest opinion because I've only seen them all once, but they've never been bad. Of course, I never watched Yoga Hosiers, and I don't plan to, but that's another story. What I was getting at was this. Moose, you said you saw that movie at the age of 14, right? Yes. Yes. Now, (laughs) did you see it? Did you see it with your father? No. Okay. Could you imagine watching that with your father at 14? You know, my dad is very odd. He's got a very <laughs> sick sense. You know, he's got a very sick sense of humor. <laughs> and I mean, here's a great example of my dad. So we're driving up. We're driving somewhere one time. This is a couple years ago and it's wintertime and it's like minus fucking 30 here. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but Christian knows what I'm talking about. It's yeah. cold as shit. <laughs> so it's like minus 30, right? And we see this dude. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> okay, you know where this is going. He's in a wheelchair, and he's you know wheeling himself down the the sidewalk. I'm like, this is insane. My dad looks over him and he goes, "Well, at least his legs aren't cold." <laughs> like that's his fucking humor. He's in, he loves dark comedy and humor. So oh, it's man. getting misty up in here. It is getting misty. Are we doing it? Are we finally misty. gonna get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into misty like we're getting into Christy. Right. Oh. I've been watching. I've been watching Paranormal Activity for the past couple of weeks, so I got Christy on the mind. You know, is it Christy or is it? Well, they're both. Yeah. Like... yeah. The Christy was the was was Christy the sister? Yes, Christy was. Oh the... man, nothing. I don't have anything to say about that. But part but... two. What do you mean? Yeah. No. No. I love it. I. I oh, okay. We. I've never seen five in uh, Ghost Dimension. Well, uh, 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 Mexican one in Ghost Dimension. <laughs> oh, you must yeah. see part one. No, and I know it's strange. I'm, I'm saving that for Pat... a future show of another show I'm going to take part oh, yeah. in later. Okay. Because it's all hereditary. There's, there's so it, many comparisons to the, the guy that did hereditary watched the Paranormal Activity series and said, "Hey." I'm going to take that and I'm going to expand a little bit more on it. There's, there's okay. so many similarities, you won't believe it. You know but what's anyway. funny ab- about that, too, is I was I was talking to the – because, you know, I'm, I'm name-dropping like crazy. Mike uh, Mike Lee, for, who wrote uh, wrote Dark Summer, he's in the Horror Corridor Facebook group, and we were talking last night, and I was like, yo, uh, Hereditary took a page out of your script for Dark Summer. Uh, if you remember the ending of Dark Summer, which I don't want to spoil because we're not spoiling that because that ending fucking rocked. Uh, but, you know, Hail Payman – uh, but also hail something else in in Dark Summer, and I was like, and he was like, he felt me, he felt. Me. Oh, yeah. I thought it was yeah. the only one that actually liked that movie. Dude, I shouted you out. I know like, you don't listen to podcasts either. In fact, uh, I think he thinks that we're all on an episode of Twenty Two Shots right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're, the, we're the special guests. Yeah, He's we're the, the guests. He's like, yes. hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, no, I I shouted you out, and my uh. 
my son and I covered Dark Summer because this is the mist, and uh, we also covered the mist too in episode five of Horror Corridor, and then episode fourteen we covered Dark Summer and some other movies, and we 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 shouted you out because you were like the only other person who knew about that and the and the Schroyer kid. Wait a minute, is Dark <laughs> Summer the one with that kid, with the kid from? Uh... It follows, and he was on yeah. house arrest. We talked about that on season one on the show. Okay, dude, right. nobody remembers. I know, I know, no one. Oh, but Dave, I, I pace. Do, do you not hear? Whenever I come on the show, I'm always shooting out in jokes. I, I'm sorry if I offended tonight. I'm gonna you hang what? up. You know what? I remember you guys actually talking. <laughs> Who taught? It wasn't a joint up. thing, was it? Part of your round robin reviews or something? It was. We all talked about it at one point or another. I think, I'm thinking okay. of I think Cruel Summer. Saw... I was thinking Cruel Summer. That's what I, I, I don't think I've seen because I remember. Yeah, yeah, for oh. sure. I thought it was pretty good, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was, you know, not hyping it up, but I was letting people know it was worth a watch and stuff. But I never heard anything back, so I don't know if people <laughs> watched it and disliked it or said "fuck Moon, he's got terrible taste." But who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe people didn't like the ending. I don't remember the ending. Well, I, I like like the mist has an ending. Yes, let's talk about the mist and its ending. Yes. My God, I love my he, crappy he, segues. He derails us and it no, segues I derail back you and into then, the and show. Then I, I, the, the illusion of getting you guys back on the rails and then I'm just like, hey, what about uh, hey, what do you guys think about Indonesian politics? Uh, <laughs> you know, it's so bad. It doesn't even it doesn't even seem to me that we're getting you know derailed and shit because this is like a normal episode of Twenty Two Shots. We are the kings true. of just going. Yeah. off on shit yeah it's true you guys are yeah the kings of but at least we understand it at least we understand it and we know that we accept it yeah so. i mean if we if we uh if we all didn't mind recording for five hours we could keep sidetracking all night long but the 22 shots of tangents and horror man for sure <laughs> does mood seem godlike now that we don't see him as a uh, like as video just, he's just in my ears yeah he's just the voice in our head telling us he's like watson yeah Dump that twenty-two-year-old. She's not good for you. And I'm just like moods. I don't know. He's like, it's weird. Her. It's weird. I think it has something to do with when there's four videos going on. Someone's always crapping out. I don't know. We had five last week with no issue. I just don't get it. Yeah, that's weird. I don't hmm. care. I'm happy you're here. Except Nudie sounded like he was like on AM radio. <laughs> Wait, Nudie was on 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 that last show. Oh, I would have hung up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait until you hear it. He sounds Wait like he's at the space know. station doing it. It looked like he was too, if you look at the video. <laughs> we keeping true to the NFW quality. Yes, you got me, Nudie. Come at me, bro. Make a meme of me. <laughs> he's already done it a thousand times. I love him so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's good stuff. He, he, but yeah, yeah. Don't get misty eyed about him though. Come mm-hmm. on, it's okay. No. <laughs> let's talk. Let's it. talk the mist. Let's talk the mist. Two thousand seven. Then. All right. All right. How about those posters the guy's painting in the beginning? Pretty cool, huh? Who is that cowboy? Huh? Clint oh, the gunslinger. Yeah. Gunslinger, man. Man, Paint? yes, no, absolutely, dude. I was such a fan because this this movie hit in two thousand seven when I was at the height of my Dark Tower obsession. I was reading the books. There was a site you could go on back in the day that might still be up called Roadmap to the Dark Tower. Homies, I was on that thing, and it does, tells all the connections of all of King's works to the Dark Tower and in mm. which order you should read them. I read them all, and I am in the throes of Dark Tower obsession when this comes out, just hoping they'd go there with it, and they did. So when I see Roland up there, I- I'm flipping out. I was, I was, I, see, you guys were talking about wives early. Well, I had a wife back then, uh, before she died of cancer. 
Oh, that's not how that went. That's not how that went. Twenty minutes later, she did get. She did get. She did get cancer. She didn't die from it though. I mean, she she's rock and roll. She's a good lady. Anyway, <laughs> really, this is a true story. My life is messed up. Anyways. Wow. She, she she was like not down with this with this movie, but like I I'm like I'm like elbowing her like skinny blonde ass, just like, dude, like that's Roland the gunslinger, and there's the thing in the background. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not very interested in things you like. See, oh, that um, makes sense. I'm with I moods. I thought that, it was Clint yeah. Eastwood too. <laughs> Did you say Clint Eastwood moods? The gunslinger was modeled after yeah. Roland the gunslinger was modeled after Clint Eastwood. Be that's and that's okay. why they naturally chose Idris Elba. To oh, fuck. as okay. in the movie. Anyways, moving on. I uh, we got cancer. I said something about <laughs> race. Uh, I, I'm gonna just leave. Did you, did you do a line of coke right before that? No, <laughs> I had a couple beers. It's me. I bring it out of him. This He's always happens. Oh my! You know what? Dave really does. God forbid you know I if I was ever on a podcast with this guy. Just us two. It'd be madness. Oh, it'd be fucking horrible. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh. But yeah, the posters. Uh. Yeah. So so the storm is happening. So it it the movie opens on. Uh. We we realize that our main character is an artist, and he does like Hollywood poster art, and mm-hmm. and he's uh making his his artwork, and then a storm is coming, or a storm hits. A right? ruin. Yeah. So what else is sitting there? I I miss it this time around. I actually rewound it for a second. Obviously, you know the the Clint Eastwood poster <laughs> or painting, <laughs> and uh, the thing, Clint. the thing painting or poster, whatever you want. What else is there? Gosh, I because there's I one beside. Like I rewound it and then it flashed read on it twice, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna catch a case, man. So if I keep rewinding that shit, but uh, there's I thought definitely you guys some, remember. There's definitely <laughs> some more posters or paintings there. Yeah, there's four that total. I, yeah. That I feel like are Easter eggs. Like it, it, this kind of ties into the thing a tiny bit, you know. I mean, it's pretty evident what's going on there, but uh, there's something else there. Do you know what it is, Watson? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to look, get, see if I can get. I a... just looked up my notes. I don't. I don't have. Uh, I'd probably have to go find the horror corridor episode five notes, and God knows where those are. Because <laughs> I swear the other posters or paintings, whatever you want to call them, are definitely Easter eggs. They probably tie right into the general oh, core yeah. story here. So. Yeah. Wait, you, Moods, you just blew my mind right now because I didn't even think of the thing poster as relating to the content of the film itself, and yeah. and it absolutely does. It does. Damn. Yeah. Uh, the, the the isolation, the 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 you know the creatures. Uh, spoiler alert for the thing. There's like this thing in it. Yeah, Man, the unknown. Good the job. Unknown. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, exactly. Thing. The storm. Yeah, the storm. You know, just yeah, everything. Yeah. Both Love of Lovecraftian. Oh, Boom. Dave, everything about me from too. the East Coast the, to the West the, Coast. The mist, yep, the mist Boom. is basically the thing. <laughs> <laughs> and we, that ended, like I said, it would have been very thing-like when we were talking earlier. And I was even, I totally well, forgot yeah. about the thing poster at the beginning as well. Yeah, you know, oh, that's, that's really trippy, guys. Christian, because, man, if that actually had been the ending, whew, mind-blowing. <laughs> I'm trying to get the beginning here. But the ambiguity not... is too thick there. That's crazy. <laughs> thick like the mist. Yeah. Oh, like the mist, yeah. And so we get that storm that hits uh, our, 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 you know, David Drayton, played by Tom Jane, and he was fresh off the Punisher here. Is Maybe right? I've never, I've never seen the Punisher, but Thomas Jane's one of my favorite actors. Yeah, oh, dude, that, it's, that's it's a good neat Punisher. Movie. Oh, yes, man, it's, thank it's you, Moose. Violent, it's a violent, bloody one, man. He's Pretty. just, man, he's in top form there. There looks yeah. like there's a painting of. Sorry for cutting it off there, but looks like there's a painting of a woman or someone's like cowering behind. Uh, a grave or something with like what looks like monsters or possibly angels or demons surrounding it. 
And it just oh, sort wow. of glides by that to focus more on the Thing poster and the Clint Eastwood gunslinger. There looks like something that looks similar to um, something from It. It looks like a, blo- a red balloon. Oh, that's, that's right. That's what my wife yeah. said. She pointed out, she goes, the red balloon. She goes, that's it. Okay, so wait, is it? No, I, w- I didn't want to say, I thought there was yep. something of a red balloon. I wasn't 100% sure because I kept catching the... You know the the flashing. I didn't want to have like an epileptic seizure, epileptic seizure, <laughs> rewinding that shit. But I thought that was it, but I couldn't. Wow. I couldn't relate it though, so I didn't you guys write are it down. I did, my mind already. I had no tonight. idea if that's what it was. I just didn't want to sound stupid by saying it. But thank you, Dave. Well, yeah, <laughs> dude, there was a kid in the picture, and and there was two balloons, and one was red. Yeah. So take so it. Okay, so I wasn't tripping out then. All yeah. right. You know it's very quick, and then and it cuts to the storm. So, but those are the. There's another poster in the back, but I can't really to make make it out. Mm-hmm. And how about this? The thing written by Carpenter, obviously, he also wrote and directed The Fog, and this is The Mist. Eh. Yeah. Hey. It's a it's a weird thing, but hey, you know, I there threw it out go. there. I even randomly have that written in my notes that The Mist and The Fog would be a great double feature. <laughs> I don't know why I even wrote mm-hmm. that down, but but it is though. It really is. It totally would be. It totally would be. Dude, I saw some mist or fog today. I don't know what it was. I was working and I was driving over this body of water and uh, on this bridge, and I've never seen this shit before. I've, I've driven over this thing thousands of times on my commute, and for some reason there was all this shit coming at me. And I, I watched the mist yesterday. And I was like, wow, it was it was kind of creepy. I want to stop and take a picture, but you know, it's probably because we had such great weather. They, you guys get a bit of a heat wave, not heat wave, but it was heat warmer wave! today. Yeah, it was a little warmer the last couple of days. We're going to blast it with a snowstorm this weekend. Where I'm so going with it is it's cold at night, and because of the heat, it's probably just the mist coming off of the, okay. the water. There okay, you, go. you sound like you sound like the guy's wife in the movie who, who knew everything about <laughs> fucking weather. She goes, oh, well, this is happening over here, and this is going on, and are you sure it's because of this weather came in here yeah. and this front over here? I'm like, what the fuck? Is this girl a fucking meteorologist? <laughs> yeah, that's what? it. That's it. <laughs> You're right, yeah, because, you know, so the storm knocks, the, you know, the, the, he brings uh, his family into the basement because the storm's hitting, knocks a, knocks a tree, knocks through the window. He's like, okay, got to get the family safe. They go in the basement, wake up the next morning. They're surveying the damage, and they see the mist, the, the titular <laughs> tit jeweler uh-huh. mist across the water and yeah that when she says that line Dave, and I, I always laugh at that myself just like she's just like and and here uh are my meteorology degree <laughs> <laughs> when two when two fronts meet yeah, yeah. What like, the hell? i just want to get out of here go to town <laughs> i yeah. gotta, gotta get away from you and oh, how about by the way. Meet, uh, oh it's, you go dave no, no, no. I think you uh, no, because my part doesn't come next. You, okay. I'm going, How about when go. we meet uh, uh, the the lawyer uh, neighbor who with yep. the fallen tree and his first line? He's just like, um, he's just like, motherfucker, yeah, motherfucker, sucker. I was dying, and my Dude. my son and I just always look at each other at that part and just just die laughing. It's good stuff. You know what my wife said when we were Dude, watching? that? That's me with my chainsaw too. Thank exact you. Same words. It's it me with anything. It's me with a pencil sometimes. I'm watching. Dave's like revving up a pencil, just like cocksucking mother. A battery, a light bulb, you name it. No, like my wife even said it right to my daughter. Damn, like my, my daughter never hears me say that stuff. Very, 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 very. Oh, my rare. son died oh. too. Don't listen, Skyler. Shut up. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So when she when when dude was going off motherfucking and cocksucking and everything, my wife says, "Oh, she goes, that is your father, Francesca. That is your father." <laughs> and she's right. And then then my my daughter blows me in. She says, "She goes, yeah. She goes, that's what he called Ginny a few weeks ago, my cat. I fuck because she ran oh. in the garage." <laughs> 
It's six in the morning. I'm trying to get ready to go to work. I open the garage door, and Ginny is my baby. I love her. She does nothing wrong. The only thing she does wrong is every time I open the garage door, she wants to run in the garage. And I can't just let the cat stay in the garage. She'll get hurt, and it's just in there. So I'm getting ready to go to work at 6 a.m. I open the garage just for a second. The fucking cat runs out, and I go, cocksucker. I was, you know. <laughs> this is stressing me out. She's ready for school. So. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I, I'm torn there with that is. character because I kind of love the way they introduce them, and I like that they don't mm-hmm. they don't really spell it out until a little bit later why there's tension between them. But I'm a little perplexed by the performance of the of the lawyer. I, I it, 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 it's I find it very odd the way he plays the role. I don't know if it's at just which, him. At which, at okay. Which, at which point? Like, what do you mean? You yeah. don't think I, he's I, high I, class I, enough, or I think it's his acted, which but, is interesting because yeah. he's actually a really good actor. You know, I know. pretty much every Seaman, he's really good. I mean, I thought he did really good when he was calling out the curse words, cocksucker and motherfucker. I thought it was good. No, it's those, more. You know? It's more along the lines of when they get into the um, the the grocery grocery store, and I think he starts like not believing. And it's not that he almost like, gets into the litigation talk and shit. Like, yeah, I'm going to yes. sue your ass and blah, blah, blah. It's he so turned weird. into that lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's it. And I, but I know that that's his character, but I don't know. I, I, every time I watch it, his, his performance or his character irks me a little bit and maybe he's mm-hmm. fine. Maybe he's doing a great job and it's just, but his character irks me. Christian, do you think it has something to do with the fact that he's deliberately turning a blind eye to what we all know, that dramatic irony when well, we know something a character doesn't. is it? Do you think it's part of that? Because even when he walks out the door, he has that chilling line, and, and man, gall darn it if I could remember what it was, but where he's just like, then I guess we just go out into the mist or whatever, and they walk out there and never to be seen again. Is it, Do you think it's that sort of character logic that's bothering you, or is it the performance of the character logic? I, I think you probably nailed it with the character the character logic. Because uh, it is frustrating yeah, when he's just like, very, he won't go to the dock yeah, to see the, uh, the you know, see, the, I, 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 yeah, I, I had, a, but I was rewatching it. I had a problem with that too. I'm like, yeah. okay, this, you obviously know as a viewer that this is a very fucking serious moment, right? There's some serious shit going on here. Okay. You have evidence at this point that there is something out there with tentacles because they've literally cut off the tail of, or, you know, the end of one of these tentacles. Why the fuck didn't they just you know, use some physical force and be like, motherfucker, listen up. We are not fucking with you. This has nothing to do with our past, our suings, our litigation issues, blah, blah, blah. There's something fucking going on here. We're not messing with you, dude. And just physically put him back there just so we can see, right? Like, I mean, I'm just thinking this they the whole fucking to. time. And I think that's they what did, I wanted because it was driving me nuts. You know? So th- it, something's working there because it's building my frustration because yeah, he, he, he refuses to believe quote unquote supernatural. He's yeah. like he even says later, he says, I there is something it's happening. It's all here. stemming. It's mm-hmm. all stemming from their past from their past. Right? He literally right. thinks that that they're fucking with him because he's an outsider. And that plays into this, man. The xenophobia issue in this film is fucking massive. And that oh, it starts with that shit because he's a fucking yes. outsider. Yeah. He's a fucking outsider. And he feels that right from the start. So therefore, his history and knowing it right away, because once they get trapped in the grocery store, everyone separates, man. We have the locals. Everybody that's, you know, not a local is kind of shocked. They're, they're doing yes. all their, they're doing their shit. So he's obviously just being like, dude, you're fucking with me. Fuck this and you know 
That's how it goes down. I get it. Moods, you you you're you're spot on with the, those New England communities, man. They yeah. talk locals and outsiders like it ain't no thing, dude. Yeah, yeah. Are, now, are you saying? I mean, obviously, you're just talking about from the fact that he's not from the. He's like he's like a cottage, like like in cottage country. When you summer here, counties, we you, live yeah, here. Exactly. I think it's all the stemming from that be... small town mentality. What I about racism? It, it's definitely touched upon, but I think it has a lot to do with just anybody that was an outsider to that small community because you know the small community is how everybody knows each other yeah and they don't want to accept everybody because they might be a threat i think that's how this whole thing is kind of because there's other outsiders that are in there that don't have these conflicts they're just not accepted into yeah. the in-town uh locals groups and we're, shit we're talking tribalism which is so, to me yeah yeah i mean well which even gets worse at, later on in the film like he's got oh, his little core group that sort of goes with him. And yeah. of course, then we've got uh, something that becomes even worse as we approach, like, I guess, act uh, well, at the end of act that, two. In act well, three. Christian, your frustrations at this point in the movie, it, 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 it's so telling because this is where we start to see sense and reason exit stage left in favor of, okay, we do have our sensible characters who are still trying to, you know, there are, there are our good, uh, you know, if I may get political, there are good centrist characters. I'm, I'm kidding about the politics stuff. Uh, there are good, you know, just like free thinking centrist characters who are just like <laughs> Dave's over there. <laughs> and yeah, who are, are are just are trying to get by on on a certain amount of acceptance of this and that, a little logic here, a little, you know, they're weighing out things, but there's an ignorance on they're in the middle, like Tom Jane in his crew, they're your you're, and I'm not going to talk about right or left or anything. I'm just going to say extremes in one direction or another. We're talking mm -hmm. Tom Jane's crew. They are your good middle middle ground folks who are, are looking at kind of Hegel's dialectic. You got you got thesis, antithesis, and then synthesis. You know, one side, one side, and here's where we go from here. Bam, up to the freaking pinnacle of you know where we the conclusions we come to when we look at the opposites. And there's Tom Jane and his crew in the middle. We've got Mrs. Carmody, who we'll you know talk about later, who's on one side, and of course these people who go out into the mist, led by our good lawyer character, find themselves on another side of that, and they don't. Nobody's faring well here. And it's a very interesting just example of when when the veneer of society falls down. Uh, and, and then what we what we revert to. It's very interesting stuff. And this movie, uh, it, it captures it really well in just its little simple, there are monsters outside, we're in here. Are the monsters outside or are they in here? <laughs> Which is it? You know, yeah. It, it's one of those cases where, you know, you have a situation with a whole pile of different people and no one has really taken the bona fide lead in this. Like, there's, I mean, you can kind Good of point. say Thomas Jane's character is there, but no one has taken a stand and, like, you know, stood up and been like, okay, guys, I'm going to lead this. This is what we got to figure this out as a group. Well, Mrs. Carmody wants to figure it out as a group. <laughs> well, she wants to, yeah, she, no, wants to let, she, wants, she wants to let everybody know her idea of what's going on, and that's it. She's not willing yeah. to accept anything else. So she's kind of an extremist to one side, like, Big time, but yeah, but I mean, she I would do it by herself. Problems. Yeah, you know? she would oh, do it. She, if she would. was the only one. You know what I mean? If she had no followers, she would. Do... You see that scene earlier when she's in there talking to her god and doing her thing, and when uh, Amanda comes in. Yes, but in true she form. But in true form, somebody that's always preaching like that eventually gets followers. There's a there's a moment in the film where you know she's going off about you know end of days and you know all that shit, all that biblical stuff. And people are kind of following her and preaching a little bit, you know, yeah. until it kind of turns, it goes the other way. 
but I mean, that's society in itself, right? You, you start being real strong about something. People will start to follow you. You can change people's minds like that, man. Well, they called it. It's they called it. It's scary. And, it's so scary, man. And I, the fact it's that typical. I just finished this movie today and I'm going to call her yeah. Claire from The Walking Dead. I think that was her name from, maybe I'm wrong even on that. Well, the, but, there's two people. Actually, Andrea. There's a yeah. bunch there's of two Andrea, Andrea from Walking but Dead. But she called a, Amanda on this movie. Oh, so there's kind of one, yeah. two, <laughs> three, three at least. There's two from The Walking Dead, and there's two from Storm of the Century. No, there's there's three. The the girl with the short hair that leaves once you you walk a lady home. Yeah, Carol and and Andrea. Who else? And the old guy. And Dale, who runs that. And that, yeah, the old guy. I'm thinking to myself. That's not him. It looks like him, but it's not him. That's the guy from Storm of the Century. Right away, I'm like, fuck Carol. I I don't remember what her name is in this movie, but like, she's like, she's like, I need to get out of here. I need to get home to my eight-year-old. And I'm like, you left your motherfucking eight-year-old at yeah, home? I, well, I think that's what you didn't want to be judged. My, and like, I'm my thinking son's to myself, almost eight. There's no way he'd be able to take yeah. care of anybody. <laughs> Dude, my son just turned nine on Monday. And he's still not staying home alone. He's, you know, he's that's not happening. You yeah. know, no, no Kevin Kalsker shit happening anytime soon. Right? It's like, no fucking way, man. But I don't know, man. I was like, fuck, man. You know, whatever. It is you left your Dave. eight-year-old at home. Jeffrey Demond, De- Jeffrey Demond. I, I I know it's him because he's also the cop uh, character in the Blob remake, which I love. And it is he was in this, and then he was in The Walking Dead. As well. I used to think it was him, but then I've watched Storm of the Century so many times, and he's in it. And I'm like, well, it looks like him, but boy, he sure something about him okay. looks really different in The Walking Dead. So it's huh. weird because I used to think it was him, and then at the maybe it's not him, but I guess it is. Well, he was in The Walking Dead, and he was in Storm of the Century. Mm-hmm. And check this out. Uh, Durabont wanted, when he was the showrunner for The Walking Dead, wanted Tom Jane to be Rick Grimes. Oh, that, actually, yeah. pro- actually yeah. probably would have been a better choice. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying, like, if you got his buff ass, like, looking at Negan, like, dude, are we squaring up? <laughs> Is this what we're doing? All right. Let's go. Well, Rick's a bitch. Rick's a bitch. Come on. I mean, all right. Okay. Wait, so, so okay. Sorry. So, at this point in the story... Where, where are we here? So we're, we're just facing the disaster. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, we, we've got the air horns going off. We see some military guys earlier on, right, suggesting, you know, maybe they know something here, which the novella doesn't really go into, which is kind of cool. And I'm not going to go in the book, in the book, in the book, book, book. But, like, it's, it's you know, it's just kind of curious how they, they wanted to – the novella was vague, even up to its ending. We, and I think this film wanted to clarify – <laughs> No, I should have read it. Oh, like I, a drama rama. Yeah. I should have just ripped through it and read it, man. Again, I read it years ago. I have it sitting right beside me. Oh, I haven't nice. read it so damn long, but I should have just ripped through it just so we could kind of compare. Yeah. But I read it. I to usually my son. don't like to do that, yeah. you know, because I understand when you're making a film, you know, you take the source material and you you kind of make it your own thing, right? You know, in this case, you know, putting a better ending onto it, you know, and sometimes it works. Coming back to the whole Stanley Kubrick shining thing. So let's also Different talk business. about maybe the elephant in the room, which is I usually come down on CGI or CG stuff. But you know what? I won't say this is bad CG. I'll just say that this is dated CG. And the technical stuff is hand- handled decently, but it hasn't really aged well. But that's really, really the only bad or quote unquote dated. I won't say bad. I, I said I'll avoid bad. 
dated. Some of the effects are better. I do like the fact that they, you know, the gore effects and stuff are practical. Yeah. You know, they, they use real blood and, you know, practical. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, man, the CG in this is definitely something that I have noted here. And it's pretty laughable, actually, at times. Some of it, I, I think the tentacle stuff is probably the worst part because it's real close up. The yeah. locusts and shit are, you know, and the spiders are not too, too bad. It's not yeah, like sci-fi network type shit. But definitely, I 100% agree. I have it written down. It's a little bit, it's not the worst, but it's super, super dated. I mean, this is 2007, man. I mean, there's mad advancements in CG and stuff. This movie could look a lot better. It's too bad that they didn't try to do a, you know, a, you know, like a practical. Thing. Imagine this yeah, like, thing style. Exactly. Oh a practical God. thing. I understand yeah. it's a yeah. lot more time and budget and stuff. It's a lot more effort to do that. We get this. But then you get movies like the fucking thing. Yeah. No, the, right? well, yeah. it's the a big difference. In the fog looked amazing. Like the the big yes. the oh. big ones looked yeah. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. They I guess they had budget maybe limitations. I, I I'm kind of surprised by that only because of who's involved. You know with why? It. No. So, okay. I'll tell you what. Because of who's involved with it, it was done for a low budget because he went to the Weinsteins and this is what he did. Darabont went, he shot this movie around and he basically said I am not budging on the ending. This ending stays as is. This is the ending I've created for this film. This is what's going to happen. He went to different studios, and everybody wanted him to change the ending. Then he went to the Weinsteins, and he said, listen, the ending is non-negotiable. I'm going to tell you this right now because, because I could make this movie for twice the budget somewhere else if I change the ending for them, and I'm not going to do it. So oh, stand up, man. Wow. Yeah. So if I'm going to come here with that's you, awesome. he says... I'm not going to change the ending. And then they told him, they said, okay, but you you have to do it on our budget and it has to be done in 30 days. And apparently uh, it took 37 days and obviously it was half the budget that they would have, you know, gotten from other studios. But here's what's weird. You know what the CG reminds me of with the tentacles? Dreamcatcher. Every time I see it, I think of Dreamcatcher. <laughs> and it's another Stephen King film. It is with Tom Jane that. with Tom Jane, yeah. yeah. With Tom Jane. I yeah. might have to give that film another chance because I watched that with my wife actually years ago when we, like, I think we lived in the loft in Toronto still. And I remember we both said, What is this garbage? First half is great, but second half sucks. That's my opinion. That's interesting, interesting note about Dreamcatcher that was actually filmed in my, in my small little city here. Oh, yes, nice. we actually we actually wow. have movies that are filmed here because it's cheap to film here. Uh, yeah, well, they filmed The Mist where I live. Um, no, they didn't. <laughs> you guys are better. You guys are better. That's how we're judged. Well, they're filmed. Yeah, this that's year. how we're judged. Like where our our, our our proximity to cool uh, filming locations. If we just took a minute, there's a million films filmed around your area. Let's face it, man. So not down here, your area, homie. Well, Vancouver, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's yeah. millions that have filmed in Vancouver. They hate Washington. They, uh, Canada is Washington as far as Washington there is, is there concerned. There is some films, though. There, is, there, there are, is. there are. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, absolutely, Super man. Um, and, and, and you know what? Speaking of filming, I think they filmed all of this where, where they filmed it in Louisiana, but even Stephen King was impressed that they were able to do a convincing Maine. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He almost drove down. He said he was six hours away, and he was going to drive down when they were filming the ending. Oh man, he didn't end up making it. There's a good interview on, on the Blu-ray. Um, it's uh, the special edition, the two disc. Well, it's 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 one's a DVD, one's a blue, so it's not really a two disc. But there's some special features, and there's a sit-down interview with Darebound and Daremount and, and, and King, and they're sitting there and they're they're shooting the shit for like 15, 20 minutes. 
And uh, that's just one feature, you know what I mean? And they they had the other stuff, deleted scenes, and you know, this you is know, the third Stephen King. Of... He did. I feel like I feel like Frank Darabont is yes. like the he's like the better version of Mick Garris. Yeah, I knew you <laughs> Shawshank, the Green yes. Mile, and this, Great right? Call, and this, yes, yeah. <laughs> Like I mean, okay, thank you, thank you for green for that. Fucking hilarious moods. Sorry, I, I was too I busy to say my thing. That's fucking. When hilarious. you said better version, I knew you were going to say Mick Garris before you even put it out. You're not a Sleepwalkers fan? <laughs> oh man, but it's funny because I have it written down that and with an LOL like repeatedly. I actually made myself laugh when I thought of that because I'm looking at his shit. I'm like, man, he started early with the Woman in the Room, Knife, Night Shift Collection, and of course, Shawshank Redemption, The Green Mile, and The Mist. And I'm like, okay. You know, that tops yeah. everything that McCarris has done. But but between those two directors, they've accomplished a lot of uh, Stephen King's material, yeah, which is definitely. pretty interesting. Definitely. But, yeah, he's definitely the better one. Why is it that Darabon hasn't done really anything? Well, this is his last feature film that he did in 2007, 12 yes. years ago. Yeah, he's did, he did one episode of the, of the Walking Dead in 2010, and he did Mob City, whatever, in 2013. But he hasn't done a feature film since 2007. And in hindsight, like... He's only done one, two, three, four, five full-length features in his career since '83. So, wow. but my thing is though, he did the Majestic also, which did pretty good. The Green Mile was successful. Shawshank Redemption, yeah. like the Missing. These movies weren't, you know, failures. So why hasn't this guy done more work? Because I didn't maybe know he, that. Moves. Maybe he doesn't want to trump himself. Like maybe he's so like, how do I top it? Like he just like the Shawshank was number one or two on yeah. IMDb, and it still may be. At one point, Vertigo and Shawshank were doing this, and I think The Godfather 2 and everything would be up in there. And it, Shawshank's always wow. remained up there. Uh, I mean, it's it's held in high regard. Like I, I don't understand. I don't know either, Moots. That's a good question because maybe it gets in his head. Maybe just is like I don't know if I could trump it. Like he had a falling out. I thought at The Walking Dead. Like he brought he did, that. Yeah, he brought that first season, and he was like, "I'm gone." Mm-hmm. A paraphrasing, yeah, of course. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe he'll sign on to do the new uh, The Shining sequel. Sleep <laughs> <laughs> with um, uh, Mike Flanagan and Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That could be a conversation for later, but I, I can sense that will. I can sense that will take us so far from the mist. We'll, we'll I, I, just always, I, I always feel <laughs> like when when you see a director that has a filmography you know, short and sweet like this and hasn't done anything in a long time. I always feel like there's major, major politics going on there. A lot of times I don't feel like it's the director not wanting to do more stuff. I mean, it could be, you know, some people just either get burnt out or just, you know, they don't have the love for it. And, you know, maybe it's one of those guys that just doesn't want to do, you know, director for higher type films. He wants to do a project that he's really interested in, which makes a lot of sense because that's my mentality too. I don't just want to do shit for the sake of doing shit. Right. I never understood that mentality. There's more to life than money. But yeah. this is compelling to me, man. I like to know the story. I really would, because it's kind of it's kind of a hidden gem director that uh, it's just sitting there. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Wow. Yeah. yeah look how many people. Uh, check it out. Jeffrey DeMunn, Melissa McBride, Lori Holden, Juan Gabriel Pereja, Sherry Dvorak, Sam Witwer, and Tiffany Morgan are all in The Walking Dead. Yeah. That's how many people in this movie were in The Walking Dead. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's that's crazy. Holy shit. I can't believe it. Wow. Well, it was yeah. nice seeing Andrea. That's all I know. I love Andrea. Oh, oh Silent Hill and X-Files back. Do you remember her in X-Files? I always remember her. She's always been one of my favorites. Man. I, I, I adore her. I know, dude. I, 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 I'm not big into blondes, as you all know. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, whoa. <laughs> 
And it, it, well, so, okay, what do we think uh -huh. of? Okay, so we're here in the store, and the air raid siren is hit. The, mm -hmm. the catastrophe is starting to go down. We're starting to get this sense of, all right, we get that earthquake. We know probably at that moment that the big door in the air with a capital air has opened, and the things are through. So the mist is through. This thing is mm -hmm. going down. The creatures have descended. The, the, the confusion's going down. We talked about the, the tentacle scene. So from here, we get, uh, we, we get uh, the guy who played Cap uh, Truman Capote, Toby Jones. Remember that? Remember him? Uh, the, uh, the 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 cool uh, gun gun uh, shooting stock. Uh, oh, yeah. Ollie. Ollie, Ollie, thank you. Yeah, yeah, we get him, and they're talking about. I he love played what they Truman say. Capote in what film? Oh, uh, it was at the same time that Philip Seymour Hoffman did his Capote film. I was gonna say because like uh, <laughs> same year, dude. And and honestly, is and Philip Seymour Hoffman is one of my favorite actors. Uh, was one of my favorite actors, but. This uh, Toby Jones did the better Capote because Capote was a very effete, uh, you know, little uh, dude doing his own thing. And, and huh. Philip Seymour Hoffman brought a little too much masculinity to it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But Philip like Seymour uh, Hoffman, man, is legitimately was dude, my favorite actor for a lot of years oh, in non-horror films. Oh, man. He was dude, good. Yeah, but man. he was. Yeah, he, he killed was, everything. Oh, Boogie Nights. He did. Yeah. He, he was. Boogie Nights, yeah. Same, Thomas Jane. Jane. Same oh. with Thomas Jane in Boogie Nights. Yes, Night. I was just mm. about. Dave beat me yeah, to it. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. they have that scene in the stock room. Remember that? And you know, they're they're gonna the 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 kid gets drug out of the door by the the fake tentacles. And I think oh. Christian, you, you were t yeah. I know that, that scene made me is a so mad. Frustrating. That scene is so frustrating, man. Why? Yeah. Let's talk about this scene, guys. Because I'll tell you just my quick Stupid. thoughts. Because you've got good practicals when the 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 the, the bad tentacle looking thing is like popping the uh like the the the, the pet food bag. That looks cool. And then when it pops the wound on the leg and on the or on the chest and stuff or whatever, that looks great. But the practical looks great. Mm -hmm. The tentacle doesn't. And then when they chop it off, then you get a good looking tentacle. It's like, ah. Yes. Yeah. So this is, yeah, that's like, I don't have much in this film yeah. that is wonky to me, but that's like, that's one of those clear scenes where the juxtaposition of the physical, uh, of the practical and the, uh, and the CGI was bothered, was a little like, a Very little true. too obvious. Yeah. yeah. And I think Christian was touching on that. And, uh, yeah. I try not to let it bother me, but I have been very critical of it in other movies. So I have to yeah. be, I'd have to be honest and say, so yes. It, it is about what follows that, though. Because uh, okay, because that that is bothersome, and I think we're all on the same page there. But what do you think about what follows that when the uh, we we get our our fellow locals and Tom Jane's a local too, but he's like a Hollywood local. I, I was a little confused by that. Like even the locals fight amongst themselves. Everyone is fighting amongst themselves. It's such an interesting thing. Like even like like I used to have a a, 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 a like one of my best friends in college was this gay homie, and he hated lesbians. And I'm just like, well, yo, I thought you guys were like all in it together. He's like, dude, why would I like this? I'm just like, I'm just like, all right, homie, we're, I, I don't, I, I'm Is not. Is this I'm, motherfucker's like straight self-loathing? No, also, no, like, he loves dudes. That's the thing. He doesn't understand women. And so he's just like, all right, you guys do your thing. But like, you know, us guys. So we, we get this group of, you know, the LGBTQ community or LGBTQIA or whatever. And uh, a PK, there's also a PK there, um, ABCD. And- <laughs> Even in this 100% group of in-group in folks, you get infighting in that. You can do that with Christians, with Jews. Ask 10 Jews, what does it mean to be a Jew? Ask 10 Christians, what's it mean to be a Christian? Ask 10 uh, gamers. Muslims. Oh, yeah, Muslim, yeah. What's it mean to be what you are? And you're going to get 10 different answers. Can I get more examples? Uh, 10 different <laughs> <laughs> like, 
with you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, Ten different views, like clones. <laughs> but so, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, that's like kind of what we're dealing with in that scene where they confront Tom Jane, like, like, we'll, we're, I'll kick your ass or whatever he says to him, like, if you keep telling me this stuff, you know, to be yeah. right before it's, it's before they go out to talk about the creature. But we're, I'm, I'm trying to highlight the fact that we're getting into a lot of in-group infighting, and that's just very curious to me because I think that's what's at the heart of this film. It's yeah. brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. It, it, this this is a microcosm of of society as a whole. This is ex- exactly what's happening right That's now. That's like literally what I have written down. I'm like, man, it's like society huh? in a condensed version. You have everything that even you know that's relating to present happening in this grocery store. Right, dude, and that's what I told my really wife. Really bizarre. Like, How could you get mad about that? You know what her response was? She goes, "Well, when I watch a movie, I, I don't want to think." I just want to enjoy myself. You know what? I, I would... respect that. I respect that in people too because, you know, we watch movies with a little bit of a different angle because we're trying to analyze things. We see things differently than people. And, and you know, I have people that, you know, that I know in person that listen to podcasts and stuff. They're like, do you ever get sick of, like, just not watching a movie for the sake of just watching a movie? And I'm like, you know, sometimes I kind of miss it, you know, but I can't help it anymore. I just watch movies and try to analyze things and figure out things you know, it's, it's like everything, you know, when I went to, when I went to music school and stuff and I was doing recording and when I was on the technical side of it, it kind of ruined listening to music for me for a long time because now I'm fucking with things and I'm, you know, and even when I worked on films, when I was doing sound on films and shit, you know, it, it fucking ruined it. Even to this day, I still notice shit. I try to put that out of my mind. You, you'll hear it on the podcast every once in a while. I'll be like, did you hear that tire screech? <laughs> they were on fucking gravel. They were on gravel. It's the wrong sound. Because that's what I did. I used to do sounds and movies. It, that and like, would drive you nuts. Yeah, I, it, for years, it, it, I couldn't watch movies properly because I would be constantly – I wouldn't even be parent, uh, paying attention to the narrative. I'd be paying attention to sound effects. I'm like, that's wrong. Oh, that's from the Sony catalog. Because I literally have – I have full libraries of sound effects here that you that I personally hear in movies still. People don't go out and record and do their own sound effects anymore. You'll hear the same sound effects in movie, movie, like movie after movie after movie after movie. It's so frustrating. The same samples, you know, the scream at, you know, the beginning of Flatliners, you know, that screen, if you just look it up right now, you'll recognize it. It's used in a million movies. I'm like, Wilhelm using that shit, man. (laughs) The Wilhelm. You know, I have it literally sitting on my iMac over here. Like I have these complete libraries. It drives me fucking nuts. And for a long time, I couldn't watch movies properly. I'm like, that sound effect's wrong. The worst thing ever, wrong gun sound effect. Oh, All of you put cannon noises. Oh, like you're shooting like and a punches? fucking like a 45 or something. It's like a to- it's like a 357. You're like, what the fuck? Stop doing that shit, man. That I have would no drive idea. Does, but it doesn't. General but I public, they don't know. I know that's a thing. And like, you know, I notice all that shit and it drives me fucking nuts. And I, I've kind of, I've gotten past it. I try not to focus so much on the sound effects and the whole sound aspect of things, but you know, just watching films in general, you know, it's hard not to try and relate it to society because a lot of filmmakers now do shit like this. You know, it's like, you can't watch a Jordan Peele film and be like, well, that was about nothing. <laughs> you know? Right. Dude. Exactly. And that's what I told my wife. I go, what? I go, you like Jordan Peele's movies. And then she really didn't have it. She goes, she goes, well, that that's different. That's uh, how the fuck is it different? I go, people have been putting politics in movies forever. I go, matter of fact, I listened to the podcast the other day, Moods, what you on it, and somebody said, might have even been you, said this is Jordan Peele's version of Night of the Living Dead. Like what what Romero did with Night of the Living Dead is what Peele Peel did with us. And that's what I was trying to tell my wife. I go, you know, yeah. they've had politics in, in horror movies forever. 
I go, this is nothing new. But I think what separates Jordan Peele's movies is Amen. the simple fact that you can take his movies for face value and be like, oh, wow, that was a home invasion, blah, blah, blah. You know, but then you can also analyze it to the point where there's ridiculous amounts of interpretation to the narrative, which is really beyond brilliant, in my opinion. That's you what know? makes it stand yeah. the test of time. That That's why yeah. we'll be talking about those movies 10, mm -hmm. 20, 30 and hopefully 40, 50 but years. I have now. no problem when yeah. someone goes, Oh, I watched Austin. It was, it was a pretty cool, you know, home invasion slasher. And like, you know, that's, you know, the, the average movie going kind of terminology to describe it, you know, this movie. And I'm like, you know what? I have no problem with you saying that. No, but why not? Here's, hey. here's my interpretation. But you know, the next person down the line might be like, Oh, I saw this in that movie. And I'm like, of course you did. There's, it's not wrong. Did your wife feel it was forced maybe? Cause I did not. But I thought, I, as I was thinking about my wife, I said, I bet my wife won't like this when it starts getting really religious at the end, too, with the preaching. And, and, and she's already got like her little kind of uh, disciples, if you will. And I thought my wife probably will say this is too forced and it happened too fast. But I feel the movie builds it. They they they, they call it out. They say it's going to happen if we're here too long. Yeah, yeah. And then because of the attack and, and because of the events that lead up to it, it just sets, puts everything in place. Well, so I have no problem with it, but I'm just wor worried that maybe that's why maybe I haven't put words in your wife's mouth, but I don't know if that's why. No, she but still forced. I, dude, I don't know. I don't know. I just think maybe she made up her mind because the end turned her off so much that she's poisoned to the whole film now. So she's finding more reasons not to like it. And I'm trying to say, hey, what about this, this? And then I told her, speaking of standing the test of time, and she loves this show because of me, but she also, we watch it all the time, The Twilight Zone. I start talking about The Twilight. I go, how is the ending of this movie that radically different from the Burgess Meredith episode where freaking... He breaks his glasses and he has all the book. It's a fucking wedding. my glasses. A... Dang it, Christian. You beat me to mm. it. Fuck my glasses. Yeah. Oddly enough, coming full circle, Jordan Peele doing Twilight Zone. Right, exactly. Oh. So crazy. It's one of those. Yeah. It's a ha-ha type of ending. It's fucking great. Yeah. And if you want to talk Twilight Zone, look at a, a classic episode that everybody talks about. It's and the greatest I know... show ever made. It is great. I, I, I'm with you. Yeah, 100%. Probably. The monsters are due on Maple Street. Same type of thing. What what people will resort to when put yeah, it's in, the same in a story situation. actually. Eh? Yes, and this is what I'm talking. Yeah. I go, you love that episode, but you don't understand this. So either way, I don't know. But they, they <clears throat> what can you do? That's the comparisons I made, and her mind is made up, and you know how it is with them sometimes. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> with them, those wives, okay, well, <laughs> with people. I shouldn't say that. I sound like a misogynist. <laughs> I do that all the time in the comfort of my own house, and now my daughter's <laughs> catching on to it. And she's going on 13. She goes, well, what? And now, okay, maybe maybe I am sounding like a misogynist. I can't help it. If I was a woman, I would say the same thing about men. It just so happens to be they're the opposite sex. Well, I mean, right? and, and we're, and we're getting enough. back to tribalism yet again, guys. Like, I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, gentlemen, gentlemen, you know, like begats like, you know, we're, 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 we're in it together. Birds of a feather, you know? Uh, and I think, and I, oh, great we get the, we're getting the singing. Yeah. Well. I'm not giving, I, I think that's not what, caving to Marco's I, demands. Yeah, I know. There's no easy way out. <laughs> uh, no, but that's... Dude, <laughs> you have no idea how much I bump that shit. Like, I get shit fade two in the morning oh, out okay. camping. That song is on 35. <laughs> am I, on am my I getting my guitar? Is that what's happening? <laughs> are we doing, are we doing this I right now? I love that. It'll be intermission. just jacked, man. That's the best song ever. <laughs> best song ever. Well, I mean, so, the so, video so, you is know, even, even funny. 
but <laughs> the video is so his pants and his hair. No, no, okay. But but so we're we're talking about how how groups of people you know do flock together in a time of crisis, and you know I mean this movie, like Dave said, microcosm of society in this situation, and so back to the story. You know, so where are we here? So the kid gets drug out. Now they're realizing something is out there. Something is real. They try to convince the lawyer he won't go back there. Uh, and then now we have the scene where Mrs. Carmody, I believe she starts making a stand. Doesn't someone throw a can in her face? Like a, a can, like some canned soup or canned Yeah, vegetables. the old lady. She goes, I got yeah, more pizza. I got more pizza. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, and so we, we're already seeing, okay, right now the majority is just like, okay, what do we do to leave here? Mrs. Carmody, she's a minority right now. Uh, who's about to, you know, who's about to make a, a big splash later. And it's just interesting to see the growth of the social groups that arise from the conflict. Because now oh. when, when uh, the lawyer leads his people out with that cool biker, that big biker who's even I like, lady, him. I believe in God, but he's not the type of God you believe in. And then, you know, just, just, just maybe not because of any sort of divine act or anything, but they go out into a field full of monsters uninformed and they die and then that just reinforces this other this this small group just growing by word of mouth like she's talking she's talking she's talking this religious extremity that this this cult zealot stuff and you know i i'm not always a fan you guys of gentlemen of when um and, and ladies out there listening and anyone in between i'm Thank inclusive you, uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but uh, of of <laughs> of only one type of religious extremist uh, or, or one type of depiction of religion. But this is just that ultimate example of somebody charismatic being able to grow from a single person praying in a bathroom to getting everybody to, 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 to go with her ways. And it's a scary thing that I think yeah. we're seeing in politics praying on fear. all over the world, that's right? the, praying that's a... on fear. And, and, and there's something yeah. to be feared out there. And I think that's what a lot of people in society right now, moods, you said it, dude, small we town look around, mentality right there. small town mentality, or even just, yeah. you know, we look outside of our countries. We look, we look in our country, shoot. Mm -hmm. and we see mm -hmm. these bad things going on. These things that could be world threatening. What's North Korea doing? What's this person doing? What is, what's, yeah, yeah. oh my God, what's the orange Trump guy doing? What's Obama doing? What's nine? <laughs> what's this? What's this? What's this? And Trump. you can create a culture of fear and pray off it and get your way. And this mm -hmm. movie, like Dave said, when he said it was a microcosm, that's the word I was thinking in my head all night, except I wasn't thinking that at all. So that was a lie. And, uh, but that, he summed it up and, and you guys, I mean, it's a picture of like when mood said it, it's such so applicable now, man, well, it is because I don't want to just say it's only happened in the States worldwide. You already okay. brought it up. You, you yeah. brought it up. It, it's happening everywhere, but it, it's, a way to to gain this following it just happens to be that from an outsider looking in i can very easily point to mr orange hair <laughs> and, <laughs> and and say that 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 was a that's very much uh a tool that, that is being used to develop a following oh sure i mean just look I, at you know i'm about to i'm about example. to release my no, and it's a good example too, and you know, because of governmental control and systemic control, I am about to do drop my episode on a Serbian film, and I give a big history because people don't want to hear about that movie. If we want to talk about endings, people don't like. Uh, <laughs> but I am doing a big history no pun on. You right? Oh God! Oh jeez! Yeah, I'm about to do. I'm, I talk about the politics of 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 Serbia. 
uh, and I, I break it right. down of what angered these filmmakers and, and why are they so mad? And we're talking about a criminalized state. And I'm going to talk about this in my episode, which is going to drop probably Monday. And we're talking about this area over in the in Eastern Europe that's war-torn. They are used to death just happening in everyday fashion. Their, their culture is war. Their culture is like a death culture of, well, I don't know if this – Israel, the Middle East – this stuff is going to happen. I don't know. I'm going to go get coffee and, and my Starbucks is going to get bombed and we're going to have heads flying all over. I mean, it, it, it's madness. And so who, if you're charismatic enough to step up to the plate and maybe you have a few right things you say, man, your following is in the bag. And, and that's what Mrs. Carmody is, is she not? And doesn't she do a good job, guys? What do you think of Mrs. Carmody? Well, dude, I have a whole other theory and I'll get to it at the end because my oh, theory. We're going to talk about that. I, I've dropped it before on the show, and I've said a little something online now as well, but watching it last night, last night I realized that you you said something did work out for, I believe is what you said. It just seems that the things that she predicted was going to happen did continue to happen. Is that just a matter of, is that just coincidence, or in fact, no, she called was she everything. in the right? She called Correct. everything, which Thank which you. which opens up a whole yeah other discussion. Yes. But she is just talking about what you said, uh, Mr. Watson, about I love how we call you Mr. Fucking Watson. Like I can't just call you. That's my name. No one in my life calls me Dustin. No one in my life calls me that. Even when I'm with girls, they're just like, Watson, yeah. keep going yeah. away from me. Yeah. No, no. So yeah, what were you? What were you saying? You call yourself Mister. Uh, she has such a good performance that when there is some gunplay involved, I cheered out loud. This view. Do you all remember your theater experience? Because people cheered in mine. In 2007, I remember this night. People clapped, and I think it was the only time yep. anybody had any happiness the whole movie. <laughs> I, think it's, I, think it's that, I think it's that ultimate thing of when someone is kind of relaying the truth, it's scary. So yeah. when someone does something about it, hence the scared people, they cheer. It's like it's coming back to that thing, you know, a lot of people when they're scared, they do weird things like sing. They do odd, weird things. And I think it's kind of like that one. I, I think it's kind of related to that. She is calling a lot of the shit that is happening. I don't know if the direct idealism behind this, if that's what they were going for with this. Well, I think that our characters, I think our, our good guys, if you will, are more afraid of mob rule than anything. Is what well, of course, of course. I mean, small town mentality. I mean, everyone wants to be an individual. They want to try and think for their own and shit. But really, they they kind of can't. They kind of can't. But she, it's an interesting contrast with her, though, and the whole God thing. And I mean, what it comes down to, you know, the military's fucking around with scientific shit. And instead of building, you know, a window into, you know, the third realm, another world, they build a door. Yes. Well, and science versus science versus really, uh, you can bring the whole science argument into it, uh, and, and argue and argue a whole different realm of that because of the fact that they did break th through a dimension barrier. How and maybe if it was left with the ambiguous ending of them just driving into the distance, it might even give more weight in her calling everything out because it's a, sort of an apocalypse. It plays into God's will. It plays into God's will. If you want to try and play God, it is going to fucking backfire on you. And I think this is. Yeah. what the message is right if you if you try to build a window no you're fucking with the natural progression of things you're gonna build a fucking door and the shit is gonna repent on your ass yeah her character's so important to the narrative here and i mean it can be taken a lot of different ways but you know i when i first watched the movie i always thought it as 
her character, you know, spitting all this religious facts and all this type of stuff was just trying to swage you away from the, the simple fact that it was fucking monsters out there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that was it. You know, but it, I think it's a little deeper than that, though. It really is. So. Well, can you get it get in her head for a second? You, if you have a, regi- a religious zealot who's known in her town for being such, I, I remember when you know you were all talking about your wives earlier. When I, when I was married, my my in laws were big into eschatology, the the study of end times. They were all about it. They like everything that had to do with. Christ is that not the most depressing life ever? Like you just uh, it you're studying me, the it, end it, of days. Like isn't that fucked up? It Just made me very sad. I, yeah. Yeah. You ever talk to people where they're like, you know, if you ever sitting around a campfire, you're kind of having some drinks, and you're like, you ever think about, you know, Dying. actually, like in how <laughs> no, you're. No, I think of, I'm thinking about it right <laughs> now. <laughs> that one fucking person that brings that shit up, and you're like, dude, like honestly, dude, I'm one of those people that I don't think about that shit because I know, just like everybody knows in their hearts, they're going to die one day. I don't, you don't want to think about how I'm going to die and when I'm going to die. I don't think about that shit. But practicing. <laughs> and studying the end of the world like that is well, fucked to me that's yeah. very that's, yeah that, that, that's Tell a it. downbeat shit to me man i'm not a very optimistic person i i consider myself a realist really like yep, the wife, she's always like man you're so pessimistic i'm like no i'm fucking telling you how it is man i'm being real man there's a big ass difference end of world end of day that's well imagine this though that, that Ima- is crazy to me that's crazy to me imagine though that you are Homie, you are that like. Imagine you are that crazy eschatological. Did I say that right? I'm slurring a little. Bit. I'm, I'm six beers in. Eschatological. <laughs> thank you. Uh, you're, you're studying end times. I haven't had a beer. And I in, can't say it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Christian. I mean, come on. Let's not compare. Uh, let's not whip it out here and compare like who's uh, the better. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I love you, dude. No, but like. Uh, no, I can take it. <laughs> no, 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 no. You I'll would. Lose. You would kill me. You would. Yeah, no, absolutely. You'd kill me with your smile. No. So, but imagine cinnamon. that you are that <laughs> cinnamon top. You're that. Uh, I'm Norma Bates. Uh, no, no. So, so God. No, imagine you are that end times person, though, guys uh, and, and gals out there, and you are, you're, you're everything that you believe in, whether it's unfounded or, or met, whether it's accurate to the book with a capital B, the book, the the good book or not. Everything that you think in your head is coming true. There are otherworldly creatures out of the mist. There's that Bible verse about, 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 uh, you know, the, 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 the ground opening and the mist, you know, not the mist, but like the smoke mist, if you want to interpret that way and creatures coming out. You're, if your very ideology is coming true in a very real world way, and my God, how could you feel wrong at this point? And, and so oh, I get- sure. Yeah, and I, I get what Mrs. Carmody has to be thinking, and she that's why she's praying out there and praying just like, yo, okay, I'm the only one in this room who gets it because yep. – th- and now, never mind that you know the army did this, that God – I mean, and, and okay, we, we this is something we could debate uh, for a while if we wanted, but I mean it's the it, – it was it – was, you could even say it was the absence of God. Not God's will that this happened by man messing with machine. He he leaves the scene. He goes out. You know he's God's cruising the universe, going making other worlds or whatever. We're down here on Earth. We open a door to another place, and we're just like, oh shit, we did a bad thing over here. Dad, help! And he's like, well, I'm doing other stuff. You guys got it. <laughs> and, and I mean, you could even see it in a very Calvinistic uh, God is distant way. And uh, but there's comedy going. All right, I'm gonna lead the people to the truth because I'm the only one in the room who gets what's really going on. The end times are happening. That's a, I mean, and then, and then how could you mm. not build a following from that? If, yeah. if, if, if even in a, 
in an off sense, she predicts or has some right sounding narrative somewhere in the picture. Shit, there are monsters outside. I'm going to listen to something. I might be more in Tom Jane's camp, but I would listen to some lady saying, well, these are the end of times. And I'd be like, well, there's a fucking 10 foot tall monster out there. These might be the end of times. Uh, You know, you know, I I think if I'm in that if I'm in the predicament, like I would understand her view and I probably wouldn't be the one to shoot her in the head because it's not really my style. Like, I'm not really just going to go and blast somebody because they're preaching some shit that they believe in. You know, I'm going to be that that person that's definitely going to make my, you know. My own decisions, really. And guess what happens? Guess what happens? The guy that shoots her in the head, Ollie. As soon as he gets outside, he's the first one to go. Yeah, no, yeah. So within the within There's the reality and the realm that they've created, it this is all this all takes place and it, it, and and it, it's sort of all playing out the way she sees fit. But then, that's why I feel. So is that the coming back to God's will, would then? be better. Well, no, that's why mm. I think. But then, but then the army fixes it. Or do they? Or do they? Or well, we see that we see the mist. Theory? No, we see the mist retract, and we yes. see that they're in there fixing things. But is it fixed? Well, exactly. It's not right? fucking is it... fixed. Okay. Well, I I feel yeah. like I saw the monster, a gigantic thing, literally ninety seconds before we saw the arm. So we know that thing is still out there walking around. Unless blow it up with a jet. Other... Well, that's it. That, that's what it seems Unless... like they're doing. It's like. The mist is clear. I know there's nothing to tell you that they did anything. It's like it, the mist true. just kind of I... recedes, and all of a sudden everything's all good. It's like right, dude. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that, and look, it's a little and bit far fetched, right? And yeah. look at the people. Look at the people on the thing. They're not panicking. They're sitting there calm as Hindu cows. They're okay, so Dave, but, but then it brings up. Then they show the girl that left. Want, want to walk a girl home? Or no? Yeah, no chill. One she's there, and she's pities him. Like, look, you should have come with me. That's so, so Dave, Dave, would you map out for the listeners the that 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 film theory? Because I remember when yeah. that, that film theory first surfaced around 07 or 08. I remember yeah, reading yeah. that and I remember thinking, you know, interesting. So and I know you 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 happen to sway that way. Uh, so so map it out. So what what is that film theory saying about Carmody? I didn't know anyone else had that film theory. All I know is when I watched it, I talked about it here. The oh, wow. Day. That's interesting. I thought, I I don't want to say I invented it, because of course I didn't. <laughs> Eight out of five. When I was watching it. <laughs> Eight out of five. In 6.75. <laughs> yes, all that good stuff. Yes. No, I just was watching it, and I was like, hmm, maybe, and it just occurred to me. So I brought it on the show, and some people, you know, said, Dave, you're crazy. Some people said, oh, wow, that, that blew my mind. But basically, she was right. Because everything she said along the way came to pass, but then at the very end, she said there's going to be one more sacrifice. We want the boy. We want the boy. Then they go outside. They escape. They escape with their boy. The boy does get killed. Literally 45 seconds later, it ends. So the sacrifice of the boy is what ended this whole thing. And she but why does it have to be the boy, though? I don't know, because that's what... Who knows? Because technically, a sacrifice is a sacrifice, and there was three other people that were sacrificed. In the store, let alone the rest of the state. He was the only boy. He was the only child in that room, and they had to sacrifice the purest thing. At least that's what her god, or maybe her devil, masquerading as god, is doing to her. And somehow she becomes a vessel. Where she is calling all the stuff, and if they all would have, I never thought of it like that. Wow. She, yeah, I didn't she really refers, see it. Yeah. She calls the, the woman a slut. Burn the right. slut or kill the slut too. And that's typical. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but then she calls her a whore. Yes, and her whore. interaction that if I that's wanted to, sorry, like I, you, I don't want to slut shame anybody. But please keep listening. 
Listen to Horror Corridor, uh, a podcast dedicated to you ladies out there. <laughs> Wait, no. He slut shames everybody. <laughs> Yikes. But she was typical. Sorry. She was typical of a Stephen King Bad joke. character. Stephen King religious characters like like the mother and Carrie, like the way Ann Wilkes is portrayed, like several. We can go on and on. Well, about are they right? And Brent is the he's the token black guy in, in the Stephen King novel, too. Right? Because pretty much every Stephen King story has one black guy in it. Hell yeah. It's well, there really was, there weird. Was six, there was six in this movie. By the way, <laughs> the only reason it happened to know is because my wife and I were talking about it. She goes, "Well, she goes, I mean, I'm talking what? like major, like you know, four, no, you I know, know. leading no. type characters, right? I mean, even though he's kind of there, we counted six. Only half the film. I I counted... Thank you, Christian. God, I'm sitting here busting up. <laughs> I counted six because she said she's the only black guy. I said, "No, there's the military guy." Then I wanted to look just to prove her wrong. I'm like, "There's another guy one? black." Is I'm that not talking supporting characters. I'm talking lead characters, I man. Know. No, Brent is a lead character, but no, I hear you. I know. I'd love to know <laughs> you guys what listeners think of that because, okay, because I I I've been familiar with that that film theory for a bit, and Dave, you you worded it really well, and gosh, I I can't sit here and say really much against that because it, it's pretty laid out. But I guess if I were coming from the other side, uh, I would I would think about, you know, you all know the saying that correlation doesn't equal causation because I think that could be the deal here. We've got two outstanding variables, okay? Variable one, Mrs. Carmody calls for expiation to stop the monsters, sacrifice the boy. Variable two, right after the boy dies, the army comes and saves the day, thus stopping the monsters. But, I mean, I guess kind of where I'm at in that film theory is just because you can make a mental connection between these two variables doesn't mean that one caused the other. We've got a correlation here, but no causation. I remember when, you know, when that when this film theory came out 10 years ago, and while it's, like, fun, and, you know, of course, Dave, you were, you were just thinking about it just in your own head. So, you know, I, I love that you arrived at that conclusion anyway because it's a it, it is a good conclusion to come to just to exercise, like, a good mental exercise because – it does present the fans or the viewers of the movie with an alternate way of looking at the film as like an Old Testament vengeful God type narrative, which uh, which this can very much feel like. But I, I, let's OK, let's just I don't say believe that Thomas James character was buying into this, though, man. I mean, he still has to go through with exercising that sacrifice. Well, think about this, Moods. OK, let's say you're in the military because, yeah, exercising that sacrifice. You're in the military squad that's sent out to dispatch these creatures. You're seeing lots of expiation mm -hmm. all over the place, all across town. We don't know where yeah. this is across town. None of that is stopping these monsters from doing their thing. All of a sudden, across mm -hmm. town, a dad shoots his son in the head, and because a lady in a grocery store made an insane declaration about the kid needing to die to stop the monsters, the tides of wars are suddenly turned? Or maybe in that end scene, the military appeared out of nowhere, like out of the like in their huge convoy. I I, I guess that's kind of where I can I can only go so far with that film theory because I like it as a mental exercise. Like the boy's death doesn't prove Mrs. Carmody right, but there's an irony there that is worth thinking about in a purely thematic sense because it's like shit. The boy did die, and then things cleared up. Yeah, and then if, yeah, exactly. if he just waited too, it would have been. But it's more. Is it but, though? But like, Watson, oh, I told you. I hey, hey JP. Yo, 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 yo. What about the chaos? The fact the chaos is what created all this, created all the theories, the division, and everything else. And maybe the, the, what he's saying is if they just waited, if they just stopped, sat give back, <laughs> not give up, but if they just stopped and waited a little bit more, everything would have eventually worked itself out. Well, they ran out of gas and they were sitting there 
and basically I'm talking they before saw that. They is that is that all for the plan though? Is there a plan there? Wait a minute. <sighs> now know. you're confusing. There's me. a plan. I'm I'm talking about the fact of the fear and everything caused all the chaos even back in the in the grocery store. All those people in the grocery store could easily have lived. We don't yeah, but they had it. to leave because it became mob rule because she had so many people on her side yeah, that there was only a handful of them left. They had to sneak to get out, remember? And then because she of the everybody chaos. was on her side because they had nothing. They at this point in the film, they want to believe in something. So at they want to believe what she is saying. Because what she's been saying was coming to pass. Exactly. Again so and everybody again. wants to side with the truth, right? Cause yeah, and effect leading to all these things. If they just stayed, I mean, they really created a lot of their own problems, is what I'm saying. We've got effect, but we don't have. There cost. is a lot of That's bad what I really think. in the film. Okay. I mean, I mean, the way I, I always perceive this film is that there's a lot of bad decisions that are made. Well, that, <laughs> right? but, that's where we're but going. Are, like, but are the decisions bad, or are they just leading to the cause? Well, I guess within the moment, that's exactly it. They need answers, but by 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 venturing out, they yeah. they create more <sighs> more problems and they make it worse for themselves. But when, they had to leave. They had no choice. They couldn't well, stay there. They would have been a tiger, If you jump into a tiger cage and the tiger eats you, it's not well, Jesus. I, but I disagree with that. <laughs> they didn't They didn't have to leave. That's what I I'm mean, saying. But you they had to leave. Think about the local. The boy was going to die, dude. They, they had to leave. And that boy. So? At that yeah, point, dude. they had to leave. But at that point, yeah. All, the, but what all their actions before that is what created the chaos to the point where they had to leave. And if they just... Yeah. They, they wanted to venture out because I guess they needed to get the, the drugs. The guy wanted to yeah. die. The guy the wanted to can. die, but they yeah. wanted to go get the drugs. And, and then that's where it kind of creates more chaos. But I'm saying when all is said and done, all the actions, he it ended up taking him to the fact where he had to shoot four people. And then I guess the goal was to venture out and, and, and be eaten by the monster himself. And when we find out minutes later, everything's... I'm going to use resolved. I know it's you, we've already said that it's not resolved, but there's a clarity. And all of a sudden we have survivors. We have a woman that we see at the beginning that gives a look of pity. I've just said it like it, there's just I guess where I'm going with it. It just feels like if everybody just sat tight, it all would have worked out. Right. From that perspective. Correct. If, yeah, if, if everything we've said about yeah. what I was saying about Mrs. Camaraderie being right and all that stuff, if if you cast that aside and say that's not the fact and they just would have stayed, that's correct. But the, the, you're forgetting one thing. The, the best way I could say it is the danger inside the store was getting was becoming more of a threat than the danger outside to our cast of characters by and, the end of the movie. And for but a movie, even a, but even after yeah. she gets capped off. Oh, that, that, like, I, I, like she was kind of the danger. I mean, when, when right. you have somebody that stands up and starts converting everybody, we know this is a fucking problem. That's true. If they it divides clear. people. It divides yeah. people. It makes people violent. It makes people just, okay, fuck that shit, right? I mean, you take her out. I mean, you, st you stay put. Could be different out. Who knows? And moods, you, you're, you're, you're on to something there because I think this is also a good illustration of how, you know, when you sandwich – you know, a lie between two truths mm -hmm. and how tricky that can be. She was calling stuff because, you know, the, and she, she legit was, and I'm not, I'm not taking that from the story, whatever. She was calling certain events as they were, but I mean, if they sacrifice a guy, throw the body out there and the monsters don't come. Well, what if it's, it's like, well, if I throw a, you know, a bunch of meat into a tiger cage and they're full now, 
they're probably not going to want to come eat for a little while. So I guess I just did God's work. Uh, you know, I, I guess yeah. that there there is a sort of aspect of, you know, sort of the truth sandwich between lies. And it, it's a, it's just a very it's it's a it's a peculiar dynamic with with how you mm -hmm. can sway people with a narrative. And I mean, that's why I'm not oh, like oh, yeah. I, that's why I can't like sit here and say, you know, Dave's film theory is BS or anything or that mine is better. I can just say, like, I just I don't see. Uh, well, I mean, and maybe that's the the intention because, well, I, I would yes. just say this. I would just say this. I would just say this. I, I doubt I Stephen is. King. I would. I doubt Stephen King, because uh, it's supposed to be muddled. And I, but I doubt Stephen King or the filmmakers were were rooting for Mrs. Carmody being the voice of reason here. I mean, like that army didn't come out of nowhere. They were they were across town hours be probably you know hours before the the little kid got shot in the head at the end of the film. Uh, you know, gunning down monsters, clearing the mist with their flamethrowers, walking their big military convoy, and then they come across this. But she I was think never there's... supposed to be the voice of reason because she was dubbed as the fucking crazy lady to start with. But that's Which the crazy thing. Is nobody took her serious the, anyways. What happens when the crazy person starts having a certain and here here I am now siding with Dave. Uh like when you when the crazy person is saying a certain amount of sense. Yeah. That's a scary thing and I think that's kind of the conditions of like when Dave said it was a microcosm I mean, of society. Too, How many is times? Is it coincidental? Is it coincidental too? I mean part of it Maybe? but like it could be, but like, what is it? What does it say about society? Dave said this is a microcosm of society, and I think that is the tagline of this film. When the the truly insane person can call three out of four things, three of those things are legit, and that fourth thing is like, yo, uh, mm. that's a scary thing. And then people start siding with that. And I think we we all experienced an election uh, recently where we had you know the you know in here in America where the democrats basically screwed one candidate out of his candidacy to promote hey, the man, system hey man just because me and you know, Christian are in Canada we, doesn't mean we didn't experience no no, that no you experienced action. a ton i'm just i'm just talking about <laughs> you know to the, to the americans like listening is you know like you oh, had steel. you had you had one you had two different parties here who got usurped I don't yeah. think like the, the current president's not a Republican. They the the Democrats and they the Democrats aren't any better because like they they basically screwed their own party by saying, well, we want this candidate, not this guy who's talking about right. this, you know this stuff. It, they were both shooting themselves in the foot. The fact that a non-Republican could kick the ass of all the current Republicans in the room, what's that say about that system? The fact that the the Democrats would say, well, we got this hopeful here who was, you know, marching with Martin Luther King. But what about this lady here? Don't we you know? Don't we want this? And I'm not trying to I'm not trying to insult anybody's uh, choices yeah. of who they vote for. But what I'm saying is when you have a system that wants to eat itself and when the crazy person in the room starts looking good, that's interesting. And I think that this film, when Dave said this is a microcosm of society, I can't stop thinking about that. Yeah, that's a good way of looking Mrs. at it. That's Carmody. a good way of looking at it. It's more horrific if she was right. It, this makes it even more of a horror Ooh, movie. Okay. It's Go straight on. evil from fucking jump that the, the world is coming to an end, and this woman is the only person that has a connection to fucking what this is going, what is really going on. She's orchestrating this in, in a way of speaking. She's the vessel, like I said. That makes it even more horrific and more of a horror movie that fucking. She was okay. calling all this shit the whole time. That's fucking is, scary. I do. I, I like yeah. it. I like it. But I think. Yeah, yeah. I think they're trying to go with the fact that she is crazy and she is calling things out, and so she's already developing a following. And then the fear that develops, like that, the one guy, the the not so bright guy, uh, seems to be on the yeah. side of our our. Yeah, he flips <laughs> yeah. the second he gets. He's terrified at this yep. moment because he screams mm -hmm. more than anybody in the movie. <laughs> he saw his yeah, brother yeah. die. And that is that fear what is what just leads her to believe because 
a combination fear and she's called out what you've said dave she's called three or four things out at this time and and, and then when the bug landed on her it didn't kill her well but then she, she but, quoted you know what that's what's crazy about that scene. So folk, yeah well she quoted yeah and uh the dark yep. tower three where somebody tells randall flag who is stephen uh-huh. king's like devil character who goes from book to book he's in so many of king's books this character folks of, of uh, if you read a lot of king books there is a character named randall flag who shows up with different names different faces he's king's like satan character he's in i i couldn't even if i ha- i i wish i had a list i wish i prepared this but he's in so many and he's important in the dark tower series mm-hmm. and she does reference my life for you which is a a way of pledging allegiance to Randall Flagg, who, in the stand, destroyed that whole world. Right. I don't know. If you want, we could even say none of this is God or anything. We could even go into King mythology and say Randall Flagg did it. Maybe <laughs> And so. all the King junkies are going, yo! And Maybe Flagg I don't think so, though, but, is I mean, masquerading. No, Flagg, that's what I'm saying. I said it earlier. It could be the God or it could be the devil pretending to be sure. God. And she thinks it's a god. Maybe it's oh, Randall Flagg. Oh, Dave. That's what I said. So she's listening you know what to I say? a voice. I missed that. So she's listening to some voice. Okay, I got you. And, and yeah. I think the tagline could be, uh, God hates flags. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, yo. That's I'm a Brandon joke. So I, joke. Wins this episode. I thought I was going to be the best, uh, the most offensive. <laughs> what? There's nothing offensive about that. No, that's a good joke. That's a solid uh, joke. That yeah. no one's no one on this podcast would condone that. Come on, <laughs> Westboro. The, the Let's shit, get I West- missed that. I had to run off for a second. I told you. Oh no, <laughs> Christian just appealed to the Westboro Baptist uh, uh, listeners of Exploding Heads. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so joking. Of course, no one condones that on this podcast. Come no, on, no, absolutely not. It's that a was joke. a good joke. I, I cracked that, that joke about. Uh, it really, that joke stems from my hate of soccer season, and everybody in their in, <laughs> in their mother has international flags on their cars and i said i want a sign that says god hate fla- god hates flags that is good <laughs> that, is- that was a brandon joke dude what are you doing exactly i was an honor of him more blunt than that and just say i hate soccer yeah so. <laughs> oh my god but- or, or football as you guys and, and this can go right back to <laughs> the people or the monsters it, it, it just keep coming back to this right we created scientists we created this problem the re- the religious factor of it uh is is man-made as well and like oh. i think it just builds it just keeps building on itself i i, I think that that theme obviously plays i mean the whole they, thing. they do they do touch on it though man you know like they these scientists in the military they were trying to build a window to see what's in the side they basically built a door allowed this shit to come in i mean why can't it be like that you know, that's the way I'm, I'm actually right. seeing it. Everything else, you know, it's going on with the religious factor is 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 a is the perfect way to sway you that this is actually what's happening. Just like religion. And I and I hate to say that because exactly. I brought up I was brought up Catholic and I'm still I don't practicing Catholic, but, but I, it's plain on the fact that it's like it's it's it oh, wow, is Christian, that okay. theory. It's that theory. Like, I mean, I have nothing. Yes. I'm like I'm like a bad Catholic. It's, I'm, it's almost like. Uh, I was brought up this way, but I mean, I, what do you I mean, if, if you're going to fuck with the realms, <laughs> yeah, like, like, it's going to come us. through. It's, you know, it's eventually going to come after you. I mean, My bad like, it, like, like it kind of did here. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of the way I see it. Well, that's so, so moods, it, what you, moods, what, what you and Christian are touching upon is kind of like the, the sort of 
I guess, a Calvinist interpretation of this film, which is like, okay, imagine, because the Calvinists, they, they, okay, they, they believe in love and worship God, the divinity, it's all there, but he's mm. distant. He's not part of the machine. He set the machine in motion and peaced out. And so if you w even just want to look at this, I mean, because I'm loving where we're going with, like, with, with the divine involved in this, and shoot, that Randall mm. Flag thing, I wish I thought of that on Horror Corridor 5 when Skylet, my son, and I did this, because that would have been great if I said that uh, uh, without any inspiration. But if you want to think about this from an interpretation of, well, God is far away, and we did this to ourselves, and even our man-made uh, political, uh, militaristic, religious, uh, and uh, all these institutions just cracked in the face of this. Um, See, this is yeah, where you're if, on If you want to believe that God Nothing. is, you know, if God created, you know, <laughs> this world in seven days and created everything, say, in seven days or whatever. Whatever a day is, yeah, because, yeah, you can interpret whatever that, you know, is, yeah. right? Like, you know, I, I he go into that for days and days, right? <laughs> Maybe seven, seven days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> if, if that's the case, man, you know, then he's created all these alternate universes and things like that. So this is a perfect example of these humans, this military scientists trying to play God, quote, unquote, themselves, not literally God, but they're trying to do something that they probably shouldn't be doing. And, you know, like they said, they, they just wanted to see into realm three. What yeah. they did, they fucked up, they built a door, and the shit came through. And this is what fucking happens when you fuck with the natural shit that's, you know, that's around us. Oh, here we go. It's okay. going to come back to fucking bite you right in the ass. Literally, in this case. Right? This is yeah. an alternate reality that, you know, resides with apparently huge-ass acidic uh, spiders and you know uh, huge land fucking octopus I don't know what the hell these creatures are locusts all that so type of shit so many cool ones very it's 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 kind <laughs> of biblical it's kind of biblical but in the sense that's that's the contrast between the religious uh, the religious you know character in our movie and these creatures and shit well moods how could you not if you if you were buying into that eschatological end of the world you're waiting for that if you buy into that and the monsters show up at your doorstep how could you not believe it like Lu louis ck had that uh had well, that, that, had that that's exactly why she is preaching this shit because 100 oh, she believes almost... this but i'm watching the film going you know and people ask me all the time like i tell people every single day not every single day literally i'm not being <laughs> literal but you know i i, I he wear... goes around canada just like preaching the by the I, way I, I wear a chain <laughs> i wear a chain with i have a cross around my neck and people are, and and I always and I always tell people I don't believe in God. I believe in I believe that there was a Jesus, right? I don't believe in I don't believe in you know the the whole seven day theory. You know how God created the world world in seven days, blah blah blah. I believe metaphors, in, man. I'm, metaphors. I'm a very I'm a very factual person, and when I don't get facts, I question. But we know I believe in evolution. I believe in the seven, you know, the the Big Bang theory and shit like shit like that, right? Like I I feel like that scientific type stuff is more explainable than creating the entire world in seven days. Like, it just doesn't make fucking sense to me. There's not no if you're Mrs. Carmody. <laughs> but that's my point. No, I believe in that type of stuff. Yeah. Like, where a cross around. I'm like, I believe there was a Jesus. Why? There, there probably I? was a Jesus who was sacrificing shit. It doesn't mean it correlates to how other people believe Jesus was. I mean, it has nothing to do with it. I mean, you can take all your beliefs and believe what you want to. It's all up to you. Moves, you should read a book called What Jesus Meant, 
and it's all about it's all about that. It's all about you know it, are are we looking in a in the well, uh, you know, in the water and seeing a reflection of ourselves when we think of Christ? You know, who is who is he? Yeah. What is it more important what he did or what it meant or, or like what it meant to us that we think we know what he did? And yeah. and but like you know like you know but we're talking about you know the kind of the religious aspect of it and we if we get into <laughs> i just said aspect again like like i'm derek uh, bourgeois uh <laughs> take a shot every time derek says aspect um i dare you're gonna be trashed boston brand i'll represent but like if you think like like louis ck had that uh that that comedy routine where he said you guys if if, if you're pro-life and you really believe that these people are murdering millions of babies, you better be out picketing abortion clinics. Get out there. Get your signs. <laughs> you know? Before, I mean, he's like jerked off in front of everybody. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of funny, this, right? This, hold on. This is this. That's something else. We'll talk about that. I like to say I, you were talking about like the way you were at David's great, but like it's like you're looking at an aquarium and we're in there and that's society. And I think fear builds on this yeah, and then the religion becomes easy definitely. answers and uh but but you but you could puzzle piece it together and that's where it creates this following and everything else it it's funny because on the surface it's like a really cool monster movie absolutely just, what's wrong with xenophobia, that i just think the xenophobia is so relevant today it's just kind of ironic though right like back in 2007 you know, it was still the uh, the Bush administration now we're into the fucking trump and he's all about that shit trying to keep outsiders out you know, I just no, like... he's not. Wait, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. I, I remember the wall he, thing. He, he's not trying to build walls and all that type of shit. But it's it's kind of interesting for all these years. Like through Obama, like that was not really an issue, and all of a sudden, bam, missed. Very very relevant today. You know. Man. Yes. Yes. So. All right. We'll be right back. Peace. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Maddie. Do you like horror movies? I sure do. Well, did you know that most horror movies are inspired by real-life horror? Really? Like what? Well, take The Shining, for instance. That's based on Stephen King's real-life addictions, or The Purge, which could be our country any minute now. Oh, and The Strangers, which is based on a real-life murder. People should be talking about these things. Hey, Guys. Oh, oh, hey, Producer, producer Michael. Producer Michael, oh, Well, I hate to break it to you, but somebody already is. It's you. <gasps> That's right. We are Friday the 13th, the podcast where we talk about horror in real life and horror in media, all from an LGBTQ perspective. Because we gay, y'all. We are proud members of the Legion Podcast Network, and we can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Come along with us on this crazy journey, and as always, get slayed. We're starting a new set. I've been on exploding heads. It's called Fangoria Back Issues. It's like where I pull a Fangoria out, I start reading some articles from there. And <laughs> like, hold on, Christian. Let's talk about this for a second. Let's talk no about way. this for a second because because let, let's 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 like get really into this. You guys have this awesome circle jerk you do, and I'm glad I'm in, I get to be in the middle of this tonight. But let's like be honest about one thing: two point five. Out of the three hosts of Twenty Two Shots, don't even know what Exploding Heads is. <laughs> I know. It's JP claims to listen. That is so. I'm playing. I've listened to a I lot. Of, I've listened to a lot of. Yeah, I really have. <laughs> oh, I'm getting blessed. But Jake, I mean, Jeremy literally has never listened to a podcast ever. He was on Horror Mafia. That's the best thing where I can just ridicule him after the fact on a edit. He'll never know. Yeah. He finds out through the comment section. 
<laughs> yeah, Does he even listen to your show? You, why would he? No. He's like, well, that, he said he would stop like, podcasting. I recorded it. Why would I need to listen to it? I'm like, because the show isn't exactly how it was recorded with the end result. It's all different, dude. JP said one time to, to, to Jeremy something like, you love being on a popular podcast without having to give back. I was rolling. I was in my car driving to a job and I was dying because like you guys were you guys were shitting on him. And I'm not saying he didn't deserve it. I'm just saying that's what you guys were doing. And uh, but it was hilarious because JP said that. And I was like, he does like I mean, he wouldn't like to be on Horror Corridor is what I'm saying. Actually, shit, we he'd probably like to be a douchebag. Well, it got us thinking after that, though. I'm like, it's he totally fucking true. Course. He doesn't like to fucking put in the work and do anything on the show. So, man, he couldn't like, be on my show. Man. So we're like, 60 pages of nose every fucking. We're like, stupid. Jeremy, what do you do? He's like, I fucking. He's like, I, <laughs> he, he he argues this way. He's like, I watch the movies, and I'm like, yeah, but that's part of the show. That's what everyone has to do. I'm like, what do you like? Bare you minimum. Board for the bare minimum, <laughs> you asshole. What do you contribute to the show? I mean, JP, Love you him. know, after the fact, he does the thumbnails, you know, so I do the editing on the show now. And I'm like, what do you do? And then that's when it dawned on us. So we're like, the Jew has to run the Patreon. It's yeah, paid. of course. And then, of course, we gave him this responsibility. And what does he do with this responsibility? <laughs> Starts a war. You guys are doing the right thing because this is publicity for the freaking. This is this furthers for circle jerk. This is good, you guys. This is true. What I love is he gave up on the segment. Exploding heads right now saying this shit. I'm like, man, after I'm literally doing this, I'm rubbing my fucking head. I'm like, dude, (laughs) stop it. I'm like, you know what's going to happen? And I'm thinking to myself, and I even said it after not recorded. I'm like, dude. They are going to overtake us in, like, three weeks. It wasn't even three weeks. I think it was, like, the next week. And I think like, Zach threw in 50 bucks. Stuff, <laughs> no, somebody <laughs> left us. No, Rob Hankins left us, and he made oh, a yeah, that's comment. Right. He, he yeah. made a decision. Uh, he made a decision about oh, you guys. God. I saw that. <laughs> Yeah, he made a decision. Dave, your comments were gold, though, dude. I didn't even, I noticed, didn't even read I it. Didn't put, I didn't put a comment on there because, like, to be honest, man, the it Patreon is, is like, poo oh, to me. What, yeah, what no, did Rob say? I don't even I'm know. It's not to do with you, Mood. That's what I'm saying. The whole thing, it's not a, it's not a Patreon war uh, between Exploding Heads and 22 no, Shots. It, it's, it's, it's a friendly. Patreon war between Exploding Heads and Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. No I one like said it. anything about you or, or, or JP. It's his fucking big I know mouth. this part. I want to know what Rob did or said. I don't even I don't remember any of this. Maybe I... Oh, is, this happened yesterday or the day before. Last night it happened. He goes, well... Yeah, I saw Dave's comments. Dave was smooth on this, you guys. Yeah, you know. He came up and he says, Yeah, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I like that. This fucking guy. He's like, I made a decision. (laughs) I mean, this fucking guy. This fucking guy. He goes, I made a decision. I pulled my my exploding heads. I'm just supporting 22 shots, he said. And I said, that's okay. I go, if they're your favorite show, by all means. I go, we have, I go, I'm happy for them. I said, that's cool. I said, but keep in mind, this all happened. We were minding our own business. Jeremy's the one that started firing shots. I just we didn't do shit. What, what, like, was, oh, it, what, what was his Patreon donation? Huh? What was his a Patreon donation? I don't know, five or six. I don't fucking know. Oh, I can't tell the fuck off then. No, I know something about Patreon, guys. I would be I would be patrons of both your shows, you guys. It's that thing where I can't learn a new thing and I need to like dive into it. I don't know what 
the hell Patreon is even doing. A lot of people, like, yeah, I've, a lot gotten, of people don't I've gotten like 20 people going, Watson, start a Patreon. I'm like, listen, I don't even put out a show. I'm TGIF. Like, like don't. <laughs> Roman, it's been a long time. Just I wait. saw Vince the other day. We're like, we got to get a show going. He's like. You're like kissing him. You're just like. It's eight months, TGIF, man. All family eight matters months. and shit. But... <laughs> I love Vince so much. I want a piggyback ride from him. Oh. <laughs> awesome. This should no, all be on the show. The- Dave really did say, "Oh, this should." Oh, God, I, I'm so glad it's not. Dave well, it really is. did so the say, Patreon. Oh, Dave, "Oh, the Patreons are seeing this." Well, hey, patrons. So, so, so fuck that. All this shit goes on the show. Christian, put okay, this oh, in the no, show. I'll put it in. I'll put it in. Oh, oh shoot. Oh it no. It could be in the but end anyway, of the show. Folks, Dave did say. Dave did say, you know, hey, like you were so cool about if if 22 shots is your show, that's awesome. Yeah, and you were not being insincere at all because don't we all love Twenty Two Shots? Absolutely. Like, nobody, yeah. So it's yeah. Uh, I was too busy in Columbus to see this. I would have fucking made the comment. Now I don't care. <laughs> Boyfriend. Hey. What I was that? too busy in Columbus. Yeah. Come on, Waka Waka. <laughs> that was a good Waka Waka. You broke up on me though, so I didn't hear it. That was. Oh, was I remixing? No, only maybe on my end. But my it might have been my oh, headphone. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's me. Yep. Are we I'm cool? Still in the segment. Yeah, this all got crazy. Fangoria back issues, new segment on Exploding Heads. You're saying when yes. 20, 22 Shots doesn't listen to Exploding you do, Heads. You do realize once Jeremy finds out about this, he's going to fucking lose it. <laughs> it's over. How are you gonna I've been pitching it the last three episodes. I'm collecting every single issue. Why am I doing this? They're going to steal my shit. It's, it's going to be a very more. It's going to be a much more high pitched voice, you know, very non yeah. Listeners, start destroying Fangoria copies. Start destroying them, and we can't have him. <laughs> I will say, I will say though, man, when that motherfucker puts his mind to something, he he fucking he dials in though, man, because like he didn't have one Fangoria issue when he started that dead mail, and he has like ten to go. I know wow. he's crazy. That that's, some, that's what it was. Dead, that's the I segment, love right? Jeremy. You Dead guys, mail? let's not even play. Very compulsive. Very, very compulsive. And I noticed he is going it, to single-handedly steal Carly from JP. Carly <laughs> 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 said she would marry me on the Woodsboro Brothers podcast. Well, she tattoo her eyes. Honestly, a little bit repulsed by Jer- <laughs> by Jeremy, to be honest. <clears throat> I mean, Jeremy is the guy that called her a cunt like seventeen times on one top ten show. Like that. Wow. That that's his charm. To girls, you yeah. just think that's funny. I'm like, dude, you just call her a cunt. And he says funny. the word cooter. <laughs> that cooter. is amazing. It's oh, something, like something about a cooter. It's like, <laughs> yo, I want him to give me a piggyback ride, dude. Him too. Who says me? Him too. Him too, Dave Z. <laughs> yeah, All right, let's do this shit. We got to fucking get on that. Yeah, So let's do it. Yeah. We really got to wrap up this thing. We'll, we'll go another hour talking about the possibilities of, of this and that and politics and religion and Mrs. Uh, how do you say her name? Camardi? What is it? Carmody. 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 That name screws me up for some reason. It's like that name Moriarty. See, I can't say it right. M-O-R. Carmody. 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 Okay, Carmody. Carmody. Hey, you know what I noticed this time about Carmody? She's actually a pretty attractive woman, and I didn't know. Wait, wait, wait! Like more attractive than the girl from Body Melt? <laughs> <laughs> Slab. Oh no! Sorry, Brandon. 
<laughs> and it's like Blam. jerking off Carmody, just like being like, "Well, these are the these are this is the my bank account balance." And this oh is yeah, who wasn't <laughs> liking body melt? Who who wasn't liking body melt? Slab guys. So we all uh, we said shockingly it was good. We didn't I didn't score it high or anything. I think I give it like a six out of ten. But I said it was, it's enjoyable, but it's just a fucking mess. Like it's not like. I wouldn't it's say a it's a coherent movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. That it is. It's, it, that's what I said. It's unforgettable. You'll look at the title and you'll remember it, even if it is a six out of 10. But there's some but, great um, scenes in it. And, but yeah. Brandon said he was trying Oh, Derek to... must have been pissed at the six out of tens on that one. He's like, it's a 10. <laughs> it wasn't a Derek review. It was okay. Brandon, it wasn't Brandon, a Derek. Was, Brandon was saying slap was like strangely attractive. I'm like, like Carmody. <laughs> Dave. Well, Carmody is. No, 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 no. Okay, Come on. She is a pretty lady. She is. Okay. Okay. Listen, if I if I were thirty four, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be, you know, hey. hey, she's no Andrea. Don't get me wrong. I'm no, just she's no Andrea. But if I want someone to read the Bible to me while I'm going to sleep, Carmody. For some odd reason, man, she she's pretty. I'm sorry. I don't know what she's it pretty. is, man, but Marcia she reminds me. She reminds me of Lily Taylor. I don't know what it yes, is. Yes, dude. Yeah. Is it just me? Or everyone's like, who the I gotta look at. I gotta read. I, I know gotta Lily, look at Lily Tomlin. Taylor I don't know who Lily Taylor is. <laughs> Lily Taylor. Yeah, you're right. There's something. Yeah. There is a little bit of a connection there. Well, the thing is, it's kind of like that that girl in um, Edna in Friday the Thirteenth Part Three, how they put rollers in her hair and try to make her look old. But honestly, she really is young, and she's not a bad looking woman. It's the same thing. With, with with Carmody in this movie. They try to make her sound yeah. like she's an older woman, but she's not an older woman. That's and, true. Yeah, and she's yeah, actually sure. pretty. So it's like, I, but I didn't notice until this time. But whatever, mm. I'm just throwing it out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So uh, what do we got? We got to get into our Jerry Springer final thoughts and, uh, and our, uh, our our rating. Otherwise, we'll keep going on and on and on. And well, we will. We got a topic to get into still. So uh, who wants to go first? I'm really, really curious about this. Watson, I want to hear Watson's thoughts. Want to hear my thoughts? <clears throat> All right. Final thoughts and ratings. All right, here we go. At its core, you guys, this film is all about... Okay, man, you guys, I have loved what we've talked about. This was so enlightening to me for... And so many... And so many... Just It, it was it was coming on me, coming at me. Whoops. Uh, yeah. Well, there we go. There we go. Coming on you. <laughs> I meant at me. <laughs> I didn't Whoa. think Jeremy was here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, no. So okay. So you guys, <laughs> the, the the old sound, clickety clackety. I'm Nova Bates. Yeah. Okay. I'm off the rails. Sorry, Sorry Neil. everybody. I do this. I do this when I get on exploding heads. At its core, you guys, this film is all about the dangers that can come with blind ass tribalism. And look, tribalism isn't necessarily a bad thing. We were talking about this before. Like begats like, like the good book says. Birds of a feather flock together, right? In groups, bond stuff. together with one another in order to survive and to thrive. Guys, girls, this is the essence of the human experience. But when you venture into, you know, this post-apocalyptic horse sub genre, you're very often dealing with the breakdown of society and humanity. You strip away the facade, the rules, the laws, all the civilized aspects of what makes our whole human dynamic go round. And let's say you replace that with some problem that's worse than anything you could have imagined. And what you've got on your hands is total collapse. John Locke, the 17th century philosopher, talked about human beings living in what he called a state of nature. The idea here is that this state of nature has no government, no laws, no rules. Your job is to just respect your fellow human beings, take only what you need, give what you can, when you can, help when you can, all that, right? But someone comes along, wrongs you, 
they, 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 they wrong you. What then? Who deals with that? Do you just wrong them back? Do you sit back, do nothing? Does this person just to get just act with impunity? No. And so we exit the state of nature. We trade it for societal rules, for laws, for governmental protection, or at least the idea of that. Well, in the mist here, the end is nigh. It's here. Monsters are real. The rules and laws ain't going to do shit. And so we find ourselves back in that state of nature, but it's not the innocent state of nature we originally came from. It's a corrupt, it's something corrupted now. It's in the way we struggle to maintain some vestige of control, the way, uh, the way we were, we revert, the way we turn to people who believe they hold the answers, even if they're really just as scared as we are. It's a transition into post and into a, a post humanity type narrative and hell you think these people are going to be okay after all this? Like after the events of the, of the mist? 9-11 still makes me deeply sad. You want to go back to your waitress job and tell me you're mentally and emotionally coping well with the fact that for a few days monsters from another dimension killed thousands, maybe millions of people, and now everything is fine because the military took care of it? The world ended, and then it didn't. The message here is kind of an oxymoron. It's a contradiction, everybody. People suck, and... Never give up hope. I'm giving this a 9 out of 10. Despite the small issues I have with aspects of the acting and some portions of CGI, this might be my favorite Stephen King adaptation next to 2017's It. I'm not counting The Shining because I think it's a lousy adaptation but a brilliant movie. We're, the, and dissect that how you want. Seacrest out. Holy shit. <laughs> oh. uh, who wants to follow that? I'm the complete opposite. I, I was just going to read the notes that I had in front of me that I didn't get to get out on this fucking marathon review. I didn't, I didn't write a fucking, <laughs> that, was a, that was an exploding head. Blog. I was, well, yeah. that's the Watson breakdown is Brandon coined that term. Hey, I love you, B. He won't. Yeah. Listen. You, he will listen. Oh, and most listen. people will listen. And anybody that follows that is going to lose, but no, but it was, it was no, not was, at all. Because I think we're all on the same page here. What was the rating, Watson? Nine out of ten. Mm. Okay. Well, well, you know what moods your other guests? You, you please go ahead, and I, I'm not trying to set you up for. I just, I, mine was going to no, no, be no, much no, shorter. No, <laughs> I, I think we were all set up for failure after that. But so I'm not even going to try <laughs> because there's no point, <laughs> right? Just like you know, honestly, I, I, like, like every fucking thing I do, I don't really, you know, pre-write shit. But <laughs> I mean, we're pre-writing. <laughs> Kind of. I got bullet points. Come on. I've been talking off the cuff. Exactly. I believe you. Uh, religion, you, and reality, re- religion and reality can be allies, but, you know, essentially are can be opposing and super contradicting. You know, I mean, this movie is the reality of that. I mean, what Watson said, I mean, he kind of takes the word out of pretty much all of our mouths, man. I'm also at a nine out of ten on this one. It, it's a great film. It it covers a lot of different. Uh, there's a lot of social commentary that's going on here. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, that's what I should say. There's, yeah. there's a lot of social, yeah. a lot of social commentary, but there's also a lot of ways you can interpret it too. I mean, we discussed that earlier. I don't want to go back into that. You know, we we even had our personal stance on religion and things like that. And at the end of the day. I think there's a lot of contradiction that goes along with it, and I'll leave it at that. You know, Moods I, and I both at a nine. Other than the, the initial thought process of the monster movie, and then we, we're talking about looking at us and who who are the real monsters, as we joked earlier. 
it, it's a real fun movie to try to dissect and and throw different different options of of what it could all be. Uh, I've always been a nine out of ten on this, and this view, I went up half a point to be getting ever so closer to that ten out of ten mark. So you I'm giving it a nine a and a bitch. half out of ten. You nine son and a of half a of bitch. Ten. Not to trump you guys, only because I don't have a problem admitting that I started crying at the end of the movie. It actually oh, hit issues. me hard, man. I'm honestly taking just a little bit off, man, just because, you know, the effects aren't the greatest. I mean, it's honestly, man, some, some, some of the acting yeah, is a little bit I'm here and there, yeah. but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I it. mean, it's not, it's not a perfect type film. So, well, and that's it. I, nice. Well, 9.5. I take a little bit Good of score. I said that the, that performance a little bit. And, and again, whether it's his portrayal or, yeah, and, and the CG a little bit. Yeah. That, and that's it. And that's and maybe that would be two points down. But we'll go. I'll go quarter quarter off no, for no, each no. of those. I mean, Carmody. Oh, I mean, Carmody is probably, in my opinion, she's the highlight of the film for acting wise. I think she pulls it off quite well. Yeah, and I, I, I would agree. So, yeah. So. She's great. She's nothing, great. Nothing Thomas Jane and stuff, but I mean, he doesn't have the impact that she does in the film. Let's let's face it. When we look at that film, at the end of the day, what do you think about? Ms. I think about the monsters and her. And her. She's yeah, a exactly. monster in herself. Exactly. Right. And, and of course, the, the ginger kid from American Pie or whatever the fuck he's in who gets killed at the docks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, uh, he's an American Pie. Isn't it the Shermanator? That's the Shermanator. the Shermanator. No way. I knew what? I recognized him. Well, there we go. Oh, did I? Did, yeah, no one brought that up, right? Oh, no, okay. well, we Boom. did that. <laughs> the Shermanator. Leave it to you, The Shermanator, man. The fucking ginger. Leave it to you, buddy. <laughs> wow, dude. I got to hear what Dave Z is thinking. Christian, well, man, that 9.5, I, I want to hit you with my lips. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I don't know where we're going here. Hit yeah. you with my lips. All right. Oh. <laughs> They're mine, man. Lickety clackety. <laughs> Well, I got to tell you, as far as the rating thing goes, I, I the only complaint I had was with some of the spotty CG. That's it. I watched this movie, and it completely overtook me more than ever before, where politics and religion, there's even a line in the film where somebody says, why do you think we invented politics and religion, he said. They were talking about the division of humankind. And what's Ollie going says that. Oh, he you're does absolutely right, yeah. Yeah, you know that that's a good point. Yeah, that's the yeah. basis of the movie. Yeah, well said, Dave. Well, it, it is. Yeah, he's on it. He's fucking on point. And then he shoots the girl, and then he's the first one that gets killed. And that brings me back to the freaking whole comedy. Maybe she was right. Maybe she wasn't. Either way, it's a fun theory. I'm not dying on that. Yeah, hill. it is. It is. I'm, yeah, I'm, not, I'm dying not dying on that hill either. Yeah. No, and I'm not saying it's one way or the other. I just thought it was an interesting way to look at it. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I did argue for it a lot just because I was trying to get the point across and maybe somebody will listen and say, hey, wow, maybe he's onto something there. So whatever. But, you know, I'm, I'm just I can't get too deep into it. All I can do is is read the things I have in my notes that I didn't talk about. I like that she says there's a stern and vengeful God. And that, and then and then Andrea, pardon me, Amanda even says it's a little Old Testament for me. But this still did happen in the Old Testament. Abraham did sacrifice his son. Job had to go through all kinds of things. There was all kinds of things in the Old Testament, and this woman's quoting the Bible. And if that's the case, well, then she's just following suit. She's just saying that her God is following suit. I don't see anything wrong with that. That's what's going on. I I, I dig the whole rope burn thing. Holy Ooh. shit, to watch those people oh, with their rope burn. Yeah. <laughs> Why does he yeah. keep pulling after he gets blood? 
I don't know. He wants to see what's at the end of it. Then we get a torso. We get a lower half of a fucking torso. Yes, the biker. Oh, dude, it's amazing. Stuff like that. <laughs> How about the fact that they have more dog food in there than freaking PetSmart? Did you notice? <laughs> I know. How many eggs of dog food do they have? That's a normal thing in a grocery store, man. I worked in one back what? in the day. You always have copious amounts of dog food. Well, they, had all, they did have a shitload. It was like a fucking army bunker full. It yeah, was. man, that, that's actually normal. That was her sandbag <laughs> oh. of, like, dog food. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> that's great. There's some jump scares in this movie. That first giant bug that comes is a great jump scare. Stephen King himself jumped out of his seat sitting right next to freaking um, Darabont, freaking in the movie. When when the bloody hand freaking print came up on the glass, Stephen King jumped. Oh, and that's of course, a good scene. Yeah, there, there are some good jump scares. There's this, there's that. We didn't talk a whole lot about the different bugs and, and the creatures and all that stuff, oh. but they're all amazing, especially the big one at the end. That thing trips me out yes. every time I watch it. When they're driving and look up, that's downright scary. And that's the way the, and Dave, the way the music Ooh. is playing Dead Can Dance's uh, song or something, Song of Seraphim, something, whatever. Man, uh, is that scene not haunting? Dude. That whole final ride is haunting. When they get out and they get in and they drive by the, they go, they drive by and they see that the wife. Oh, there's the droning out. organ, the droning oh. organ playing. Oh. oh God, what a scene, dude! Every time shit hits the fan in this movie, though, it's intense. We 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 brought up a few scenes when that guy falls out of the cocoon and his back explodes. Oh, and the spiders. Oh, dude, that oh. whole sequence. <laughs> There are two amazing sequences. The first one is the initial attack when all the bugs get in, which is awesome. And the second is when they go to King's Pharmacy. King, by the way, that's kind of a cool little nod there. Is it called mm-hmm. King's Pharmacy? Yes, it is. Whoa. Yep. Signs on the door. King's Pharmacy. Yeah, yeah. And Dave, I know you're still doing your, your rating, but do you know that there are one of those creatures? Uh, the the It's like the bird-like creature it went, when the whole store siege is going on, when the guy's burning and then Carmody's saying my life for you. Mm-hmm. One of these creatures is ripped straight from the pages. This is a big Dark Tower connection, homies. Straight from the pages of Dark Tower 3. Certain editions have uh, Michael Whalen illustrations, and it's that creature straight from the pages. Like, you can see the illustrations. They they took that creature and put it in this movie. Holy shit. Really? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I have the book. My son but explain to me when that fucking creature is flying around that grocery store on or in flames, you know, flying above all those plastic materials and shit like that cardboard. Why is nothing catching on fire? They were lucky, <laughs> I guess. Because it was CG fire. Yeah, because it was a big flame ball and nothing is catching. If you're watching, nothing catches on fire at all. I'm like, come on. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, so so uh, yeah, keep going, Dave, dude. You're you're, Sorry, you're bringing man. up yeah. the points we're all missing. You're yeah, no, no Dave. Dave is doing the cleanup. <laughs> I, yeah, I got my notes. I, I don't miss you're my sloppy notes. Sloppy fuckers. You know? But I mean, sloppy. <laughs> Never mind. The final scene and why it happens and, and when it happens when they all look at each other. What a dramatic fucking scene that is when they when they come to the conclusion that. They're out of gas, and, and and they have to count the bullets, and they're going to have to take themselves out. That's like watching a quiet place. Like, I can't see anybody making a sound when the people are looking at each other, the adults, and they come to that acknowledgement of what they have to do. Oh, and he nods. Oh, man. Oh, dude. The whole... end is a little bit of sucker shit, though, man. I mean, I get it, though, man. Thomas Jane has – he's got fucking four bullets. There's five of them. But he – there's no, there's no argument in there. He's got the gun. He says – I'll figure Wait, it out. That's hold, his character. 
He has to do it. What, Watson? What? Hold on, you guys. There's that line where they're all sitting there. And one of the characters in the back, I think it's the old lady, says, well, no one can say we didn't give it our best shot. And then the other one goes, nope, nobody can say that. You're right. Like, and, and it got and, me thinking, too, when yeah. she says it. I'm like, how do you fucking know that, though? Like, I mean, I, I mean, it's I, just it's it's just shit that people say. It's like no one's ever going to actually know that, that they gave it out. their best shot. But, I mean, I, I understand the... <laughs> I understand the irony in that sentence, yeah. though. You guys, right, on, episode, funny. on episode five of Horror Quarter, my son solved the problem. Uh, he was 12. He had just turned 12 at the time when we did this. His voice doesn't even sound like the voice he had when he did episode 14 with me. And he said, this is what he said. He's like, <laughs> he's like, David could have put the four, because uh, we have four bullets, five people. He goes, uh, we, we're going to get Serbian film on this. He didn't say that. He's never seen Serbian film. Uh, but he goes, he goes, what if they, what if, uh, since the kid's skull would be the thinnest of them all? <laughs> I thought that too. Nice. Yeah. Just shoot through for his, sure. hit, yeah. hit Andrea and then, uh, or Amanda. And then, and then everybody takes himself out. And so my son back when he was just turning 12 was like, listen, if we were just doing a little bit of a little bit of better, uh, uh, you know, number counting here and a little better strategy, we 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 could have gotten five deaths out of four bullets. I'm just like, I raised you. Did the wow. kid? Did the kid have to wake up? Could, well, could the, the, oh, the kid yeah, thank you. See, thank you. That's <laughs> what I was saying. Dave, Dave, hold, hold on, Dave. I was getting Dave, to that. Dave. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to derail anything because I am derailing this show. Like, Matt, you are all the voices. Well, no, the kid has to wake up, though, man, because that's the, that's the drama in it, right? That's what's crazy about it, he needs to wake up, and here's why. That There's a scene when they're in the store, and David and his son are face-to-face. -face. They're about to go to sleep, and they're whispering to, to each other, and Big Bill says, which is a, a Stephen King reference from uh, It, Big yeah. Bill says, promise, promise you won't let the monsters get me. Yep. David kept his promise. What? Right. Mm -hmm. Ah! Boom! I told I told that to my wife exactly, yesterday. Exactly right. Yep. Exactly the word that I said yep. to my wife. I go. That's why he had to do that. He had to do it ultimately at the end because oh, he Dave. promised the kid, "I'm not going to let the monsters get you," and he kept his fucking promise. But it is heartbreaking. Every time I watch it, I, I hope the kid doesn't wake up because that impacts me more than anything else in the movie even him screaming at the end and the, the 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 realization of what's happened that doesn't weigh as heavy on me as knowing being a parent we're all a parent here so we know of, of i'm hoping that the kid's gonna stay asleep and he's gonna get him first and he'll never know what hit him and it's sad but it is it's the realization of that to have him wake up and it happened so quick you know there was no discussion you know the kid woke up and it was boom Oh, and well, you know, there was a, the original oh, cut, though. The original cut, he's like, hey, wake up. And then the, <laughs> Shut up. Wow. <laughs> did you guys all watch this? Did you guys all watch this movie in color? Uh, I yeah. watched it in black and white. Oh, I don't okay. like I know people do love the, love that black and white aspect. I, I did watch it once and I was cool with it, but I just can't go back to it. I'm just too much. Well, into for the, me, for uh, me, I love black and white films, but it was a rewatch. So that I hadn't done in like 10 years or whatever. So I was like, color, I got to go with that. Yeah. This I is would, the I only time I, I ever watched it in black and white, by the way. This is my first black and white watch. What did you think? only ever done color. Uh, it, it, it lessens the CGI, the wonky CGI stuff. Interesting. Uh, a little bit. 
that and oh, it of does course. of course so yeah, yeah. a little yeah. bit yeah and I'll tell you, there's that one, the very, not the very last shot of the film, but there's the one shot right after he screams, after it happens, wow. and he sits there and it slowly pans. You see the mist slowly going away, and you just about see the vehicle come in. And that, I, I like a poster of that that says the mist, of just that last shot of him sitting there facing it and the thing oh. coming in and the fucking heartache that he must have felt in that. Oh, it's it's poetic. It's it's freaking awesome. So look at this. When I finished the movie last night, can you see this? It's a big black, uh, white screen. Oh, there wait, we go. Wait, there yeah. it is. If I ten. were to change back. Oh, oh. Ten. ten. I gave ten. it a ten. However, Dave because Z of the CG, bastard. I'm docking Good. it a little bit to a oh. 9.5. Okay. I thought I, I was going to be the high uh, person here, and I don't even smoke the weeds. <laughs> no. Well, you guys, you guys changed my mind in the film. I would, I was at a six point five originally. <laughs> oh, I wish I had that I'm kind joking. of influence. I'm joking. I can't I see your face it. because you took your camera off. But I was like, you can't be serious. I want to go up to a nine point five two. And I literally was staring right into the camera too. <laughs> Can I get you to come up on Krampus to at least an eight and a half? What do you think? Come on. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know, buddy. I know. <laughs> anyway, nine and a half. I'm done. Um, oh is that a God. Hall of Famer? It might be. A nine, know. a nine. Oh my gosh, two nines and a two nines and a half. Gosh, I wish yeah, I went good. with a nine point five. You guys, on this. Hall of Fame is, is twenty eight out of thirty. Also. Yes, we have the same one. As oh, you. did it make it? It made it. Yeah, it, it did. did. It did. Boom! I just made it. How about that? Sorry, B. Let B run the math on that. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll just be like, "Oi, they! I can't believe all this stuff." Well, there's, there's a couple movies in oh, our Hall of Fame Thank that you, have Dave. Christian and Dave's name or Brandon. Like, I'm not even on the Hall of Fame name. I'm like, no, fuck, man. Glad we could help. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That was that was a you very guys. thorough review. In and a weird, we like we had go through scene by scene, but I think from a thematic standpoint, I think we really we nailed it. More more specifically, you guys nailed it, and I just played off of you. No, <laughs> not at all, dude. Christian, don't even shortchange yourself, dude. Never. I'm just saying that to make myself feel better. No, I love false humility. <laughs> You're gonna get a lot of it here. <laughs> yeah, from me mostly. Can I can I say one last thing? Yeah. You want, buddy? Welcome to Sesame Street. Today's <laughs> word is expiation. <laughs> yes. Awesome. That's great. Brilliant. He's a good character, man. And he shouldn't have shot the girl. Open up the show with that right there. Just cut that out. <laughs> right. And everything else. That's it. We don't don't even have the review. This <laughs> quote, just his but beautiful there. voice. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great. That's a great part of the film that we never even discussed. I love when he says that, man. It's great. It is great. So let's let's do our thing. We're gonna talk about this little thing about this little thread here. Let's talk about horror movie endings that may have disappointed you. See, we'll set a time limit here. That's fine. <laughs> there's two hundred and fifty comments, so. Yeah. So. We'll, but there's we'll... got to be a bunch that are the same. Right. right. It's true. So we asked him, "Hey, how about a horror movie you loved and the ending disappointed you?" What do you got? And Eddie McKenzie said, you're going to hate this. He was talking that to me. He said, but the witch. Uh, I can't really talk about that. I mean. <laughs> I can talk about that. Hey, w Eddie, stop it. <laughs> stop it. That's yeah, it. stop it. 
I don't know why he didn't like it. I didn't like it. He says it wasn't as effective as it could could have been. Didn't dig the whole pilgrim man behind her. Thought you could see too much of him. I will give that. There was a little. I wish he was a little bit more, not showy. I don't know. I can't complain about that movie. Ooh, That's diplomatic kid. of you. Yeah, I, I do what I can. And the final woodshot wasn't I as effective. Wasn't as thoroughly effective as they were going for. Well, I, I'm just going to repeat what I wrote here. <laughs> I was happier at the end of that movie than I can remember in quite a while. Because I really was. I remember when she rose and she went up there and she had that big smile on her face and she was witchy, witchy, witchy. And she was up there. I was like, I remember watching it the very first time saying, roll the credits, roll the credits, please roll the credits right now. And they did. And I almost fucking shot a load. I was like, ah, you know. Dino says undead. Uh, I, I don't. It's pronounced Dino. <laughs> <laughs> Dino bots. <laughs> Remember them shit. The undead is that the one, the zombie one with the the brothers directed? Uh, yeah, that's Spunk the. I think, I, I think it's a fucking what's it? New Zealand flick? Or is it like, well, no, considered yeah. Australian? I don't know. Just was then yeah. undead. Does anybody know anything? I do. I can't remember exactly what went down in the ending, but I remember loving the movie though. So, All right. Sorry, Dino. I can't remember. I'm going to probably skewer their name because I'm bad with names. The Spirit Brothers? The ones that yeah. end up doing one of the Saw films or whatever? Yeah, well. yeah. And, oh, I can't remember exactly how oh, the last It's one. been years since I've seen it. So Winchester they did as well, yeah. Winchester. I love Supernatural. Supernatural? The movie? or the Winchester. That was a bad Winchester. Cut my mic. Cut my I'm mind. You know what, man? I think I'm, I actually didn't mind Winchester, to be honest. I know. Brady didn't mind it either. I, th- I think yeah, he, he was, was pretty okay. good. I was the one that was a, no, maybe he. I was the one that thought it was a little boring. V- visually, I, it I, I can nice. see that. Yeah. Visually, I, I, nice. I, I love the real life story of that though, man. Oh yeah, that yeah, is like some that is fucking cool. shit and like crazy. Well, who but, was yeah, it that yeah. was telling us? Uh, it was Eric. Eric Webster that was telling us the marketing behind that. He uh, went there too. Eric's yeah. a homie of mine. I love. Shout out to Eric. Yeah, the only guy was in the sense of that show. I'd love to check out that house. It's a museum now, <laughs> is it? Yeah. I said Eric's the only one with any sense on that show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. big. I'm kidding. Well, you know what? Fuck the Winchester because of what Eric said. I said that I, I, I really want to go into a store and steal the fucking movie. Just because I'm so mad at that bullshit. Just because I'm so mad that dude, when you go steal to it. Dude, I'm going to. It's just okay. a matter of time. It's just a we'll matter like of time. like a Skype thing where we show our copies that we stole. That'd be okay. hilarious. I'll do a Facebook <laughs> fucking live video and oh, I'll show man. you. I'll show myself. I've never shoplifted. <laughs> oh, wow. You're next level. Oh, next uh, comment. Sorry. <laughs> Will people get I'm... mad at me? People might get mad at me if I shoplift, though. Don't shoplift, Dave Z. We got to uphold the, the morality of the community. Hey, you know what but we'll I'm do? I'm doing it for the right reasons because the Winchester house, when you walk out into the fucking final room, they're shilling everything, and you can't do anything without permission from the studio. I got That's it solved. That's what I want to steal from them. I got it solved. Okay. We're going to use Rob's money that he did donate to us before he left to buy it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Brilliant. Before he defected. Bada boom, Robbie. <laughs> awesome. Okay, we'll do it. Let's move on. Leo Bass, my homie, says Sinister. I've heard people complain about the ending of Sinister, I guess because of the um, the jump scare part, the aspect of the shh and, and the, the bagul coming out thing, make, thinking maybe it's cheesy. 
but that's very minuscule to me. I I adore Sinister. Thanks to my daughter, honestly, for really turning me onto them. She it. was great. Thank I you. Pref- you I prefer the canal. I'm going to go on record saying I prefer the canal. It's pre- pretty much the same story, but I like the canal. I uh, like the canal more. I love the canal too. If JP oh. was on here, he'd be screaming at me because we actually talked about this. I think a couple episodes ago. He loves like, Sinister Man more than Canal, but you know, I... JP would be like, "Yo quiero Taco Bell." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I even like Sinister uh, too. Patos Locos, no friends. I like I Sinister know. too as well. Not as much as the first yeah. one, but I like it, man. No. Yeah, it's underrated. It definitely. It's a shame that they stopped it. I really am kind of disappointed. The Canal's better. I, I like the canal. I just don't remember it being that much similar canal, to. So I'm gonna have to check that out. I think it, it was I in my top the, ten that year. See, the core cool story is is the same, but yeah, it's awesome. I gotta watch it again. I gotta watch it again. But Bagul, yeah, I, what a great character. How about the fact that they were all underwater when they filmed that underwater scene? They really tied people to chairs and pulled them underwater in that pool. And the guy that played Bagul, they really put weights on his freaking feet and put him underwater for that scene. So these, all these actors up, just had to trust everybody that they were going to get them out in time and do what they had to do. Isn't that scary? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that yeah. That's super fucked up, man. Ooh, I, honestly, <laughs> I couldn't do movie. it. I got... I'd be like, CG I... this water. Right? <laughs> CG this water. <laughs> yeah, that, that's scary shit, man. Like, I... I... Oh, isn't Fuck it? that. Fuck that. Dude, right. I couldn't do it. I really, I got a big fear. I love to scuba dive, though, man. I've been scuba diving lots of times, and... Well, I'm afraid of it. That's a that's a cool-ass feeling, man. If you've never scuba dived in your life, it's amazing. If you can get yourself calm enough to be underneath there, underneath water, breathing... That would freak me out, what too. A, I don't trust cool, the tanks. I don't trust I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man. Well, I've never had an issue, but I'm telling you, man, it's like this weird... You have this weird sensation come over you. It's like this calm. It's so it's hard to explain to somebody that's ever done it, man. It's like I was I was kind of kind of worried about it. Like I've never been scared of water in my life, but I'm like underwater breathing. That's fucked up, man. You know. And then you do it. Wow. It's really interesting. I'm I'm stupid I can segment of the show. <laughs> Maybe someday. Maybe someday. <laughs> Dude, I. Honestly, man, I, I want to do, do it, it too. Something. I've always wanted to do it. It is amazing. It's so fucking cool, especially when you go down and you're like, I, I went scuba diving into this lake where this plane was had gone down. It was a little Cessna that had gone down to this lake and shit. They actually never found the bodies, which is kind of fucked up too. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Cool. And so we're down there, like you know, swimming around this plane and shit. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. It's such wow. a weird feeling. I love it, man. And just Oops. seeing shit calm, <laughs> like you see fish and like. Fucking cool, man. Moods wow. is like, my sister Mandy Moore and I uh, went down into a shark cage. <laughs> and uh, we went 47 meters or more down. And uh, that, Yeah, that's apparently what we do over here. <laughs> 50,000, 80,000. Yeah. That's cool, man. Wow. I want to. I hate getting wet, though. Got to do it, man. Got to do it uh, once. So is he talking about yeah. the final? You must, I'm sorry to bring this back. I'm assuming he means the final jump scare. That's what you said, Dave? That's what Sinister? I'm guessing. He just wrote Sinister. That's my guess. I've heard people complain about that before. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's what he said. Now, here's another one. Matthew Cockrell says, Scream 4, Sydney should have died. <laughs> I, <remember laughs> that I forget the end of Scream 4. Does that go into a hospital? You're for... never yes. going to kill Sydney off, man. That's stupid. Is there a whole segment in the hospital? Correct. At the yeah. end. I remember hating that too. And this and that. Oh, oh, I, I did too, Christian. I, I'm I'm there with you too. <laughs> I don't remember. I love I love Emma 
and I'm glad oh, she was there. Boy. But you think she's killing anybody? That skinny little. Uh, I hated the beginning straight... and the end of that movie. And I usually oh, love that oh meta gosh. stuff, but I hate that movie within a movie within the. I thought they, I thought they killed the joke right away with that. I didn't think it played well at all in that one. I thought it was like, ha, wink, wink, ha, ha, we're right back here, we are again. And I just, it didn't sit well with me. But then, the, then as the movie played out, I enjoyed the core part of the movie. But then that whole hospital meta, meta, end, meta, yeah, just felt okay. tagged. Uh, I thought it was so smart. The first time I saw it, I felt like you did. I thought it was too much, and I got a little bit. I was overwhelmed by it. But since then, and every time I've watched it since then, more and more, I appreciate it more and more. I'm like, wow, that's very fucking clever what they're doing here. So I do love I, Kristen Bell. I, I had a pretty good experience with that man. Oddly enough, man, I've seen all four screen films in the, in the cinema. And, like, the last one was fucking crazy because people were, like, all amped up. And it was, like, one of those cinema experiences where it's, like, it's all quiet and shit like that. And <laughs> shit starts going down and people are going crazy and shit. It was, like, it was kind of fucking movie, movie-matic, <laughs> man. It well, Moose, did you hate man. the ending? Did you hate the ending? I don't remember the ending. <laughs> well, there you go. So so you you couldn't it. have hated it. The, I actually don't remember <laughs> the ending of it, man. Like, I really don't. It's weird. You couldn't have hated it then. I didn't do no, very well. I, I definitely, really... I, I loved. Actually, I remembered loving Scream Four. I see. And I was, you know, I'm, I, I'm not oh, gonna, I'm, like... I'm not a big Scream fan in general. Like, I like the first film. I'm not sucking its cock. I'm yeah. not over the mushrooms. I'm not, you know, the sequels or whatever. But part four, I thought actually was kind of refreshing. It was fun. But then again, it was, it was doing that meta thing to the point where I understand where people are like, you know, fuck this shit, man. They're kind of overdoing. It. I get that, but. Mm. But, it's my favorite sequel, actually. I know. I, it, I remember it, you saying it. I didn't really care it's for part two. two or part three either. Like I yeah. thought they were okay. They were entertaining in the cinema, and that was it. You know, and I go in the enough, order of the movies. I like one, two, three, and four in that order. Wow. Really? Yeah. Wow. Three Dude, I definitely, definitely one, four, two, three. I mean, Same here. I'm with you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. One, three four, is two, three. pretty bad, actually. I do I remember like the part in two where he does the dance in the cafeteria. I'm like Timothy Oliphant, oh. don't. He's a fucking pony. Yeah. I think part three is one of those movies where at the time they had like free refills on popcorn. I went through through like three bags. <laughs> I just got leaving refill. to grab more popcorn. I'm like, just like I'm just here for the popcorn. Free popcorn. Fuck. Nice. <laughs> I love that. That's your memory from it. Right. Right. <laughs> just getting fucking fat. <laughs> what do we got, Dave? <laughs> so here, here we go, Mr. Dustin Ray Watson. Pretty nah. much everything where it's all dream or in the characters' heads the whole time. <laughs> and I deliberately did not want to have a movie tied to that because I didn't want to spoil. But do we like that ending in cinema? Are we are we fine with that in the 21st century? Are we fine with that in the 20 teens? It's become a tired thing. Not, not anymore. No, no, no. I'd say like right. like I, I point to uh, bad dreams. I bad ending. I don't like Dave. You just watched it recently. But it doesn't kill the movie for me. I don't remember the ending, but I like the whole movie. Yeah, so I can't remember the that, ending disappointing me. About the it all being related to the the drug that he was prescribing to the yeah yeah to them. But and so it's kind of a, a dream esque. Well, they're not all bad. Like I mean, okay, yeah. spoiler alert for Fight Club. I like it. Spoiler alert for I Identity. I like it. But yeah. for every Fight Club and Identity that thinks it through. You know, you get those, you get that, that cliche of, well, we wrote ourselves into a corner, whoopsie daisy, whoopsie and uh, they're just like, well, dream, uh, I don't know, it's all in their heads. I don't know, it was all just a reflection of the psychology of the, nah, spare me, just, just, just make you, it real. Lost. 
TV series. Huh. Thank you, C. God, I want to give me a piggyback ride. I never saw it, and that's why. All right. <laughs> Emma Ensgau said terrified. I had issues with terrified the first time I saw it. Ah. Two more views. I. Wow. I she, she went three views on that one? Crazy. Wait, what is no, 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 no. She David. just said terrified. <laughs> She just what? said one word, terrified. And oh. I think my opinion that I had issues with it the first time, but the second and then the third time, it made sense to me. So. You guys know what people are missing on that movie. And I think it's a language barrier thing. That creature that runs out at the car is the key to everything. Just watch that scene one more time. And what? a lot of people are missing who that character is. They've watched and it three when- times. This is what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm just, I'm oh, just saying, terrified. When, when are that we creature, talking about like the Spanish film the, here? The, the Argentinian yes. film, the yes. Argentinian film. Okay. A lot of people okay. are missing, a lot of people are missing that there's a creature with a split head that runs at a car in the last couple minutes of the film. Mm-hmm. People are missing who that is and what they're saying. Yeah, that yeah. scene is the reason for everything. Watch it one more time, watch who that is, watch their clothes, yeah. see what you missed, and Get ready to just see a nihilistic, haunting movie where these supernatural creatures hate humanity. I think it's brilliant. But if they don't like it, hey, you know what? I'm just talking over here. It's, it's I'm just talking over here. It's all good. I'm talking like <laughs> Christian. the horror mafia. Part, no, it's a, it's a fucking great. <laughs> a movie, little bit man. of this, a little, yeah. dude. That kid sitting at the table, man. That's oh, yeah. that's, shit right oh there. my that's gosh, fuck, awesome. dude. That's Nightmare. one of the greatest scenes I've seen in a long time. I but agree. When, when you go, oh, just, just so brutal. Mild spoiler. Yep. Watch that scene where she runs at the car, the creature with the split head runs at the car saying something. Yeah, yeah. That's the key to the film. That unlocks the film. Watch it and, and someone feed give give old Watson, oh Mr. Watson, a little bit of feedback. I would love to see <laughs> somebody go, okay, I, I get you. Except for you, Mel Swan. Mel, <laughs> yeah, Mel Swan is a problem. I don't want to talk about her. Oh, <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, she, she's the one I know in real life. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, I, I'm yeah, joking, man. by the way, too. I, mean, oh. I just, I just know she comments on a lot on your page. There you go. Watson's turning keys and setting people free right now. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> all right. It's two fingers uh, deep. Chris Hall, high tension, high tension. That ending was just fucking ridiculous. Uh, I I wish JP was here. The Destinator would agree with that. Fucking JP, because he would go off like a motherfucker. But if you listen to the Exploding Heads horror movie podcast, episode number 20, is it 25? Is it 20? 15? It's all all explained in the first two minutes of the film. And you're either going to go with it or you're not. The we problem really... is the ending does make sense. People think it doesn't. It does the ending sense. does make sense. That's I a... just don't like that fractured identity thing. I think it makes perfect sense. I think it makes great sense. I just don't like fractured identity endings. That's my only problem with that movie because I'd rather this guy killed them all. Uh, but then they say, nah, but I think it makes sense. And the, the filmmakers do show it when people say, I hated it because it didn't make sense. No, it did. Just watch. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a scene where yeah. a monster <laughs> is running out toward the car. <laughs> with a split head with a split, the split head, head. it unlocks it everything <laughs> yeah, it explains the mist yeah, yeah. Yeah. boom you Debbie Overly said the devil inside and that was the one because Watson put me up on some shit he said I want to know what you think Dave Z and my memory sucks I can't remember shit so like I couldn't even give a, an answer to a movie I didn't like the ending but when somebody else said the devil inside I said yes because I liked the whole movie but then at the end they did the that thing. It goes to the website to find out. Yeah. 
Yes, yes, yes. I never saw that, but I heard about that, Christian. Yeah, yeah that was. Piss- I didn't a- see that either. That would have pissed me oh. off. I think wasn't yeah. a bad movie. Just I don't remember the end. Maybe I did see that. I get them all mixed up because there's the Last Exorcism, that, and I'm 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 starting to get mixed up. That was the one where they had the whole marketing campaign with the baby on the street in the crib. No, 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 no. That's that was Doom. Devil's Due. Word. Ah, see, I'm fucking everything up. No, but you were you were right about the website. Uh, the, okay. I, from what I do know about the movie, having not seen it myself, so I'm definitely someone you need to listen to to get informed about this. <laughs> is that is that it does end with like if you want more. Go to this website, and I think I think uh, who said that? Debbie 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 Overly. Yep, yep. It was weird. The website was Pornhub.org. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, uh, slash Christian Luciani uh, blowjob. Yeah, it's weird because I'm trying to do it to myself, and I just never get close. Yeah, <laughs> you got to remove your two bottles. Yoga posers. <laughs> it's He's weird. I'm closer to my balls. Is that is that weird? Like... Oh boy. Yeah. Okay, John Weaver said you'll love this one, Moods. Cemetery Man. I just don't get it. <laughs> Go, Moods. Is Moods still here? He might have went to piss. We need his video back on. Not of him pissing. Or <laughs> of him pissing. I've been into that recently because there's this girl I met at the bar where... Ne- never mind, I don't want to talk about that. I, I guess Moods stepped away. We'll talk about Moods. Cemetery, we'll about Cemetery, Cemetery Man. Man. I gotta be honest, haven't watched it for a while... I can't remember the ending now. There, I, I don't want to tell you. It's too spoilerific, okay. I guess. But it's okay. Spoilerific. We'll see what Moose has to say when he gets back. I, I guarantee he'll remember it well. Okay, Bobby Harris Jr. You. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Which one? Oh. Aha, back. right on time. There he is. Click oh, we, we just took a video of you taking a piss. <laughs> yeah, and, uh... we did. <laughs> <laughs> it's for patrons only. <laughs> Nice. Can't believe your beard Three covers it all. More. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Jeremy. We got Sexy. Fuck yeah. Sexy. Anyway, Cemetery Man. Someone hates the end of it. Do you like the ending to that, Moods? Moodsy? Moodsy Bear? We wanted your take. Fuck, man. The ending of Cemetery Man is <clears throat> is amazing. Thank you. I knew you'd say that. <laughs> yes, it's it is. It's actually brilliant. Like, I mean... Is I mean, it confusing at all? Because this is what he says: "Is I just don't get it." That was his complaint. He doesn't get it. Yeah, you know what, like man? Hate. It's not like there's hate there. No, there's not hate. It just confuses him. Yeah. You know what? I don't. I don't want to ruin it for everybody. I, you know, we're giving mad spoilers and shit, man. It's one of those uh-huh. movies where, come on. I hear you. It's, it's oh, an amazing. Enough. It's an fair amazing enough. ending. I. I don't want to ruin. It. I mean, because honestly, Cemetery Man is like one of my personal favorite movies of all time. It's literally like in my top ten. You know, I. I think that. All right. I knew you'd have a strong opinion on it. Okay. All right. It's. Cool. It, it's truly. <laughs> it's actually truly amazing. The next film. It really. Was, uh, it, it, it was, was Maniac. Was brilliant. Someone mentioned they didn't like the end of Maniac. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Like, the, well... the, the remake or the the original. <laughs> I don't have a problem with either. I, I it's like, it. I've never seen that. What is that? Is that the well, one with the, uh, only, the only problem I have with the end of mania? Like I just said in our review, I said the fucking stupid ass cops coming there and <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I, I disagree. The cops would have found out about it. They're on the case, especially in the new one. They're on the case. <laughs> no, I'm not, you, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that the cops wouldn't find out about it. <laughs> It's how they're all of a sudden there. Yeah. There's not one moment ever of investigation. All of a sudden, they're just yeah. out there. 
I don't want to see I, an I, investigation. I don't want a fucking giallo. Exactly, exactly. But you have to allude to the fact that the cops are at least investigating this thing besides the police reports on TV and shit like that. All of a sudden they're there. But, like, there's not one moment of, okay, we have a lead towards, you know, this person, you know. It, it, it's it's ridiculous. It's always one thing that is always bugging me about that film. And, like, we're talking Maniac is in my top five favorite films of all time. And that's an issue I've always had with it. It's kind of weird. I don't right. have that issue at all. Kind of, it just kind of comes out of left fucking field, man. Wait, does someone say that on the thread for real? Or was Christian no, bullshitting us? No, Christian's <laughs> fucking around. <laughs> See? He's off the I show. A, I got a conversation going. He's off the show. I'm the new editor. It's all fine, everybody. Well, Bobby Harris Jr. Don't, please don't. <laughs> Bobby said the mist, so we're not going to talk about it. We just talked enough Wowzer. about the mist. That's got this whole thing going. A lot of people it's, do not like it. It's brilliant. Ugh. Yeah, a lot of people don't like it. When he was see when he seen he was low on gas, he could have stopped at a gas station and siphoned gas from another car. He totally wussed out. That's what somebody said. Anyway, okay. Um, <laughs> Rob K from Georgia slash Buffalo, uh, up from the depth seventy nine. I don't know anything about it. I don't know so that one I, either. Moose, you know that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I was thinking hundred percent, hundred percent. I know the movie, but I can't remember the ending to the film though. <laughs> I yeah. mean. Wow. He said it's a big letdown. He bought the Scream Factory di- edition and revisited. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a Roger Corman film. It's a Roger Corman film. Oh yeah, shit. And... I know the I know the cover, but I I don't. Me too. Yeah. I, yeah. Huh. No. Okay. Well, Frank and Jay Stein said the collection, and I don't remember the end of the collection. Man. All right. Whatever. Right on, dude. Whatever. I don't remember. Jamie Miskell said the village. I fucking love the end of the village. I can't believe the whole end. So... Like we're like they just said, hey, we're gonna just. Squat here and talk like a bunch of assholes. <laughs> the village. Are Thanks. we talking Amishamalama Ding Dong? Right. Fucking jerk me yes. off right now. I do. It's my <laughs> favorite. It's my favorite movie by Shyamalan. How's that? I don't know oh, why. Oh, you in the the recently retired Jay of the Dead, man. Wow. Dude, it's great. The first time I saw it, I got mad because it was marketed as one thing and then it wasn't okay. another. But every sub- subsequent view since then, so I just the, take it as the film that my, it is. And my it's wife loves perfect. it too. For that reason, I, I'm not I'm not on board. Okay, the Dave Z would the Dave Z second. I saw it in the theater, hated it. Yeah, would the Dave Z oh. second watch maybe help a G out? That, that, I'm, I'm not you. gonna lie, man, and people are gonna Ugh. hate me for this, man. But the the only M Night Shyamalan film I actually really truly like slash love is The Visit. That's the oh, only. I, I, I like that I one too. I did I the that, visit. I think that movie was amazing. Split was fun, you know. And, I don't know, man. I, I, love, think, I man. really love Glass too. I, I remember I, seeing the Sixth Sense back, in, like in the cinema back in '99, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I wasn't in love with that shit at all. I was like, <laughs> well, The Happening is probably my least favorite of his movies. Uh, I agree, but I didn't really give. I what's that space one he did with uh, Last Airbender? Oh, he did that one. That wasn't all that great either. After the Earth. fucking, uh, I think it was after Earth. Earth. Yeah, I yeah. think Science is crap. To be honest, I hate that. I hate signs. I'm okay with it, but yeah. I was okay I've... with it too. But I, I haven't really watched okay. it in a long time. I don't know. Okay, Eric Webster says Jeepers Creepers, such a great movie until the last 20 minutes. I couldn't disagree more. I blow the oh. ending of Jeepers Creepers, dude. <laughs> Eric Just like is Victor Slavin, those little boys is pretty good, man. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh you guys Victor Selvavating? Something yeah. Jeepers uh, Creepers was Selvavating. <laughs> no, you guys, Jeepers Creepers was the first horror movie no, that's what I Brandon saw. Does over Victor Selva, man. He's when <laughs> I was seventeen. 
It was my first R-rated movie I could see legit with uh, the girl who would in another year become my son's mother. When she was 18, I was 17. Ooh, and They and, waited. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, we, we, I waited rate, another it's... year before we decided to have a kid. We were, we were trying to be economical here. Hey, hey, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. No, but, but dude, you guys. Jeepers Creepers, I was having nightmares about the Creeper because I hated the movie so much. I wanted to see it in a scary context. It's a but, music too, man. Okay, right. no, no, there are good aspects of it. I hated I the it. ending. I just didn't like it. felt so sudden to me. I thought I was in the second act, and then it ended. I think if I watch it again, I might be able to – well, I mean, I don't know if how much Salva and I are going to be chilling like villains. But <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, death of the author, whatever. I'm not trying to separate art from art right now. Well, that's a different conversation. We we blew it out in the mist tonight, you guys. But that's one of the movie I did have a problem with. Uh, so I, oh, I'm not going to lie, again. man. I prefer, I prefer yeah, Jeepers okay. Creepers too, man, especially the oh. scene where all the boys are peeing. That makes a lot of sense. Dude, and they're their shirts <laughs> off. Weren't you just peeing on camera? I actually like I like part two. It's funny. Dude. I like part two more than one as well. And Guys Vince said, off, Vince called me out and goes, that's so gay. No, that's part two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Vince for the two. win. Vince He's calling Vince you out like, like it is. Did, Tell right? your wife the truth, Christian. Isn't that part two, Christian? Yeah, it is. That's why I said I'm I like part two. Part one. No, oh, I'm sorry. I know. I said that's I prefer part... part two as well. I didn't know if... if uh, if Moods was joking or not, but then and then Vince oh. called me out and said, "Well, that's the gayest one of the bunch." But no, no, no. I, I prefer no. part one. I just I think the the gay shit that happens in part two. Oh, it's, it's off. The, it's off the tracks of. It's excessive knowing Sel- Selva's fucking history. It's oh. it's ridiculous. Yes. Man. I can't like, believe. Oh man, they made a whole scene of like a whole team peeing. Pissing. And I was like, they're like, <laughs> fuck you, you can't he's like, he's like, he's like, you dancing with joy. Like, that. Well, this show's okay. going right down the pisser. The... That's okay, so Jeepers <laughs> Creepers was the. I can't think of Jeepers <laughs> Creepers without thinking of Bill Casanelli, BC, talking about where did he get that license plate? Yes, I love that. I used to talk about yeah, that yeah. on an old blog I had back in the day that he went into like the freaking uh, uh, the, the Department of Motor Vehicles and was like, hello. No, I'm fine. No, my, my fucking wife didn't make dinner on time. Listen, I don't want to talk about it. Can I just get my vanity plate? Be you, because that's what I'm going to do literally. <laughs> Wait, my tabs? They're expired? God damn it. No, I paid for my tabs. No, shut up. Cheryl, shut the fuck up. I paid for Cheryl? Cheryl, look at me. I paid for my... No, this trench coat, I bought it at Ross. I... It's awesome. Okay, I'm out of here. See ya. (laughs) Be eating you. Oh, how, How do you not love that ending? The, the, the taken away and then the fucking oh, eyes. What I, I I can't. God, I fell in love with that movie just because of the first twenty minutes and the last twenty minutes. I I really did. did on middle... your recommendation, I'll watch it again because I trust you, dude. Oh, dude, yeah, watch that one again. Okay. Man, my God. Okay, Joe D says Sinister, Insidious, and it the TV film. Oh, Insidious, no. All right, it's but it's him. Cool, cool, man. I, I'm okay with those endings. I mean, Insidious, I guess. Sinister, I'm cool with it. I don't really remember the ending. Oh, I know. The freeze frame with them on the bike. Kind of cheesy. but <laughs> The worst yeah. ending ever yeah. is the Langoliers. Anybody remember that oh. ending? That's the first. Was it like a Toyota ending? Like they just jump in the air and freeze frame? Yes. <laughs> like such a thing. <laughs> the credits roll. Hey, man. There's nothing wrong with Toyota. Come on. No, oh, I got a Toyota, too. 
Just I don't so go. Bad. Woo! No, Toyota. I actually work for Toyota. <laughs> hey, Toyota. I actually work for Toyota. You do? Yeah. I yeah. Do. Awesome. Can you get me a discount on my next car? And, and I drive. I drive Toyotas, man. I drive two Toyotas. Right on. Nice. Wow. Look at this. Toyota. Fucking... Yeah. Uh, nice. Robert nice. Dennis says the last broadcast, and I have to agree on that. I remember being very disappointed. No, no. I, I like that too, but isn't that the one that goes from found footage to suddenly abandoning, abandoning the found footage format? But it didn't make sense. That was my issue. And I can't remember, so I can't go into specific. Uh, me either, man. But I remember love. I always talked the shit out of that film so many times. And, like, I wish I could remember the ending properly. <laughs> Fuck! I remember being scary. I remember, I remember being liking it, but it abandons the found footage format. So if you... Is that, is that what the problem is? With, I yeah, think it breaks the fourth wall. Well, that's it. In, by in, doing in that. a way that's not clever at all. That's what but I to be say. honest, man, that's one of the biggest concerns I've always had with found footage. So you're watching a great found footage film, and you know there's one camera operator, and all of a sudden there's angle changes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, well, we know that's not exactly, you know, strictly found footage, man. But, I mean, it happens in, like, the, some of the greatest found footage films. I've, I've noticed that so many times. Yep. At least the acting was on point in last broadcast. My opinion, that one is well i mean it pre it precedes or precedes predates blair witch blair right which yeah. by a bit yeah, it does by a, by a year Depending, yeah, yeah i think they're at the festival which is still around. not the first yeah. film i mean cannibal no not at all cannibal holocaust is definitely probably the original one but last, broad, horror, last yeah. broadcast definitely gets overlooked and it's a great fucking film i mean as far as i remember i, I didn't have a problem with the ending but watch uh, it now you will i promise you <laughs> really you i have seen it in yeah. years yeah, it's one that I always I always talk about too. Yeah, watch it again because listen, I'm Mr. Found Footage. I love it. I I'd love to just blow that movie. But, but the last the time problem? I watched it, uh. Uh-uh. Do you have the same issue when you watch found footage films about just the way shit's edited? You know, like you can t- like right away you're like, well, there has to be two cameras. Not usually. If you can give me an example of a film, maybe you're gonna open my eyes to something. Oh, I, I mean, there's lots of films where all of a sudden the angle changes. Like, there's one, there's supposed to be one film or one person holding a camera, and all of a sudden the angle's changing and shit. I mean, it happens all the fucking time, man. But my biggest problem with found footage films is how the acting is never, it never seems authentic, man. Because found footage is supposed to be real, reality, right? Natural. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, there's a trick there where you have to act like you're acting normally and that's exactly the acting but normally the is, acting always normally act, is always hard overacting or underacting or doing whatever but it's like no there's a lot of times in films where people are just not being natural well moods what about now, when what is, when you're is on introduced? camera when someone's filming when you're filming when you're being filmed what are you doing? You're being yourself, right? That's what no, you I'm expect. I'm looking at the it's, camera right now and I'm being a total dick. Yeah. <laughs> but to be honest, oh, if, sure. we, if, if, if this was one of those fucking stupid ass internet fucking movies like Unfriended or whatever the fuck they are, Aww. you know, I'm not, I'm not, Sorry. I'm just making fun because Jeremy likes Unfriended and shit. I like it. It's so good. Part two. Have you seen the new one? Have you seen the, the second one? No, I haven't. I actually oh, liked him. I like liked him for it, but I the den was, watched the, that den was and, the den was yeah. the shit though. The den oh, was the so den bad. is That's indeed the so shit. much yeah. fucking better. So yep. much better. But my point is, people hate that ending in found footage films is supposed to be natural. A lot of times it doesn't come off like that. You feel like yeah. there's there's always something wrong with that. And that's you can't sell the shit like that, man. I bad love found footage. <laughs> to me, the acting seems like they are like they're real people, which is why I like it. I don't know. It's fucking weird. 
But I'm sure you could come up with an example and say, here's a movie, watch this, there's bad acting, and then I'll look at it and I'll watch it. I'm like, yeah, you know what? He's right. The acting is bad. I don't Diary know. Diary of the Dead, Dave. Dave, where uh, we put in this music uh, because don't we fuck wanted with to. My... No, dude, you just no. fucking so much shit, man. Because I was just about to say, like, honest to God, man, I just watched Diary of the Dead again, of course, because I'm recording that shit on Sunday. Right. And that's that's a great example of a film that has really, really fucking bad acting in it, and it's supposed to be a found footage film. Well, I, I mean, just the music parts is what bothered me, like like, hey, like scoring music, because I, I I've written a th- I re- recently wrote a little theme song for a podcast I'm gonna do later after I end Horror Corridor, and I wasn't sitting there going, okay, my friends are dead, let me uh, do an F sharp here, um, mm-hmm. yep, they're dead, they're dead, yep, okay, let me do a synth line here, yep, they're still dead, yep, synth line, oh, this synth line is popping, dude, they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> I played. Yeah, yeah. I played. Dave, go on. <laughs> I had no problem with Diarrhea of the Dead. Man, uh, Diarrhea of the Dead. The Dead is the real fucking this title. One hundred percent. It's horrible. I'll watch it again. I, I, so I trust Dave. I, I, yeah. All right. I didn't mind no. it the first time. I'll no. joke it aside. It, I the... love how you won't trust me, but man, that movie. No, no. Shit. I do Spoiler trust alert, you. I do I trust you, but shots. But holy fuck, is it bad? Well, so I can't wait to hear your show, buddy. Can't wait to hear your show, man. No, I'll be listening like always. Okay, let me move on. Lucas Dickinson, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. What? How do you how do you hate the ending of that? Stretch, I guess, going nutsy with the chainsaw. I don't think the ending is horrible. I just prefer the first half of the film. I know me and Dave kind of agree on that. Yeah, we do agree on that. Yes, yeah. I like I the whole are. movie, but I, I think yeah, that maybe that is a little weird with her just doing the old Leatherface <laughs> chainsaw dance on top of the do the dance. It's a tribute. It's a tribute, yeah. man. But did it bother you guys? And I see where this guy's coming from. Did it bother you that Dennis Hopper was gonna fuck everything that moves? He's Dennis fucking Hopper. Yes. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. Blue velvet homies. You heard the reference. You know what's yeah. coming from. Sorry, Dave. Blue motherfucking velvet. Yeah. Hey, man. No, that's cool. All right, Nelson says Army of Darkness. Shop Smart. Really? Christian, go. The oh whole movie's fucking ludicrous, so I can't say nothing. <laughs> that fucking ending I makes the AP fucking movie. I love it. He hates that movie. He hates that movie. What? Oh, it's fucking awesome. I love it. It's fun. Yeah, it's not so much horror anymore. It's more just action centric. But that ending is fucking classic. <laughs> Shop smart. Shop that smart. Lady, nice. I'm afraid I'm gonna have to ask you to leave the store. <laughs> Ash, fucking green look. That's all I gotta <laughs> that say. That is funny. I there. feel. I feel it. Yeah. That's funny there, but yeah, whatever. Okay. She's like she's she's floating doing this. Just doing like the, the Richard Dixon piece. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jason Limbrook says a night a nightmare on Elm Street. Oh uh, the, people don't uh, like that very last shot. I'd never had a problem with it, but that's me. I, I don't, don't like mom getting pulled through the fucking window. It's a uh, fucking dream. It's all a dream. Yeah. But it was I've never I've never been like the massive fan of it, but I have no problems with it. I know JP yeah. right. again, that's another film that he would fucking, you know, get down on too. But oh, okay. I honestly don't have a big problem with it because I agree. Dream, it's a fucking dream. dream yeah, dude. Right? So Dream, dream, dream when yeah. I want you. I get <laughs> oh, there we go. Marco true story, that's man. True story. Fucking brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Brutes, Brutes. Brutes. Okay. Brutes. Mangelio says it. It doesn't say which one. I I don't know. It doesn't say which one. I don't, have, I don't think it's the original one. Probably the original. How does it end? Oh, oh, the, the final. The big ass spider. Oh, 
Big ass spider. Yes. <laughs> spider. Oh. Oh, I love a two lanchula. <laughs> big ass spider. Yeah. <laughs> it's JP's favorite. Big ass spider. It really is. <laughs> that fucking they, they love that movie in Mexico. It's a it's a good one. <laughs> yeah, Mexican spider. I mean, always... I, I get it. I get it with that shit. I've never been really the biggest fan of the original and into it either. Oh, I think the that... original it is boring as shit. What? Oh, I'm see. not a fan of that TV Tell movie at all, man. Wow, the acting is fucking brutes. Oh, uh, except for Tim Curry. No, except for John Ritter. Thank John Ritter's at least good in that film. Yeah, Christ. what's wrong with John Ritter? Yeah, I'm yeah, never a big with... fan of John Ritter. Oh my god, I love Jack the tenderness in Dave's voice. Legend. Dude, I love John Ritter, man. John Ritter. Yeah, I was dude, never a Three's Company tell, fan. Are man. you gonna tell me you're not a fan of Stay Tuned? Oh, I do like that movie. <laughs> Oh, stay tuned. It's such a bad movie. No, it's a, it's a so bad it's good movie. That's a perfect so bad it's good movie with the remote control and they go into different things. I actually thought that was a fun movie. Oh, come on, it's amazing. Company, get the fuck out of here. Never shows and oh, it's amazing. Stay tuned, rules, man. For you, (laughs) yes. Um, someone doesn't like the end of Hereditary. Scott Allen. And my oh, buddy Gary Sullivan. Don't agreed. even get me fucking started on I, the ending can't. of Hereditary. Because everybody is like misunderstanding the ending. Reach it. One dude told Here's me, what I like. Hold on. Let me interrupt. He's like, me... it's a fucking. Par- He's like, I don't like these paranormal <laughs> activity endings. I was like, okay, fuck you. I'm not talking to you, man. Well, yo, check it out. My buddy does make a point. He says one thing. And I, I love him, Hereditary. But my buddy Gary says right. this. Gary Sullivan. My favorite film of last year, 10 out of 10. Man. Uh, the movie yeah. went too far into the supernatural at the end when it was a building. It was building up as a dark, disturbing picture up until then. He doesn't like how it was a regular dark, disturbing family drama. And then all of a sudden, the last 15 minutes, it turns supernatural. I will I say that. I understand that complaint. I can get that, too, because even yeah. though Hereditary is. And, and li- folks, listen to this business. Besides Trick or Treat, which this is my favorite movie of the 21st century. Uh, I love Hereditary. I, I, you heard my breakdown. Or, you know, Moose didn't, but <laughs> I heard you guys heard my breakdown Watch of that it. movie. That's, I'm, I, I'm such a dick on this show. <laughs> no, and, and I know. And, and you, I was gonna, I was gonna pick up my JP, JP, JP. You guys like that movie means so much to me. I just showed my brothers that movie the other night. But as much as I have dissected that show, looked into the history of all these things, and dissected everything, you heard it. I could see yep. somebody going, man. That family drama turning into that, that's a big leap for me. And I don't think that's unreasonable. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, I'm with you. So we, at least we, we're, we're yeah. people that can look at that and say, hey, I get it. I don't it's feel like sucking off his mic. I don't know what no, the you, crazy Canucks are doing. Oh, what sorry about that. You built JP. What did you say? I Call said GP. Because I'm, I'm drunk. I'm, listen, I've had like... JP. <laughs> Yeah, well, I can't believe it. It was like two things in a row. Moots is like, I'm acting like a dick. He's like, yeah, I know. And then he called JP. Yeah. Dude, I don't know why. Well, JP, JP, come listen to all the times I insulted you on Horror Quarter. Oh, wait, you don't listen to that. And you're not going to hear this. So, 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 yeah, let's let the circle jerk continue. Well, Moots is on. He might listen. Oh, no, no. Moots is something else, dude. Moods is, I want a piggyback ride from that guy. Next one, Dave. Sorry. Oh, no, but we can understand how people can be We're not that far apart, man. We This could actually happen, man. We'll videotape it, too. And we'll make a podcast out of it, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh like, my god. Shit. Okay. Tom Johnson says intruder. I mean it's a little quirky, but 
you know, it's not enough to deter you. Are we talking the '89 slasher film? Was it? It's kind of like the same ending of every slasher where the the eyes open. I like that because they're the ones that call in the killer. Yeah, it's cool. And then they get arrested because they're the only ones alive. That's a fantastic ending. Right, like but then, the killer, then they do the eye open can, and, yeah. do, 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 and and that part's kind of shit. Yeah, I dig it though. I love Intruder, man. Sam Raimi, fuck, come on. Oh, dude, absolutely. Intruder's fucking badass. Oh, watch out, watch out, Watson. Lee Drake's have the strength. Dude, some of the best gory kills too, man. Oh. I know. Oh, this, if Jeremy had been on this show, he wouldn't have appreciated that. He would have been like, fuck you, yeah. JP. No, he hates it, man. <laughs> oh, he loves the show. He loves the strangers, though. And uh, like I do. And, yeah. well, the strangers, right. I've had a different reaction to it. I thought it was something different than it was. And last time I saw it, I was like, oh, I like the original. And I thought that it ended this way. I'm a little disappointed that it ended that way. But uh, but it, it doesn't didn't take away from the film. I just like a certain type of FU ending, and I thought I got it, but apparently I didn't necessarily get it. But it's okay. It didn't take away from the film oh, as a for whole. For sure, for sure. Hey, and you know what? Everybody here, I know we're, we're spitballing about our reactions to these people's reactions. You, no one's right or wrong here. You, you all rock. God bless. God bless. You right. fucking mediator. <laughs> no, fuck I you guys. How, no, if you no, guys, if you guys, guys I realize how many times you... I've said bullshit on this episode, and and I'm already fracturing my listenership even more. I need <laughs> to say face moves. Let me say face. <laughs> no, every time I disagree with you, you're fucking. Every time I disagree with all these listeners' comments or and shit like that, you're fucking wrong. You do realize that you're fucking wrong. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Okay, House of a Thousand Corpses. Some people are going to take that totally serious, too. I love moods. House of a Thousand Corpses. House of a Thousand Corpses hates the ending. Uh, It's a fucking dream sequence, man. That's my explanation. But that's my explanation. It's actually the House of 199 Corpses. I don't know. Oddly enough, that's JP's biggest uh, problem with that film, too. And I told him to watch my hates fucking the endings. Yeah, I know he, he does. Yeah. I told him it's a dream sequence. You I fucking... don't have a problem with it either. So I can't. Who's, who's JP? I now <laughs> refer to him as GP. I think it, to clarify, it just be gay P now. Oh, <laughs> that was Watson came up with that. It was like kind of funny. Uh, I'm drinking a lot of the beer and the whiskeys. Well, I only, I mean, it only relates because he won't admit to his relationship with Carly. So speaking know. of Carly, holy shit, I'm looking at her right now. Because she's the next pick. Hey, me after, too. After recent uh, oh. watch, happy birthday to me. That's what Carly said. Happy like birthday to that. I, I just recently watched. There's nothing wrong with that ending. That's a really creepy uh, ass they, ending. Actually, they just, make, that actually makes and, sense. I think that's one of the most well executed kind of twists, actually, you know, in uh, in horror films. She does oh. explain herself on her show where yep. she and uh, and, uh, and Austin talk about M- M- MVM or whatever. That's the movie versus movie and their new show. Yeah. You know, I support it. They, and they love me for it. They don't listen to my show, but... Uh, <laughs> Dude, how many times... Okay, I'm going to start to count this, is a this is a running joke. This is a running I'm gonna joke. I'm going to start a count. They do listen. They do listen. <laughs> I listen they to all your shows. I oh, I know that. They worship me as they should because, look, I pretty much made their whole business even feasible. Well, like, come on. Come on, you guys. Well, that makes sense because it is a Schroyer, though, right? So. Oh. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Yo, I'm, pl- I'm playing everybody. I know what Next. she means, though. The fact that, you know, they yeah. made that mask to look perfect like that and nobody caught on to it. It's an 80s thing that doesn't fly with the younger generation. So I understand why. I, yeah, I know why Carly would say that because she's younger than we are and she didn't witness that shit in the 80s. That's what I think. Like nowadays, if you made a movie in 2019 where somebody made a, like I made a mask of fucking Christian and I went out and killed people and I'm going to pull it off at the end, no one's going to know it was a mask. Get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? I do understand. But if you made a mask of Christian face, man, they would just (laughs) forgive him because they're Canadian. You'd be like, oh, that Canadian killer? Fuck that, man. He's all good. He's all good. (laughs) Where's the fucking poutine? I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry for killing you. Uh, Sorry, killer. There we go. Yeah, exactly. You gotta apologize when you kill me. I'm dying right now. Sorry. Someone doesn't like the the end of us. Fucking fucking Putin. Another person doesn't like the end of Cemetery Man. Boy, oh boy. House of a Thousand Corpses again. Lot, lot of repeats. Okay, these this Cemetery Man. Fuck that. That's bullshit. The ritual. Oh, we got a Brandon on our hands. (laughs) Check out the Jedi ending on uh, YouTube. That was hilarious, Christian. <laughs> the ritual from last year. Two people yeah. found it funny. <laughs> yeah, so I loved good. it. So that was, good. That so was my good. number four of the year. Yeah, yeah I think mine number as well. four as well. I think. Yeah. Great yeah, film. Four or three. Great. It was up there. Yeah, man. I don't know. Some people didn't like it. Uh, Adam and Maskery said the boy. We've been down that road. I know Brandon fucking hates yeah. it. But which yeah. one? Which boy are we talking about here? I'm, I can only assume the guy in the walls. One, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because the other boy that Spoilers. was released by Factory was actually pretty good. Yeah, he burns everything down and shit. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> oops. Spoilers. He's like, the one time we're spoiling things, I'm going to oops it. I'm going to fucking spoil everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The house that Jack built from Jason Turner. Didn't like the end. Oh, I love that oh, fucking end. Jason, animal. Jason, yeah. Jason. Will you give me a piggyback ride so I can convince you that... Never mind. So you're talking about the 20-minute the allegory, I'm assuming? Like the I whole know, ending? I, Christian, I what are you doing right now? I'm not are against you. Are you, insul- are you no. insulting the tw- – okay, okay, Christian. I was going to no. say I'm going to have to give you – you're going to have to give me a piggyback ride so we can talk. No, 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 no. Not, I'm not insulting it at all. I, I actually really – I really enjoyed that film. It was – I didn't think I was going to because I'm not a big fan of some of the movies I've watched. I have. I can't say that I've watched all of this catalog. Yeah. Uh, Antichrist – that's all I've seen. Antichrist in that one. I feel like there's another one. I didn't watch. Check out Melancholia. Did you guys see Melancholia? It's a beautiful movie. No, but I want to see it Nymphomaniac yeah. because my girl's in it, and I didn't know till the. Yes, yeah, she is. Part part yes. one and two, my G. I'm watching just for her. Oh, I'm watching. Yes. Nice, nice. Well, I could see how you know what uh, the house that Jack built. That was my number two of last year. And it's a frustrating sure, movie. <laughs> it's my. It's a frustrating movie. I get it. Like if someone is sitting there going like that ending. I get it. I get it. I, I guess that. I, yeah. I don't know. I could see not liking it. I, I quite enjoyed it. but Oh, I loved it. But I could see yeah. somebody being like, nah, dog. Yo, bro. Just hey, that G- house would be very G-P. cold in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> That's a Brandon joke. <laughs> More insulation, please. More kids, oh. please. Oh, oh okay. With their grins. Damon Brazell says, I may have to watch it again, but I always felt the original The Crazies. Should have had George Romero walk into the last frame and say, "Sorry, folks, we we ran out of money." <laughs> That's, ah, That's kind of funny. <laughs> That's pretty good. 
That is pretty I good, actually. I it was abrupt, right? It I was think it should go to a website. That's if I know what happened next. Yeah, hashtag What's a website? Christian something. All right, uh, I'll go on. Everett Dungeon said, I bury the living. I haven't seen I bury the living or I can't remember. Is that Vincent Price? Uh, I'll have to look it up. I don't even know. I bury the living? No, it doesn't. No. I should have said bleached asshole. Sorry, Christian. <laughs> there we go. Oh, I bury the living. Sorry. That was very delayed, by the way. <laughs> that, no, that was a slope, not a quip. No, it's it's not Vincent Price, man. Okay, what the fuck is it? I bury the living. It is an older film, a 1958 Okay. 1958. Yeah. Richard Boone, Theodore or Bickle. You remember the ending, Boots? Albert Band directed it. Charles Band's dad. Oh. So it's got to suck balls. Well, no wonder he he hates the ending. He hates the beginning and the middle, too. Oh, damn. (laughs) (laughs) It's been forever since I've seen it, man. I've never seen that one, yeah. I haven't seen it in years. This is an interesting one. I'm going to read this whole thing. Michael Darwin said, not a fan of the alien ending. Let's ignore the fact that they have a massive spaceship without enough room in their rescue vehicle for the entire crew of six people, one robot and one cat. Once Ripley makes it to the escape ship, it is revealed that on her last trip to Sears, before leaving Earth, she accidentally bought the junior Miss Size underwear. (laughs) (laughs) Then she finds the alien on the ship which just kind of sits there long enough for her to climb into a spacesuit, buckle in, and open the doors to blow it into space. Hmm. Michael Darwin is one of the hosts of Dark Discussions, and he's a sharp <clears throat> dude. He's a sharp dude. I, I is, love Mike. He's no Eric Webster. Oh, I mean, but uh, Eric said he'd give me a piggyback ride, and Michael hasn't responded. I'm, and I'm so, kidding. I'm kidding. I, I, <laughs> no, I'm actually not. I go to a thread on Dark Discussions. I have talked about piggyback rides there for like like days. Damn. Wow. Christian, go. <laughs> So what does do he have a legit? I'm not welcome. I don't know. That's what I want to know. Do you guys think that's a legitimate complaint? Do you think the alien moves too slow at the end? No, no, that's bullshit. I like yeah, the underwear. I, think... I like the alien. I'm, I like yeah, the alien. I'm no explanation. It's just bullshit. That's bullshit. It never bothered me. Yeah, it never no. bothered me. No, it's why, why, why did that have to move faster? I don't know. If he wants faster, watch aliens. It kind of sits there long enough for her to climb into a spacesuit. He said. It's, I guess he's saying Actually, that. That's, just... that's a good point, though. I mean, if you yeah. want the fast shit, you want the action, you might prefer aliens. Pluralization. I think, I think he might too. I, I'm not. Yeah, I think I think he might too. Oh, yeah. in that well, that makes sense. Okay. Because well, a lot of people I don't know. that love I don't aliens know. don't like Alien. You know, I, I mean, no. I love both. I yes. love both. So do I. And for, yeah. uh, what I almost said, Periphery. Yeah, I, I mean, meant per- Prometheus. Prometheus. Yeah. I'm one of those. I'm one of those Alien fans. I love Alien. Me too, buddy. You know. What about the, what about aliens? No, nowhere near as good, right? No, not even close. Yep, I'm with you. It's, it does seem major major step downs. Yeah, it's not a bad movie at all. Guys. Like technically speaking, Christian, it's great, come on, let's let's, good, but let's go start our me, own no. podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> aliens aliens. Yeah, Dave, <laughs> you guys gonna do an alien podcast? Oh yeah, we're God. gonna do an this. You'll quit after it. three shows. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna call the Chris Chris Dunn. What? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We'll combine our names somehow. It's a working title. Yeah, it's a working title. <laughs> well, we got a couple more, but I, we can't Give me on. one or two more. One or two more. I'll, I'll shoot a few. Okay. For me. Miko Woodcock said, end of the line. Was it the mold or not? I like end of the line. I've only seen it once, and I cannot remember the ending, but I remember That's enjoying it. the film. 
That's a great Canadian film, man. Right, Christian? Yeah. Well, it's 2007, I believe, and I haven't seen it. Or is it 1997? I just remember we talked about this, and I hadn't it seen it. 07. 07. Same thing. Same thing. So is, is it is it the mold, or is it the muffins? What is it? No. Nobody I, knows? No one remembers. Okay. All right. No one remembers. Remember. You watched I, it on your uh, damn ABC Yeah, show. once. Once I in my life. I have seen it in, like, probably it. 10 years. <laughs> I don't know. I never saw that one. But it is a good film, though. Halloween t- 2018. I thought the booby-trapped house was just dumb. Uh, let's not even talk about that movie. We, we, we'll talk an hour, I'm sure. Oi, well, hey, it's me, Brandon. I'm back on the podcast. I can agree I don't with like that. It. I can agree with that, you know? Fuck, <laughs> fucking Halloween 18. Fuck yeah. that movie. Too many a pumpkins. <laughs> hey. Fuck that movie, man. What you is Brandon say, Italian? Man? Yeah, what? No, we're all, we're a three Italian. I don't know what moods is, but I, we, we're... <laughs> Food sounds Mexican. <laughs> the GP is here. Vatos, yeah, you gave me. Vatos. man. You know what I'm saying, man? You know what I'm saying, man? Okay, that's that sounds like, legit. What about what? Mahomes? <laughs> but, yeah. I know, I know y'all motherfuckers like, you know, Halloween 18 and shit, man, but I agree with that end. That ending is whack as fuck. <laughs> it's terrible. That's no Leprechaun remake. It's terrible. <laughs> What the very that movie was actually fun as hell, man. I can't believe that you were dissing the shit. It's fun. I, I, I didn't. It's watch not it. supposed it's to be a great movie. No, it's I, just. A I know. I just actually did Allison not like. It's supposed to be a great movie, and it sucked. <laughs> that was the problem, dude. I, I, I walked into the cinema going, "What the fuck, dude? Come on, dude. Do you think that's worse than four, five, and six, and all that shit? No, 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 no. no. It is definitely better than you know those movies for okay, sure. Okay, then why That's were right. people? That's why right. were you or anyone else expecting a fucking Halloween sequel this day and age to fucking be so much? Why, why would you? Why were you expecting a fucking ten out of ten slasher in two thousand eighteen? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm that. not expecting a ten out of ten slasher. I just want. I just didn't want to see fucking uh, Rambo fucking Strode, man. You know, I I, I hated <laughs> where they went with that. You know, this this whole fucking fact of her being, you know, we're pimped up for like 30 years or whatever. And fucking she's all ready to go and shit like that. I, I just it was it was fucking terrible to me, man. It was it was awful. It was awful. And I'm, I'm sticking with that, man. You know, I mean, listen to the rest Nobody of the tell. review on the, on the podcast. But I mean, I, I just thought that was ridiculous. Ridiculous. There's a lot of great scenes in Halloween 2018. A lot of great shot stuff. Thought some of the kills were pretty cool. I mean, another issue I had with the film, when you're going to ignore an entire franchise that's already been done in reality, and you're going to make a sequel to the original film, throwing shout-outs to all these other fucking movies. If you're going to fucking do... If you're going to throw shout-outs to all these other fucking films, it seems ignorant to me. Make your shit 100% original then i'll respect it more but if you're gonna if you're gonna homage all these other fucking all all these sequels that have been done it's not respectable man they honestly there's so many things in that movie that are just taken straight from the rest of the franchise i'm like i'm like but that's just for us but that's just for us moods they did that just to fucking nod and wink to the hardcore fans that know i get that i get that but i wanted to i didn't want to see that shit i i want i i don't mind the odd thing here and there but give me a fucking full original film and shit like and you know obviously change the fucking rambo strode shit that was horrible see i'll I'll meet you halfway i'll meet you halfway 
on that. I don't mind the Rambo stroke because it seems like she prepared for fucking 40 years for it. So I can live with it to a degree. But I I can't understand the complaint of what you said about too many too many homages to fucking this and that. And if you're going to skip it, just skip it and pretend nothing existed. I understand that complaint. It, it, do I agree with it? No. But that's one I can understand. I know where you're coming from. So I'll give you but that. Like I, but like I said, if as a filmmaker, if you're going to make a, a direct sequel to the original film and pretend like nothing has happened before in storyline, right. why homage those films? It's fucking frustrating as a fan. I hate that. There's so many scenes in that film that are directly into the franchise. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's confusing. It's confusing to people. I get what you're saying, but I'm such a fanboy for that stuff that I that I, I, I ate it up. You know? And, but- and I tried to put my bias in my way, man, because I'm not a big Halloween f- uh, franchise fan. I am not. I'm a Nightmare None fan. I'm a Phantasm <laughs> fan. Nightmare on Elm Street is my favorite franchise. Phantasm, I love Psycho. Those are my favorite franchises out there. Right on. All great ones. You know, Halloween, Halloween, I think, is honestly, I don't, it's pretty bad as a franchise. Like, there's a lot of bad films in that franchise. Halloween 1 and 3, I think, are the best movies out there. It's tough, point. honestly. It's between Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween, it's pretty close. Like, for me, you got Halloween 1, 2, and 3, and then I'm okay with 6. I like H2O enough. And, and I like the zombies enough, and I really like the second zombie, and I like the new one. And if I look at Nightmare, I'm thinking <laughs> one, I'm thinking three, two's okay. I don't like four, five, and six, really. And you know what I mean? To me, they're kind of comparable. But See, I, don't really, I don't really care for four, five, six, seven, and eight. I like, I, I personally like Rob Zombie's remake and his part two. <laughs> the thing was, the thing is with part two, I've seen the movie so many goddamn times. I hated it when I first watched it. I liked it a little bit more. And every time I talked about this movie and reviewed it over the years, I seem to appreciate it and find more things. Nice. I think it's one of those movies that you need to see like a hundred times to fully appreciate what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> Cause it's, it's definitely unappreciated. I, it's not yep. a fully blown great film, but it is also underappreciated. I think it's way better than people give it credit for, you know, it's definitely better than a lot of the shit that was in the original franchise. You know, I like Halloween 1, 2 a lot. I love Part 3. Part 3 is not oh. a great movie, but I love that fucking movie with every ounce of my body. I, I, that's one of the go-to films for me on Halloween. Love that shit. But the rest of the franchise is pretty shitty. I actually, I have a soft spot for 4. I, a lot of people do. I a do. lot of people do. A lot of people love H2O, and I think it's I think it's a really bad, it's yeah. another version of a homage film where I'm they constantly just... Yeah. They constantly just do shit, you know, with yeah, there's all these homages in them. It's like, ah, oh, fuck, you know, it gets old. It gets old, you know, but it's it's actually not a great film. And the thing about that movie, I hate the fucking ending where me and JP always argue about that shit. He what? loves the end of that film. I hate the end of the movie. Wow. So, I can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't talk about those those franchise this, movies anymore. I, yeah, we'll, we, we'll go all night. We did a whole year of the franchise. At this yeah. point, I do. <laughs> think it's time that we should probably do a shout out for 22 shots if you want to support the show go to patreon.com slash exploding heads and donate (laughs) 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 i'm gonna freaking die you fucking asshole you motherfucking asshole (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna go on record and say 
Wayne, if you're thinking about supporting 22 Shots, Genius. you should do yourself a favor and go support Exploding Heads because they're a way better podcast than we are. Put your money towards put your money towards a fucking podcast with class. That's all. <laughs> Oh, now I feel like a jackass. Awesome. That was the whole goal. Thanks, Boots. There's no war, guys, out there. Wars with Jeremy. No, I'm being sincere. No, I know. you. I, no, I, I, don't. I just feel like a jerk. being sincere. If you're going to put some money somewhere, put it towards EA. They have done a great job. Well, you guys, fuck. Both, everybody guys. has. We're yeah. sucking oh. each other's dicks. That was the time Four to suck door. each other's dicks. My favorite line from Pulp Fiction. Let's not start sucking each other's dicks quite yet. <laughs> My favorite line of that movie. I'm going to shout out one more and then we'll get out of here because it's our homie Jason Smith. He says 13 Sins. Does not like the ending of 13 Sins. How, how, what are these movies? I, know, I don't even know the movie. I know. I lo- Oh, you never saw it? I don't think like, let me see oh, You must. You must. It's a good ending. It's a, it's a sad ending. It's great. It's funny because my wife called it. She's like, I think this is going to happen. And I was like, oh, wow. You're right. Oh, Irene. I've seen this. Yeah. Come oh, on, no, Irene. Great. <laughs> I'm confusing 13 Sims with Would You Rather. I do that all the time, but they're both very good. Someone else said the last broadcast. They said it's a cop out. Wow. That's it. Someone said Blair Witch. Pieces. No oh, you'll love that mood. Oh, mood, yeah. I love like pieces, but that ending where the corpse comes back to life and rips the guy's junk off, what the I, fuck? That <laughs> makes me laugh so hard. On, honest to God, I just kind of I turn it off right before that part. I'm like, ah, oh, it's an amazing movie. Uh, I fast-forward it to that part. <laughs> you fast-forward That sounded I, I, like Brandon. That sounded like Brandon Ray. Right oh, now. no, I don't. We don't. I, I love you, B. <laughs> it was a total Brandon. That's amazing. Oh, Amazingly yeah. right. Mahoney says April Fool's Day. Um, we've been down that road with April Fool's Day before. It, it's, I it's, reviewed that with Santa Claus on episode 17 of Horror Corridor. Uh, and I've I never had a problem with that ending, man. To be honest, it kind of makes sense. It's April Fool's. Everyone's Correct. supposed to live. That's the fucking joke. Yes. It's pretty meta. It is pretty meta, honestly. But did anybody yeah. hear my Santa episode? Santa was Holy off the rails. Fuck, it was off the rails. It, but in I a good way. <laughs> Thank it. you. It's always enjoyable. Moods. Santa Claus guest starred on the show, and he he was uh, yeah. obnoxious. You know what? <laughs> I did. I made a joke about five minutes ago. But the, for all sincerity, like I, everybody that's listening to this are probably well aware of your shows. But obviously, Moods is from Twenty Two Shots of Moods and Horror. Got a yeah. kick-ass website as well. Uh, if you're not familiar with them, then you should definitely get familiar with them. And of course, uh, and he's off camera right now. Even though this is the Patrons are the only ones going to see the video, I guess, of this. And, of course, Mr. Watson has a show that he keeps saying he's going to cancel, but he keeps doing more and more episodes, and everybody's giddy as a schoolgirl when they get to hear that they're coming. Yeah. There he is. There's he keeps Moosey. doing them. There's Moosey. All right. There's like five episodes The show episodes is left. probably the best. There's produced. five episodes left? The best. Uh, he so even knows year. Year. Wait, go on, Christian. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the best fucking produced show. I, 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 I'm not bullshitting. The amount of time uh, that goes into you. it. I am bullshitting. <laughs> well, produce. I look, we'll do. <laughs> I, I moods. We'll do production on our shows, but I mean, and we'll put like the little jokes in and whatever like that. But I mean, I, there's a limit to what I'm gonna fucking do. Damn straight. Yeah, yeah. And and so Watson, uh, power to you, man. You know yeah. it. A lot of people Thank out there know it, but more people should know about it too. 
Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Amen. Well, you the have five more shows left. You, make sure, you know what I love about it? I feel like a fucking idiot when I listen to the show. Oh, I'm sorry. I barely is that, is that a something sentence. that's like a problem with the... With the... <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying it's not well... Sorry, I'm articulate. just drunk enough to where I think I misunderstood. I, 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 that was a compliment. And thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, what I was. meant. Yeah. No, I love just, you. Like, you, you. Thank you, you buddy. Blow, thank you. You blow everybody away with your oh, with the research and analysis. Uh, thank you. And, you know, and, and yeah, and, and I have a few episodes left of the show before I ca call it quits. I just want to kind of nail, put a few more nails into the coffin before I start. I, I'm going to start another show down the line uh, pretty soon that I'm going to I'm pretty happy with. And, yeah, I don't know. It'll be kind of something fresh that's going to be different than anyone's heard from me. And so, yeah, I don't know. Thank and you for those kind YouTube? words. Sorry. Sorry for cutting you off there. But oh, yeah. Yeah. And YouTube is coming soon. YouTube is ready. The, my son walked through the door today. I picked him up from his mom's, and he's like, oh, the, the vinyl backdrop is down. We're, what were you doing? I was like, ah, just working on some lighting things. You know, we're, 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 we're creators in our house. There's no bedtime over in, our, in the Watson house. It's just us creating when we can, trying to find what works for us. He, my son's got YouTube channels. I'm working on mine and the podcast, and, and then the one I'm about to start. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's good stuff, and thank you for those kind words. I appreciate that because, you know, we, you know, this Horphelia Network. You know, there there are some great shows on the network, and, and I think we we've, we've all really bonded. And I mean, how could we have taken this movie tonight and just had an explosion of a wonderful conversation tonight if we weren't all friends and and homies and stuff like that? I mean, shoot, Moods and I we're, we we Skype like uh, at least once a week. Like, I mean, you know, we're it's what it is. We're 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 homies, man. It's good That's stuff. That's true, man. That's true. Yeah, we Moves. do that. Man. How long have we you had it. your your YouTube channel now? Wow. Uh, since 2011. How many how many subscribers do you have? Oh shit, man! I'm just under Not as much nine thousand somewhere in there. Nice, man. Look at that. Yeah. Nice, dude. Yeah. Nice. That's great. You work hard on it, man. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's it, you know, it's honestly not that bad. You know, I mean, we do well in the podcast, which is good. Damn you know? great. I mean. Yeah. That's really what matters right now. I don't really look at my personal stuff. You know, my my channel is anything too big. I mean, people are always amazed, like, "Oh, that's crazy," you know. But you, you it is what it is. It. Well, it, hey, it's good. It is what it is, man. Like, I just I love to do those videos and shit when I can do them and stuff. And I'm thankful for the people that actually support them. So, yeah. awesome. you're doing good work, buddy. Is yeah. is it okay if really quickly I, I do a couple? plugs that i have just really quickly i mean like i just because you think you are of course no, go right ahead. <laughs> oh, oh okay i was gonna say i don't have to but so so you know uh, you know so okay so my, my my first show used to get a lot of buzz when it first came out and so i have this other show and okay when it first came out it, and a lot of people don't know this about me but i had another show that when it came out i got a huge buzz and it's still technically going but now literally no one and their mom cares about it anymore. It's called TGIF 13. Uh, <laughs> no, it's called Netflix and chill. Horror Wait, disposable arts. Wait, cinema attack the Brandon years. Wait, best drawn video. Wait, uh, Brandon cinema attack the Brandon years. Sorry. I love that. Sorry, sorry. Everybody. I have no real plugs to do. Wow. And I got to tell you, all joking aside, I love Jeremy on the show because I I have been speaking a lot of shit about Jeremy. Not that he ever he is going to hear it or whatever. No, nope. he doesn't no. give a shit about you guys. <laughs> I don't even care if he doesn't give a shit. But the show works because of your chemistry. They yep. kill it. They kill it. 
It would work better without him, but it... yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's I'm off the show. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> him and GP or J- JP uh, are <laughs> Grand Prix. This is the sucky of everybody's dick segment. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, man, you guys. Oh, good great. times. Good times. Good yeah. times. Yeah, we're, we're we're so yeah. happy to have you guys here, and I know Brandon's gonna enjoy listening. And you know, two of the best shows on on the network, not even just on the network, two of the best shows, freaking floating heads at twenty two shots, going horror corridor. Honestly, man, shots. I am honored to be on the show. I'm super honored to be on the show that you guys actually asked me to be on here. And any anytime, man. Anytime. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I am down for these back. shows, man. Super, super fun. Super fun. Awesome. And Brandon, come back to the show. Yes. Yes, yeah. we'll all be here eventually. You know, we'll have another super show with all of us and it'll be great. I don't know. You guys wanna do you guys wanna plug anything? What's what's going on? What's coming up next? What's up with twenty two shots next? What's up with horror corridor next? What do you guys got going on? Twenty two shots, man. Uh coming up next, we have the George A. Romero dead series discussion with uh, of course JP and Jeremy, and we're gonna have the homie Mike. Merriman on oh, the show. Oh, nice. Too, so. Snore. Nice. Yeah, the snore, man. Ah, <laughs> fucking Mr. A, Sandman. He's become a classic <laughs> sample on the 22 <laughs> shots. Yeah. Mike is going to be here from many shows. Uh, yeah. So that's what we got coming up next in a couple days. So you guys will that's see gonna that. That's going to be a good one, you stuff, guys. So, yeah. What comes then, after no. that? What comes after that? Because by the time this comes out, we'll be uh, after that. that is going to be a William Castle. Uh, director spotlight and after that i don't know Ooh. that's it so. castle nice castle yeah yeah so that's why you guys are fucking great because you come out of left field with a william castle <laughs> i'm actually looking forward to that man i'm a huge william castle fan so that's pretty damn cool pretty that's, damn cool for me yes awesome. yes sir awesome what and are what? you doing uh mr watson oh yeah yeah so, is next or, uh, or is that not yeah next? so uh, no, it, it is the – I'm already about 90% done with the show. I just need to do editing. I haven't done any – I kind of recorded it in segments. The theme is going to be can horror go too far? And I also review a couple films, uh, Velvet Buzzsaw, because I, I reviewed that back in early February right when it came out. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> that's been recorded for <laughs> since then. Then I did The Laplace's Demon, which I think you should all watch. It's a 2019 movie, The Laplace's Demon. Throw back to the Twilight Zone. Watch it. Dave Z. Yeah, I'm thinking of you all the way, buddy. We already talked about this, and then we talk. We go deep into a Serbian film. We talk about Serbian politics. We get. <laughs> oh, gee, no, I didn't. Okay, I didn't mean it like that. It's all the bad jokes I've been doing tonight. I'm being legit. We're trying to get deep into it. Does this film have value? A lot of people will not give it the time of day to even say it has value. We're talking about that. That will drop. Uh, we're recording this tonight, uh, folks, on a Saturday night or wait, Friday night. Serbian film is Thursday amazing. Night. Oh, so good. Moods, just please listen to my show. I really want you to hear, and I'd love your feedback personally, buddy. What is tonight? Is it a Friday? Yeah, Friday. Yep, yeah, uh, Friday. It will drop my uh, – the Serbian film show will drop a few days after we record this. So once once you hear this, that show will be out. And then I've approached uh, the homie Charlene – Mademoiselle Charlene Jeanneddy oh, to help me – uh, not as a guest because I don't know how to record with other people. I'm a solo caster. Fuck y'all. Uh, but she's going to help me do a uh, French uh, translation of my intro. And uh, I'm going to talk about some lesser known French horror films that people don't often 
talk about uh, you know bonjour and such. You know, I went to France. I, I think I think Hello I'm qualified. Bonjour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bon, bonjour, bonjourno. Wait, that's Italian. I don't know so, about yeah, French, but we're French Canadian. But like, I don't fucking speak a oh. lick of. Oh, dude, I my, used my to be a French teacher, and I don't speak. A lick. I used to be I, an I, intermediate I, French speaker. I, I got around France uh, for like two weeks talking French to homies and doing that thing. It's gone now, but it's still. I still remember some of it. So we're gonna talk lesser French films, and then we're. Yeah, and then I think I got maybe three or four episodes after that before I call it quits and then start my my show after that, which it's not fully built yet. So I'll, there'll be big news about what happens with that show. We we got a name and it, it'll it it's it's coming. Just sure. just just wait. You'll I'm not done podcasting. YouTube didn't take me from podcasting. Horcore just need Horcorder just needs to go, but I gotta lay it to rest properly. Are you done plugging? Jesus Christmas. Yeah. Uh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I just kidding. <laughs> This guy, man. I'm a Mike. Hey, this guy, a Mike. Hey, damn. I love you guys. Please you edit out, uh, edit out the part where I started talking this episode. You know we love you. Of course, I love you guys too. They're out there saying, Christian, shut up. Let him talk more. Mm-mm, no way. That's not gonna be the, the, the placenta or the whatever here. The placenta. Yeah. placenta coming soon. Yeah. What a All show. Right. Oh. Yeah. Lots of fun. Nah, it, it was a blast, man. It was a blast. Hope everybody enjoyed it. And uh, like I like I said earlier, Brandon will be back next show. We'll be doing the, the patron reviews again. We'll be serious business. Well, as serious as the three of us can be. And uh, we'll be up on it. But we, we've had a lot of fun these last couple shows doing the bonuses and hanging out with our buddies. And yeah, great stuff. So we know you guys will be back again. We That's a given. So listeners, thank you. Hope you enjoyed all of us here because we sure as hell had a good time. We're going to be out. Anybody got anything, uh, any parting words before we say goodnight? No? Good. Fuck y'all. No. (laughs) It's just been that kind of show, guys. (laughs) We love everybody. Um, Peace out. We'll see you next show. Yeah. <laughs>